participation. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling Pronco 100 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance, cdkng.com slash MMA.com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Obviously, it's UFC 300 week in Las Vegas. Friday, also in Las Vegas, it's the second PFL event of the season. Had a great start on Thursday. Uh, Dakota Cheva with a solid win. You had Moldovsky on there. You had a bunch of... Uh, former Bellator fighters Liz Carmouche getting a win as well in her PFL debut. And so I want to let you know that the PFL is back on April 12th with the lightweights and light heavyweights throwing it down. Last week it was the women's flyweights and the heavyweights. You've got names like Impa Kasangane, who of course uh, won the 2023 light heavyweight tournament. You also have Clay Collard and Bellator, former champ, one Patricky Pitbull is uh, is going to be on the card against Clay Collard. So if you're in Vegas for 300, go check him out. If you're at home, check him out over on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Uh, Plus. That is Friday, April 12th, live at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. It's the Mixed Martial Arts Hour with... Miss Bushard Tower is back in your life on this Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Hello again, everyone. I sure hope you're doing well. It is great to be here on a lovely Wednesday in New York City. Feeling good. We are uh, still basking in the glow. That is the aftermath of UFC 285. What a performance. What a night. What a card, what an event, but I have to say, we are inching ever so closer to the big one in London. And you will recall, someone asked me at the beginning of this whole stretch, which of the upcoming main events was I most into? It was, I think, Volk Islam, Joan Cyril, Edward Usman III, or Alex Izzy Four. And I picked, I do believe, if my memory serves me correct, I did pick 
Mr. Leon Edwards versus Mr. Kamar Usman, which we are now a mere 10 days away from. I can't wait for that afternoon card in the UK. They finally get a pay-per-view for the first time since 2016. Great card, top to bottom. Love everything about it. Can't wait for all of that. Of course, there's another event this weekend for the UFC. Uh, it's a pretty solid one. It's a great main event. It's Marab Dawalishvili against Piotr Jan. That's at the uh, the Virgin Hotels. So we'll talk all about that and more. Let me tell you about today's lineup, and then we'll get into our first guest of the day. Uh, as always, we are presented by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Please support them because they support us. Download the app right now. Use the code THEMMAHOUR. If you're a first-time user, if you're one of the few left, put in that code. You'll get a nice little gift. They're the best. We love them. A lot going on. March Madness. Oops, was I not supposed to say that? Anyway, NBA playoffs, UFC, all kinds of stuff that you can get into. Go check them out. DraftKings Sportsbook. Thank you very much. Back into the show. Speaking of DraftKings, we'll make our picks. Parlay Pals. Sands New York Rick. We'll make our picks for uh, this weekend. Of course, he fumbled the bag, as the kids like to say, so he's not going to be a part of it this week. We tend to do better when it's a three-person leg, if I'm being honest. Um, prior to that, how about Michael Rappaport? What? Absolute legend. Hollywood superstar. Polarizing figure. Combat sports fan. Jake Paul hater. In studio! He was, uh, he was here... On the FaceTime last week, we spoke about that. I can set that up later. Michael Rappaport, who's a big sports fan, I got a few bones to pick with him as well, will be joining us in studio of higher learning fame. Can't wait for that. Prior to that, Brandon Gibson, who's the longtime coach of one John Jones, was in his corner on Saturday, has been cornering John since UFC 145, since his fight against Rashad Evans back in 2012 in Atlanta. Crazy. 11 years. He still looks like he's 21. He'll be joining us to talk about the big win and what's next for Johnny Bones. Prior to that, Michael Venom Page, who returns to action this Friday, Bellator, San Jose against Goichi Yamauchi. He'll be talking to us at around 2.20. Prior to that, we'll do On the Nose, which is now sponsored by Squarespace. How cool is that? Love that. And prior to that, Joanne Wood, who returns to action in a week, 10 days in London, 2 big fight for her. Her last fight, by the way, was last March against new champ Alexa Grasso. Um, so a lot has changed, obviously, since then. But one of our favorites. On this International Women's Day, we had to have a woman on the card, or on the lineup, I should say. Uh, Joanne Wood is that person, one of our favorites, one of our all-time favorites. But first, let's go to the Las Vegas airport, which I think is not called McCarran anymore. I think it's called something else. There's a new name for it. It's like the... The, the old mayor of, uh, you know this, Frank, right? Of Las Vegas. Oh, they yeah. changed it. Harry, uh, no, not, jeez, oh, I call it mayor. I thought it was a De Niro one. Governor. That... Harry Reid International Airport, where one of the stars of UFC 285, DDP, the pride of South Africa, Drickus Duplessis, had a massive win this past weekend over Derek Brunson. He's now in the mix. 185, he has arrived. He's joining us before he flies home. Let's say hello to DDP. Hello, Drickus. How are you? What is up? I just love that introduction. Yes. And and look at you wearing Indeed, the uniform. I have arrived. L- wearing the uniform Absolutely. at the airport. Just so everyone can notice you, right? Everybody should they should know. <laughs> is it a comfortable are you outfit? These it's a very comfortable outfit. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess it sits a little different if you got the losing end of the stick, I guess. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Now you can wear it with pride. You are rolling. By the way, are you headed back to South Africa or Florida? 
No, I'm heading back to South Africa. Golly. Going to celebrate with the family, see the parents. You know, and I have a whole country that's excited to, to see me. And I'm so excited to see them. Can't wait to be back. Could you tell me how long is that journey? How many hours in the oh, air? So uh, I would be flying around six hours to uh, New York, and it's a 15-hour flight from New York to South Africa. Jesus. So you arrive at what yeah, time and what day? What, Thursday evening? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't even know anymore. Uh, because it's it's 10-hour time difference, and then it's like I'm flying back a day, and then I'm flying forward. I'm not even sure anymore about it. Um, I'm getting around, I think, Thursday evening. Okay. Where I'm arriving. The flight is a little more manageable after a big win, right? 100%. Coming here is hard. Yeah. But, you know, going back home with a win in the pocket, I can spend some time on a plane with my own thoughts. I love it. I love it. And you deserve that. So a big win on a big card for you. Uh, how would you assess your performance? How did you feel about the body of work, the win over Derek Brunson? I, 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 I've watched some footage. I haven't watched the official fight, but I've watched some fan footage. I saw some videos that like, people took, took from the crowd. And you now, obviously, you get you, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of good stuff. Mostly people are, are loving it. You know, I just beat the number five ranked fighter in the world. So I can't be too critical at this stage. But there's always, there's always mistakes to be fixed. I mean, even at this level, you know, I ended up, I lost that first round purely because of one mistake. One mistake, I didn't lose the fight. He caught my leg and you know, at, at the level, it just made me realize once again, you know, it doesn't matter what. One mistake like that could have cost me that fight. Yeah. And and why did that mistake happen, in your opinion? Um, you know, call it a lapse of concentration. I kicked into the body in the beginning of the fight. I don't know why I would kick the body of a of a wrestler in the first opening seconds of the fight, but it did happen. You know, sometimes uh, you know, once you get in the muscle memory, I mean, I like to kick and I kicked him and I shouldn't have. The low kicks were working great and that's where I should have stuck for the first round at least, especially fighting a wrestler like Derek Brunson. And then I did a, like I, I kicked for his body too early. It was, it was, it was a, it's a silly mistake. You, know? you might all make mistakes and uh, next performance I'll be even better and, polish out those little mistakes uh the the main thing i guess i heard from a criticism standpoint was the gas tank did you get tired in the first yeah. round uh first round yes yes but not like not at all like in the darren toll fight not at all no i felt i felt good i felt listen the pace was insane the pace was absolutely ridiculous and it was a very power intensive round because it was a lot of wrestling like he was on my back then i was on top and then he was on top so uh i guess uh fatigue is, is a better word I was feeling better at the end of the second round than in the end of the first. The first round was the pace was really insane. Wow. The second round, I re I really started landing some some good shots, and the pace was extremely high. I looked at uh, the stuff that I saw. I was like, "Cool, yeah, of course I'm tired. Both of us are. Like, if you spend some time with me in there, you'll realize why I'm tired. It's like it's a full speed fight. Sure. And uh, by the end of the second, I didn't know the fight was over. I didn't know the fight was over. I'm like corner came in and they were like do you want a chair and i said well of course i want a chair it's it's, it's the break and he, my coach was like no he doesn't want a chair i'm like when did we discuss this like i, I need a chair i want to you know and give me some advice i guess i'm doing everything perfect because he's not and he looked at me almost and he said well, he said oh aren't you happy you won the fight and i didn't believe him i went to the commission guy and said this is the fight over and that's only when i started celebrating wow. because i didn't know the fight was over I just thought, my man, you are going to have the worst third round of your life. Uh, I just thought because 
I could feel he was fighting that whole second round and I was ready to come out in that third round. And, you know, uh, it wasn't necessary for him to take any more damage. And I'm glad they stopped the fight. Yeah. Um, just one more thing on the cardio. Is there anything you could do to to make your cardio yeah. better or is that just something that you're born with? Uh, I'm going to, you know, there's, there's always something to do. There's always have to be better, fitter, stronger, come out. You know, the more, the more composed I stay, the less tired I get. And uh, obviously, I'm, gonna, I'm going home. I'm definitely fixing my nose. My nose, both sides, is completely screwed up right now. Wow. But uh, Broken? Yeah, my nose is... It, well, it's been broken for years. On one side, there's no air coming in on one side, and it's getting worse. But I'm, I'm fixing it now when I get home. I was actually supposed to fix it uh, in January. And then obviously I got the fight and it was such a big opportunity. I couldn't say no. And I was like, okay, well, let's postpone that operation because you know, breathing through my nose is impossible. I'll show you. Look at this. Whoa. Wow. So you, so that, so, so, so people fixating on you breathing out of your mouth, it's because you can't actually breathe through your nose on the best of days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you fight like that? By breathing through your mouth and looking super tired the whole oh time. Oh my gosh! But I mean that—that that has got to be such a, a like a, a hindrance. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely is, definitely is. But you know, when uh, everything happens so fast with my whole UFC career, I got the I got the first call and it was like fight on camp on fight camp. I didn't even fight that much because people pulled out. You know, there was a lot of fake cancellations, but it, it's been one massive fight camp. But I did fight three times in the past six, seven months. Yeah. So there wasn't really time to fix this and. Uh, I really wanted to do it after the tour fight because I thought it was going to be a little bit of a break. And when they came with this opportunity, I said, well, let's wait till after this one. Sure. And I guess, I guess it helped. People keep underestimating me and just think this guy's just getting tired. Like he's getting too tired. The next guy he fights, he's not going to get tired. And then he's going to be, this guy, he's going to gas out and this guy's going to beat him. Doesn't work like that. Like everybody else I fight get tired too. By the way, how's your sleep? If you can't breathe through your nose, I mean, are, are you struggling when you sleep? Uh, I, I actually sleep pretty well, but you know, uh, from a from a medical standpoint, it, there has to be some yeah. some trouble, right? There has to be some trouble for for me sleeping. But in general, I'm I'm a pretty good sleeper. I get my eight hours a night. Okay, good to hear. Um, the ending was fascinating because, like you said, it was time to stop it. But we saw something that we often don't ever see in MMA, which is a corner throwing in the towel. Uh, we we never. I mean, it's so rare. I could think of uh, Diaz Thompson back in the day. I think that was two thousand thirteen, yeah. off the top of my head. I mean, it, it, it maybe it's happened five times in UFC history, if that. Were you yeah. in? in I, I know you just said you didn't see it, but in retrospect, uh, surprised that it came to that. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 there was definitely a stage in a fight. I thought I was going to get a standing to go, so, because like the, it was give and take the whole time and when I eventually caught him and he just went down I thought okay this is going to be the end and great riffing by, by her I, think, I guess if he did stop it it would have been a problem but I'm glad he didn't stop it and while standing because that's always controversial for me and his one cornerman came in and I didn't see the tower at all I just saw his one cornerman going no it's over and I looked at him and I was like this fight over and the other cornerman as far as I know my recollection you know right in the moment said no 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 like he tried to stop the the oh wow them stopping the fight and wow. so I, in my opinion and uh, herb never did this but i saw the fight afterwards and i said he did do as soon as i turned my back he waved the fight off uh, and i didn't see it. okay so but i'm glad that it did that and 
like you said, it's something that very rarely happens. I'm a big fan of MMA, and that's something you very, very rarely see. And 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 just curious at uh, at this point in the game in the sport, do you think that we should see more of this stuff? Do you think you know, like in boxing, do you think we should see more of it? I think it, it depends from fighter to fighter. I think as a coach, you know your fighter. You know when he's taking punishment, and then you know he when he's taking ridiculous amount of strikes. You know, when when it becomes dangerous, and I, it definitely differs from from person to person. If you're a coach and you know your fighter, which you're supposed to do, uh, it's a smart thing, I guess. And the the thing is, me as a fighter, I can't go and say, "Coach, I want you to throw in the towel if I'm in trouble," because I can't see that. I, every every fighter would probably say, "I could have, I could have yeah. taken more," but but I guess that's what what makes it so hard to be a great coach because you have to make that call. Isn't it weird though that we see it in in boxing all the time and we never see it in MMA? Why do you think that is? I think the reason for that is in boxing, you can take more damage without being knocked unconscious. That's mm-hmm. that's purely I think that because like you can be jabbed all day with a boxing glove and probably not go down. Whereas with an MMA glove, if you start taking big hits, you're probably going out. You're probably getting knocked out. And there's a like there's so many ways to finish you in somebody's as tough as he wants to be with an MMA glove if you catch if I catch it two or three times as hard as I can you're going down mm. and I think in boxing with the with the padded glove I think that makes a big difference where does this win leave you now? Uh, I got a takedown on Derek Brunson it leaves me there for sure it was a big statement it was something that, uh, that uh, I really wanted to do I really uh, set out in the fight somewhere in this fight I'm going to get a takedown and that's that's what I said. The first time I tried, he came forward and stuffed it. But as far as, as my career, where it puts me is, I'm a force to be reckoned with in the 185 division. I have the longest active winning streak. I am the guy in the division putting up my hand furthest of anybody. And uh, I'm just enjoying it, man. I'm just I'm loving every single moment of this. So, you know, logistically, I don't know what they're going to do. They're probably waiting for the Adesanya Perea fight. That, the whole division is almost waiting to see yeah. what's going to happen. And uh, for me, like I said, I'm just, I'm really enjoying this win. I'm enjoying the journey that I've been with the UFC. I've only had a great time. And uh, let's see who they come up next. Uh, I really hope they come with, with an, another fun fight because everybody they've been giving me has been fun fights. There's been fighters that come out there to bang. And I'm not interested in any boring fight. I'm, I'm in there to, to, to have bangers. And it's, it's always been. We were talking about the state of the division before this fight. And my theory was... Because Izzy has fought the majority of the top guys, if he beats Alex in a month from today in uh, in Miami, April eighth, I feel like there's a chance. Correct me if you think this is a little bit too crazy. I feel like there's a chance they do you versus him. I think so. I don't. I don't think that is um, that is too far fetched at all. Uh, that's why I'm saying the whole division is waiting to see what happens there, and uh, everything just opened up. Everything just. Um, now, like I said, I've been having a great time with the journey and I think uh, everything will work out the way it should and it has been and it's going to keep on working out that way and I think now this South African guy that most people in the division, I think, especially at the top, didn't even take note of, now they know. Yeah. Uh, I do think, you think now they, they know. They know for sure. Is there any chance Alex wins in a month and it's you versus Alex? Absolutely. I think um, there's, a, there's definitely a chance of him winning. I, I think Izzy wins the fight. Okay. But, you know, with Alex Ferreira, like with that guy, 
him just never count them out. We've seen that so many times, and it's going to be an interesting fight. I'm really looking forward to seeing who wins that fight, but I'm I'm more than happy to whoever wins the fight step in there and uh, and face him. Uh, uh, Alex Pereira fight something that gets me very very excited, but obviously fighting a name like like Izzy was one of the best uh, middleweights to ever do it up until now uh, would also be great. So either for me it, it makes literally no difference which one wins and which one I get to fight but I'm wondering if you're rooting for Izzy because if Izzy wins maybe that opens the door the path for you to get there sooner I think that happens probably I think I'm probably biased <laughs> yeah yeah no I mean because he has fought all the top guys and Alex hasn't so you're you're, you're the next guy yeah that that's he hasn't the thing fought. I'm the only guy in the yeah. top five he hasn't fought right um, by the way how about them uh, I mean I know you spoke a little bit about this before but you know, you're on the prelims, Bo Nickel on the main card. How, how do we feel about that now that it's all, you know, now that it's all done? Uh, you know, I don't even know how I feel about it. Like, you know, I came in there, I got, I just beat number five in the world. Where I placed on the card doesn't really matter to me. Okay. Uh, it's not going to make a difference to my, to my, to what I get paid. And uh, I don't think they meant it in a disrespectful way. I think uh, you know, there was a lot of hype about Nickel, especially in the United States, is a big name. You know, being, I think, three-time NCAA champion. Sure, makes sense. Makes sense, and for them to do it, but like the only thing I can do is keep on performing and keep on entertaining the people, and until I earn my spot. And I knew it was going to be harder being a, you know, not being American. Uh, I guess has its downsides if you're fighting. Uh, in the UFC where predominantly the crowd is American, but the crowd has been absolutely like every, all the fans have been absolutely accepting of me and um, having a great time. They treat me extremely, extremely well. They show me a lot of love, but the only thing I can do is show up, perform and, and give the fans uh, a great show. Well, I feel like your days of fighting on the prelims are coming to an end with wins like that. <laughs> I felt that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I feel like you can't be denied now. By the way, one last thing. It seems like Dana White is really hung up on this idea of going to Africa, um, and and he keeps mentioning it. He said on Saturday, before I'm gone from this job, I want to go back to Africa. That's like a th or not back. I want to go to Africa, and so I'm wondering how you feel. I mean, you're 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 on the ground over there, not literally right now, but that's that's your home base. Do you think maybe by the end of 2024 there'll be an event in Africa? Oh, before that, I hope okay. we're going to see an event like. Maybe, maybe early 2024. Okay. I know he was really set on doing it at the end of, like, in this year still, in 2023, but maybe that's not happening. But I hope we can do it before the end of 2024. I would like to see that happen in the next, maybe, like, year, maybe 18 months. Because, you know, it, it would mean the world to me, and I would love to be a, a flag carrier in, in that event. And, <laughs> be a big part of the reason that event happens. Oh yeah, it would be fantastic. Um, well, you are on a roll, my friend. I appreciate you doing this from the airport. Uh, buckle up for a nice long journey, but uh, you'll be able to sleep good, hopefully with your nose, you know, blocked yeah. like that, but at least uh, on the high from the win on Saturday, another big win for you. You continue to roll. So uh, congratulations on that. Well done and safe travels home and enjoy the victory back home. Appreciate it so much, man. Thank you so much for having me again. There he is, Drickus Duplessis, DDP. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. 
DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five Buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Wei Li is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA. Dot com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The what man. A, what an interview. What a mensch. Why do you say that, Frank? It was great. Yeah, it was really I'm just going to move this. Uh, I, I left my If you don't mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just putting this over here, Frank. Don't mind me. Just putting my thing. Yeah, you take your time. Thanks. Well, this is why I wear the lav mic, right? That's exactly why you wear the lav mic. Now, you say what an interview. Were you being I was really facetious? into it. I, I had uh, good hopes for a DDP, and he delivered, and I was glad to see you interview him. Yeah, I feel like uh, I feel like you're a big DDP fan. In fact, yesterday when I posted the lineup on our Slack channel, you popped for DDP. I did. But then you... You erased it. I thought you were making notes mm-hmm. for uh, in-studio guests, and I was mm-hmm. like, I shouldn't interrupt the notes. Speaking of Slack channels, Frank, is it true that you have a, uh, a Slack? Say it one more time, please. Is it true that you have a Slack conversation channel life with your wife? Yeah, and friends. Wow. I didn't know that was possible. Like Why would you, that not be possible? You use Slack as just like a, a casual social chatting device? Yeah, but specifically while we're working. So anyone who's like, oh, look how busy he is. He's on oh, Slack. That's, that's still wow. insane. That's still yeah. insane, Frank. It's oh, one- <laughs> I worked in an office where it was just open flooring. So everybody was always, you know, looking over each other's shoulders. And it's like... It's honestly one of the weirdest things I've ever heard in my life. It's not that Slack weird. notifications give me PTSD. I couldn't have that associated uh, with my friends and family. It's crazy. So you you write to your wife rather than iMessage her or WhatsApp, I guess? Yeah, because like, it's like, look, oh, wow, he's he's still on his computer. He must be really... Burning the midnight exactly. oil. There he is. Old and it's Frank. really like, here, here's a funny meme or here's a screenshot from one of my silly employees. That, wow. Those are my favorites. So you could just... Would you have to pay for this? How no, does this work? No. You, Anyone could just sign up to Slack. Yeah, but you don't get things like the history which, believe me, we don't want to have history on that, right? Sure. What do you mean you don't get the history? It erases? So like, yeah. Um, when you have like a, um, a professional account, it has data retention for like months. But, so wow. we don't need that feature, so we don't pay for it. I feel like 1% of the people who are on Slack use it for personal reasons. Yeah, probably. It might even be too Less. high, right? Less, yeah. 1% is way too I've high. Never, I, this is the first person I've ever heard that actually uses Slack for personal reasons. Like it's one thing that, you know, GC and I are talking about, you know, the Knicks winning streak, that's personal reasons, but it's within the umbrella of work. You're talking to your wife? who do, And I mean, friends, yeah. Wow, crazy. Unbelievable. So many layers to you. And 
that was another edition of Through the Frank Lens. Yes, that is. Uh, let's go to our next guest. Today is International Women's Day. It's a very important day around the world. And so we thought, we need a woman on this show. And there are a few women that I enjoy and, 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 and like to speak to and watch, compete more than our next guest. She is the pride of Scotland, now residing, of course, in Las Vegas, but it will always be white and blue in her heart. And she returns to the UK for the first time in six years next week, and her first time getting to fight on one of these big O2 cards. She is the one and only Joanne Wood joining us right now. There she is. Hello, Joanne. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to see you. Good to see you too. You seem. You uh, hear I hear you just fine. Uh, you, you, you're very Las I, Vegas out right now. You've got the Raiders, the Knights. You're wearing the hat. I mean, other than the accent, I would never know that you're from Scotland. <laughs> I still got my. Got there it Scotland. is. There it is. There we go. There it is. And it feels like <laughs> you're in. Cold, so. It feels like you're in transit right now. You're wearing your coat. I mean, it feels like you're a little uncomfortable. Am I wrong? I mean, I just rushed from PT and got here, and then I was like, oh, I need to do Zoom. Oh, crap. It's, it's on iCloud, so I had to quickly oh, no. download that. So I know your time is precious, so I was, like, stressing out a little bit about that. But here we are. We're good. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, if I could break the fourth wall for a second, Joanne, because, you know, we go so way back. You sent me a text last night that really kind of hurt my heart. You you said something to the effect of, oh, you know, I, I've been resorted to a last minute guest. I, I can't, I, I can't, you know, explain why Danny Rubenstein, your great manager, asks you when he does, but you're never a last minute guest for us. You're, you're, you're a prime A plus guest. I hope you know that forever and ever. I was just joking, busting your balls, but he called me last night and I was like, uh, I got a lot on tomorrow morning, but he, uh, just so you know, he sacrificed his uh, club seats for the Raiders for to get some things uh, switched around so that I could be What? Here. He traded in club seats <laughs> for the Raiders for this interview? What a mistake. But I appreciate it. <laughs> That's very kind of him. What a guy. What a mensch. Uh, well, it's great to talk to you, and, and happy International Women's Day. This is a big day. So you're, you're the representative of all the women in the world on this program. Um, big fight for you coming up in 10 days, going back to the UK, first time in forever. Someone asked me this question. A fan sent me this, and, and they wanted to ask, and I thought it was a great question. Where, where is Joanne at mentally? We haven't seen you in a year. This is a homecoming of sorts. Uh, you know, they're all must win, but it feels like an important one for you. How are you feeling going into this one in just 10 days time? I feel awesome. You know, like the worst thing that's happened to me in this camp is I chipped. You tripped. <laughs> I, I ran over a boulder and um, chipped my new Tesla. So I'm good. I'm feeling good. You know, like my last two fights, I had big injuries going into the fight and uh, I just feel like, hey, if that's the worst that can happen, my body feels good. I'm excited. Uh, had a year off, reset, and I'm ready to get back in there. Do, do you feel like this is a really, really important one for you? Uh, I mean, in the way of if I don't beat this girl, then yeah. But I've still got one more fight uh, on my contract. And uh, I'm trying not to put that pressure on myself, but this girl, I feel like it's a perfect fight for me. 
to get back in the wing column. And yeah, just go in there. I'm excited to go back over that side of the pond and fight. Uh, the London cards have been great. And uh, yeah, just excited about that part and try not to put that pressure on myself because uh, I've done that in the past. So yeah, I'm trying to have that more you know, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be fun and just going over there and doing what I do every day. By the way, is the accent going away a little bit? You just said awesome and you sounded like an American. Is is this happening? Hey, that's what happens when you live with two Americans. Yeah. Uh, and also, I have someone else that wanted to meet you, actually. Oh. I got a dog last year. Wow, okay. What kind of dog? A pug. Oh, look at this. Wow. That is a classic right there. Oh, look at this guy. Oh my gosh. You're one of those. You, you like, I have a dog too, but I, 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 I draw a line at the kissing or the licking of the face. It's a little gross for me. I, I thought that I wondered if you had a dog, but yeah, I, I was, this is my first dog. So I've, I've never been like, I never got what people were talking about. Like they love their dog and stuff until I got one. Uh, and yeah, now I'm like obsessed. I, I yeah, couldn't agree more. Oh, it's so gross. We adopted this dog and I was like, oh, please no. And now I'm the one walking her every morning, every night, take, like bathing her last night. Like I am, the, I am in love with her. And she, I feel like she, has cha- like she has brought out this different side of the family, completed the family. So I'm now, I guess, a dog person. My dog's name is Macha, like the T, you know, like Macha. She has green oh, eyes. She's a Bernadoodle. Uh, maybe one day we can have a dog play date. But yeah, sorry, come back to your accent yes. comment. Yeah, a lot of people say that, but I think it's just being, I've been in Vegas now for five years, so I guess it was only natural that it was going to fade a little bit. But as soon as I talk to FaceTime my, my mom or any of my family, like it comes out because John's always like, what happened? Have you spoke to your family? Uh-huh. Are <laughs> yeah, you- I've never really had that thick. Scottish accent uh, I feel because I've traveled so much but yeah it it, it it hurts my feelings when people say that I'm sounding like a yank okay okay <laughs> so we won't we won't harp on that although I must say you've really uh, ingrained yourself in the Vegas culture I see you at the hockey games at the football games do you actually like this or are you kind of going along for the ride because I see you with the gear and everything like are you a legit hockey and football fan now now I'm talking about American football of course not the uh, the European stuff yeah, I love it. Uh, the only thing about the hockey is it starts at 7 p.m. So I'm like, this is this is hard because I want to be in my bed for 10. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love, I think it's exciting. I uh, love going to the games. Raiders as well. I would say if I had to pick between Raiders and the Golden Knights, I would go see Golden Knights more. Wow. I feel like uh, it's more exciting watching hockey. Okay. But yeah, I love going. We're um, we're both season ticket holders for the Raiders and Golden Knights. Look at you. Uh, You're a true blue yank. That that confirms it right there. You're an NFL and NHL season ticket holder. It's amazing. By the way, you mentioned um, it's been almost a year. March end of March will be a year since your last fight. Why were you out for so long? Just because in my the last fight with Russell, I I tore my quad two weeks before that fight, so. And then before that, I injured my fingers. So I was just like, I was wanting to stay active, 
And staying active is great when like when you're winning or when your body's feeling good. So I just felt like, hey, this isn't going my way. So maybe I need to take some time out and get my body back to feeling somewhat normal. You know, we'll always have those little nagging injuries, but uh, for what we do, we should be going in there at least 90% would be good. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to work on those things and uh, take a little reset. You know, that was three, three losses in a row there. So yeah, I just felt like instead of pushing and trying to get back in there, I thought just take some time and get my body feeling good. And uh, yeah, and UFC were good with that. So I felt like it done me good. In the immediate aftermath, how did you handle that loss? Three in a row. Um, I, I saw you were upset afterwards. I saw, obviously, understandably so. How did you deal with it? Yeah, it was it was really tough. And then you've got the whole like, oh, I'm getting older, and you know, I've only got two more fights in my contract. Do I want to like? Back then, I was like rushing things because I felt like oh, I wanted to have a family, and uh, you know, like everyone around me is like my era are, are retiring so that pressure as well but I feel like I put that pressure on myself to stay active and just come on like keep fighting but like I said before like that's all good if your your body's holding up but I should have been wiser and I don't know why after so long fighting eh, and and being in this game that I'm not but you just I guess it's the fighter mentality. You just think, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to win. I'm going to get in there and it's going to be, everything's going to be dandy. But at the end of the day, now I'm like, crap, it's not like just, I'm not young. I, I can't be dumb and just do it anyway, you know? And so here you are returning a year later and who would have thought when you fought Alexa Grasso a year later, she'd be the champion of the women's flyweight division. Were you shocked to see that on Saturday? Yeah, I was, but it was funny because after our fight, she had done an interview and she's like, yeah, I know Jojo likes to spin a lot. <laughs> so it was funny watching her do that to Valentina. Not funny. Yeah, not yeah. Exactly, but it was it was crazy to see, oh, she done the exact same to uh, Valentina. Mine was a little bit different. I feel like uh, with my quad being uh, torn, I posted because I landed funny on my leg and then she jumped on the, the rear naked choke but uh, it was beautiful I saw that fight and the finish was beautiful loved the, the both of them yeah and yeah it, I, I was shocked so going in did you think like Valentina was going to win uh I mean you can't really bet against Valentina she's done amazing in the the division so yeah obviously I wanted both of them to to win because <laughs> they're both sweethearts but uh, yeah I, I thought Valentina was going to do it. it it does seem it does seem though that um and, and there's our, our bud right over there behind you it, it does seem like uh the gap has has closed considerably right like even if they run this back and she wins you know, with all the, you know, there's, there's, there's so many young fighters at 125. Like I think 125 is now the most interesting division in the UFC as far as women's MMA is concerned. It's way more interesting than 35, 45, of course, even 15. There's so many great fighters now at 25. 
Um, and, and it feels like the gap has closed very quickly. Are you surprised at it closing this quickly or were you expecting this at some point? Yeah, I said when it first started, it's going to take a while before the uh, the division gets that excitement that it has in 115. So it's definitely getting up here. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for it, finally getting here. Obviously, I'm probably only get another year or two in the, the sport. But as a fan, I'll be uh, always paying close attention to that. Only a year or two left, you think? Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see what happens this next year. And, uh, you know, I'm getting old. I'm an old lady. You're not an old lady. How how old are you? I mean, let me see here. Yeah, you're 37. Not, you're not 30. It says 36 here. I know. It's been like that for forever. It's wrong? No. Oh, no. It's going to change. It's going to change. No. You're going to make it change now? No, 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 no. It actually should say 33, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. Well, by the way, if you're old, then I'm a, a dinosaur because I'm four years older than you. So enough of this old nonsense, all right? I mean, you don't need your body to do what you're wow. doing, Wow. Right? What are you talking about? I need to look good on camera. I mean, I'm not getting beat up, <laughs> but I can't be like a schlub. Not when you're wearing those tweed yeah. shirts that are awesome, baby. <laughs> I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. What about the fact that you're getting an O2 fight? This is exciting, right? I hope you get a hero's welcome. I hope because you've never had an O2 fight in the UFC, correct? No, I fought. I fought in England, London when I was fighting Muay Thai. So I, I, I can believe that it's gonna. Everyone's gonna be there and cheering me on. So I'm excited for that because it's still like, although a lot of Scottish people couldn't get tickets. That's the only thing I'm really? worried about. But I mean. In Scotland, we're we're pretty close, and I know I've got a lot of English fans, so they're going to raise the roof. Will your family be there? Yeah. Wow. Okay. This is great. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see them. I was just back there in June last year, so it's kind of I've seen them, but uh, it's going to be good seeing them on fight week. I know they get very excited. It would be nice if they let you walk out with the kilt. Someone, yeah, someone said to me last night, like, why do you not ask for the, yeah. like, tart on the, the Venom truck? So maybe, maybe that's what I should call out when I win. Well, my hey, thing Dana. is, why can't you at least walk out with it to represent, like, they let Shavkat walk out with the hat. They let Habib walk out with the hat. Everyone's getting a little something. I don't know if this means anything to you, but I always loved your old school outfit with the kilt because it, you know, represented where you're from and who you are. And and I miss that that little je ne sais quoi. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It shows you your personality. And I was actually thinking about getting a Scotland flag on my palm because, you know, I, I'm very proud and I always take my flag out there. And uh, it's going to, like, even on the weigh-ins, like the fake weigh-ins, you're up there. I've always got my flag there. And it's 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 just weird now that you don't get to do that. So I was thinking, like, now I can just, like, yes. stand up on the skate. Yes, I'll probably get in trouble, but... <laughs> Who cares? I mean, if it's a tattoo, like, if I get it here or, I don't know, something to think about. And this is a legit tattoo really you're talking about or, like, one of those, like like, temporary ones? Oh, I was thinking I was all in there, but now that you're oh. 
you got my mind thinking maybe I can just do it with felt tip. Yeah. <laughs> or like like henna, you know henna, you can do those and then it kind of washes yeah, off, yeah, yeah. you know. And I mean unless you want it, it's yeah. kind of cool to have your flag on your on your palm. You're going to get trouble here. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? Tell them Ariel had this idea and they'll be okay with it. They'll green light it right away. Like Jojo, you're right. Yeah, you're out. You're right. You know about that fight <laughs> against Luana Carolina. Uh, let us uh, cancel that. By the way, you joke that you're a last minute guest and all that stuff, which is nonsense. Still immortalized on this set forever are the gloves from your wedding. Still here. I just want to let you know that both yours, you know, the 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 bride and groom. So I don't know if you see that every time, but uh, it's it's right right here by my side. Funny story about that, da Danny. That was actually Danny's idea to get those and I was like no like sounds like a really expensive gift for people not to like use them and you know how many people like I see some people we are one and then like an odd one on this one I'm like no we stay together and then I'll like walk past the gym and there'll be one on the floor or two wow. on the floor and I'm like these these gifts like fighters have just been like ah yeah Wait, don't care. <laughs> but I, I thought you would be proud of the fact that over a year later, people are actually still using them. Yeah, as long as they don't leave them on the floor. No, okay, you want some like, respect. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I feel you. And by the way, still to this day, the greatest wedding pictures of all time. I've yet to see better ones than uh, than yours and John's. I mean, legendary. I, I can't imagine you not looking at those constantly and just saying, wow, we really nailed this. Yeah, we did. And we love Halloween, so we wanted to do a Halloween theme. And I, my dress was really expensive, so I wasn't going to like change out. So I had the idea of how can I keep my dress on, but go as a scary, oh my gosh, it's been a, a, an hour we've been married and we're, we're dead. <laughs> we're dead now. <laughs> Till death do you part. Uh, so that's symbolic in a way. Uh, I'm very happy to see you back. It has been a while. I love the fact that you're getting to fight back home uh, in the UK. I love the fact that you're getting to be on one of these big cards. And I hope that the uh, the O2 explodes when you walk out and, and, and shows you the love and respect that you deserve because you're a pioneer of women's MMA. So I'm glad to hear that you're in a good spot, healthy, mentally, all good. I wish you the best, Joanne. Go get them. We'll be cheering you on. Awesome. And just so you know, I'm always on standby. Oh, thank for you. you. Did you change my name in your <laughs> phone, by the way, or is it still the MMA hour? Oh. I love it. Even with the number change, you stuck with it. Yeah, I, yeah, because I thought it would change, but you, I guess you haven't got your your picture and your name. No, I'm very, so I'm very private. Yeah, I'm very private. I, <laughs> I let you choose the name, so thank you. No, you've done awesome, and thank you for your support over the. Geez, I, I can't even remember the last time. Was it 2014? I was on. The, the last time, time you were on this show? Oh, not the, f the, the first time, maybe. Not the no, last time. Not the last time. Oh, yeah. Maybe something yeah. like in the Invicta days. I think it was for the Ultimate Fighter when we were doing the tryouts. Okay. Back then. So, yeah, longer. It's almost 10 years. Appreciate it. I'm an old fogey, and you're still very much in your prime. And you're going to remind everyone next week who you are, all right? Good luck to you, Joanne. Yeah. Get it done. Thank you. Can't so wait much. for it. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. There she is. The lovely Joanne Wood, uh, the pride of Scotland. Big fight for her against Luana Carolina coming up 
next week in London. And the card is great. The card is really great. I really love this card. Like I said, UFC on a roll right now, UFC 286. I mean, take a look at this card. Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman. Justin Gaethje versus Rafael Fiziev is just... I mean, what a fight that is. Joanne Wood against Luana Carlina. Third fight from the top? Shout out. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge... That takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a... 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Gunnar Nelson versus Brian Barberina. Marvin Vittori against Roman Delice. Woo! Jack Shore returning against Makwan Amir Khani. Mohamed Mokhaev on the early prelims. Um, who else we got? Oh, Jai Herbert, Ludovic Klein, Veronica Macedo. And now here's Juliana Miller, Ultimate Fighter winner. And yesterday, I have to say, I have to break the fourth wall here if I can. Yesterday, I got a, uh, a text from our good friend, King Casey O'Neill. Oh, yeah, what's she up to? And she said, you know, Ariel, you keep talking about the women's flyweight division, and I hear you talking Aaron Blanchfield, Manol Firo, X, Y, and Z. You never say my name. And I said, you know what? You're right. I don't know why that is. Maybe because of the injury. Maybe because it's been a minute since we've seen her fight. But I said, I, I hope it all goes well, and if you win next Saturday, please come back on the show and give a shit. I also reminded her that she has one of the all-time best spots on the set. Like right over there, this camera here, the 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 zoom shot. Can we go to that one? Zoom. Boom. There it is. See right there? I mean, that's one of the... I mean, she's next to Fedor and Dustin Poirier right there wearing the thug nose shirt. And so, uh, you know, that's a lot of respect, I would think. But I said, you're right. And she said she's going she's gonna to remind everyone who she is next week in her fight against Jennifer Maya. Super tough fight, big-time fight, important fight at 125. 125, very interesting right now. Still the best weight class, I think, in the, uh, in the UFC as far as women's MMA is concerned. All right, so there we go. Two guests down, three to go. Still to come, Michael Rappaport who uh, will be coming in studio, told me actually that he is practicing his darts game as we speak. He's at a spot nearby. He said he's practicing, and uh, he said he wants the smoke. So we'll see about that. Um, Also, Brandon Gibson, coach for John Jones, and Michael Venom Page, who returns uh, this Friday in San Jose against Goichi Yamauchi. He'll be on in a bit as well. But it is time, my friends, for everyone's favorite segment of the week, It is time for On the Nose, and as I said at the top of the show, 
It's historic. That was the cue, Frank. This is where you would say, that's why we rehearse. Well, exactly. And when we rehearsed, you said, let me do it. And then... No, I said, you do the breaking news. And then I said, go the whole way and then play the music. It's historic because we are sponsored. This segment in particular... Wait, we're sponsored? Yeah, the segment in particular is sponsored by our good friends over at Squarespace. What? The all-in-one platform for growing your business online. Websites, newsletter, anything. You want to you want to have a business? Squarespace is the place to be. Squarespace.com. Use the code MMA Hour. MMA Hour. Know the MMA Hour for a little gift when you sign up. Great people. Part of the family now. Blue Chip, dare I say, sponsor. And we're very excited to have them on board and very excited that they are sponsoring. Hey, you want to do your own mailbag? You want to have your own site where you can answer questions? Go to squarespace.com. Use the code MMAR at the checkout. Time now for everyone's favorite segment of the week. It is time. It's time for a oh, yeah. fashion you know, I use Squarespace. MMA you do? Yeah. Legit. Legit. Wow. For what? Really Do the Frank Lens? No, that's um, Substack. TBD. It's a nice uh, prime you got there. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, kind of weird to shout out another site while we're talking now, about where To answer yeah. your questions, um, get out of your seats and on your feet. Yes, out of your seats and on your feet. This is where we like to shoot. Helwani. You didn't get out. Well, it's for everyone else. Uh, Thank you very much to Mike Heck for that song. As always, everyone loves this segment. It's where we make all kinds of news. Answering your questions about the wild and wacky world of mixed martial arts. All right, no time to waste. Let's get right into it. Cheeto Pancakes up first, guys. What is up? He's always changing my name every time. This time it's Ariel. It's H-E-I-R-E-Yell. Ariel, Hariel. Anyway, uh, has there ever been a time when this many of the most dominant and longest reigning champions all lost their belts within almost a year of each other? Since December 21... We've seen four to the top pound-for-pound fighters suffer losses, those being Amanda Nunes, Kamaru Usman, Israel Adesanya, Valentina Shevchenko. As a somewhat newer fan who isn't 100% caught up on the UFC's all-time history, has there ever been a similar time like this in the past? I was talking about this with New York, Rick. The talent pool in the UFC has never been greater. There's never been this many great fighters, in my opinion, this talented, this athletic, this decorated. You can also say that they're lacking the superstars that maybe they had a couple of years ago. The Connors, the Rondas who were fighting actively, having John Jones back is huge. But, you know, is 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 Islam Akhachev, Volkanovsky, these types of guys, household names just yet? Maybe not. But the talent pool has never been better. And so I would argue no, because of the talent pool and also because of this stretch, as you mentioned, it's very unique. Nunez... Nunez was, you know, over a year ago, but Usman, Izzy, Shevchenko, yeah. But it's fun. It shows a little parody, new names, big names, winning, losing. It's all very good. But uh, yeah, this is very unique. And I don't mind it. King Tyler, hello. Why is everyone spelling my name all weird? R-E-L and crew. After Saturday... We now have two more new champions. Felicitación a Grasso. I think I said that. How do you say felicitaciones? You got it. I said it in French. My bad. We now only have four champions with active 
defense streaks and eight new champions with zero current defenses or defenses. Who of the four will lose the belt next and which of the eight new champions has the best chance to hold it the longest? Golly. Um, eight new champions. Well, I mean, I guess Brandon is a new champion, although he was a champion before. I mean, Leon's up next, and I think a lot of people... Who's the favorite in that fight, by the way? Is it Usman or Leon? Usman. Usman? Yeah. The disrespect. By how much? Uh, like minus 200-something. This is crazy. Minus 230, minus two. And what is Leon? Plus 180. You, you going to take him, your boy? h Dow. Plus 205 right now on DraftKings Sports. Plus 205 for the defending champ. For the defending champ. I will yep. say, Usman... Very under the radar going into this fight, right? I feel like we don't see a lot of him. Feels like it, yeah. I can't wait. God, I can't wait. What Amazing that we're getting 285, 286. In uh, the span of two weeks? UFC Las Vegas, sandwiched in between. What's that yeah. one? Peter Yan? Yeah. That's what we're going weekend. with? What? What do you want me to call it? Can we go with, why don't we go with UFC Virgin? UFC Virgin. <laughs> it's nah. happening at the Virgin Hotel? No, 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 no. That's getting shot down. UFC Las Vegas. It's so dumb. What That's the, the biggest argument against this right now. Everyone's saying, you know, it's UFC Vegas, whatever fill-in number there. This is UFC Las Vegas. It's so dumb. So I'm dumb. hoping that this will turn the tides to start calling it UFC Apex. The other ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hate it. Hate no coming on my shirt, huh? What's up? No coming on my shirt. Oh, wow, I'm look at you. Sitting up high here. I was Shout ignoring it uh, because, I mean, there you are just rubbing in my face. Shout I out mean, to Ruby on. SC. Two clients of Ruby SC. John Wood, DDP, yeah. shout out. Wow. So uh, Danny Rubenstein hooked you up? Roots of Fight. I mean, comfortable, soft. You should have heard Joe talking about the hoodie. Wow, Joe He's got like, a hoodie too? Is, he was like, this is the softest thing I've ever felt. I mean, look at this. Is this me making my official? I feel like I'm a draft pick here. Oh, my gosh. Is that a the hat? recruit. I'm making my commitment to Ruby Sports here. The hat looks good. Great logo. The logo's great. Hat's great. By the way, can I say, of all the management teams, might have the best merch. Uh, I would. Who who could possibly have better than this? I mean, this is legit stuff here. Is it sad that a management team has better merch than us? Uh, it's. I mean, we have no merch. <laughs> I know, that's why. All they have to do is have one t-shirt oh, and have better merch gosh. than us. Maybe one point, thing. Probably not, sticker. A coaster or something. Something. Yeah. Honestly, these are cries for help at this point. Yeah. Every time I get on here and I'm like, we're never we're gonna right. get it. I'm hoping that someone is listening. No one's listening. And I, I know they're not listening because they never <laughs> reach out to me after they hear my cries for help. I mean, please, if if anyone is listening. Merch it up. Let's get some merch. Uh well thanks to Danny for not sending me any merch. Uh Will P says, Hello to Ariel and the rest of the MAR crew. With John becoming the latest double champ in the UFC, I wanted to ask, out of anyone who has won the title in two weight classes, which do you find most impressive? I would be curious to see what criteria Ariel and Yurk Rick used for this question. For reference, Randy Couture, BJ Penn, Connor, GSP, DC, Amanda, Triple C, and John are the ones who have accomplished it. Thanks as always. So Couture in the early days obviously was a force at 205, then beats Tim Sylvia. BJ Penn had the massive win over Matt Hughes. And then, of course, the run at 155, and no one thought he was going to beat Matt Hughes at 170. Connor had the win over Aldo and Eddie. GSP had the win over Bisping, of course, at 85, and then the run. DC, Amanda, Triple C was impressive. John, top of my head, and I'd ask New York Rick this question as well. I'm leaning towards Connor or DC, 
DCB, you know, the heavyweight, go to most people's eyes, Stipe. And I know he never beat John, so maybe that's a knock against him. Connor beat Aldo in the most impressive fashion and then beat Eddie Alvarez. And, and it was one of the greatest performances by a challenger in a title fight. And Penn is up there too because Penn at 155 was an absolute force, one of the best pound for pound fighters on the planet. And then he shocked the world with the Hughes win at 170. It's down to those three for me. What about you, New York Rick? Remind me of the question. It's which was the most impressive of those singular performances? What was going on? You weren't paying attention? So as I said, it was the <laughs> the, the one that was the most impressive of those of singular the double performances. Champs, of the double champs. Who... Uh, which do you find most impressive? Like, which well, you weren't feat? paying attention. No, I'm reading it back for you. I didn't yeah. want to mischaracterize uh, facts. Which feat was most impressive? Which double champ had the most impressive feat? Meaning, the win at 55 and 70. Like, if you're BJ Penn, the 205. So you're including the two, the two yeah. fights. Man, you don't do it better than Conor McGregor did it. You really don't. The Aldo, way he iced Aldo and then, and then just Eddie put Alvarez. on a master class against Eddie, like yeah, I'm shocked you didn't say BJ Penn. Hughes and then the run at fifty five. They were great, but if we're if we're just looking at the two performances, yeah. Those are pantheon like individually, those are pantheon level performances and he strung them together. Um and so I guess we can we could even dissect this question even more because are we talking about the victories? In the way, the first initial. So, like, would it be Shogun versus John and John versus Gan? And then John versus Gan, yeah. That's a John versus Shogun was a was a, a dismantling. One. Triple yeah. C beat Marlon Moraes. Mm, that was not beat DJ. But it was a that was not one. a one way traffic performance. I mean, there's argument that he lost that one against DJ. Yeah, and he definitely didn't look. Couture thoroughly dominated Tim Sylvia, but does Sylvia get that kind of respect? Probably not. He, to, he didn't even get the respect at the time, unfortunately. DC beats um, Rumble, beats Stipe. Yeah, it's it's between Connor and and John, Be right? No, to me it's Connor and BJ. You don't think? Well, I'm saying if we include John's Shogun performance and the Cyril Gon performance, yeah, those yeah. two are. Man, beat the BJ beat Matt Hughes, Hall of Famer, yeah. and then who was it? Uh, it was um, Joe Stevenson. Yeah, what was the? Yeah, what was the 55 title fight? I don't even remember the Joe first one at this point. I mean, which was a brutal yeah, beatdown with the blood gushing. Doesn't have, doesn't have the name. For me, it's it's Connor and and John between those two. If we're just looking at those performances, and it's it's probably Connor, man. Like yeah, you, it's you Connor. don't do better. You do not do better than those two performances. Like in yeah. his, like I don't think there's two better performances. Period. Let alone if we're we're talking about this category, like. Those yeah, are right. those are special because of who they are and how he beat those guys. Special performances. All right, uh, King Zalo. Greetings, Ariel. Hope all is well. Listening to your Monday show, and I had the same thoughts about Gan possibly being fast tracked to the top of the line at heavyweight. With him being so highly ranked, do you keep feeding him to the top of the line of heavyweights, or would you like to take a big step back and focus on some lower tier heavyweights, top 15-ish with OK Wrestling to let Gunn develop where he needs to? Cheers to you and the crew. Hashtag Jones the Goat. I build him back up. I build him back up. Now, he probably beats a lot of these top guys, but I think he needs to get his confidence back. Don't forget, he just beat Bam Bam in a pretty impressive fight. I know he got rocked, but I think you need to build him back up. Where's heavyweight here? Trying to find you something. Oh, here it is. Wow, so weird seeing John at the top of the heavyweight. 
rankings. Um, Cyril, Stipe, Sergey, Blades, Tuivasa, Aspinall, Spivak. You know, I don't know, a Volkov type, a Jarzinho type, someone like that. Build them back up. Things are getting dicey, though, at heavyweight. Tom Aspinall, I see him on Twitter, itching to come back. Look out. There's no song for Aspinall today. Has to be automatic, I feel like. It can't be prompted, you know? Hugo, I said it before and I'll say it again. Viva Mexico, Peros. Am I saying that right, Andy, or is it Pejos? Perros. You got it. Pe- what does pedos mean? So you're killing it. Like, I mean, it really means like dogs. Dogs? Whoa. Yeah. Like like my dogs? Like homies? Yeah, that's what I would say. By the way, was this on air or off air? On air. Nice. Uh, what about Viva La Raza? That's like saying um, you're like celebrating your culture. My people. But your race. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Your people. Yeah. Raza's race. Raza literally means race. Yeah. Ah. Now, was that on air? I don't know. It's also on air. I don't know. There used to be a, a a Mexican wrestler named Conan who would come on the mic. He's like, yo, 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 let me speak on this. Viva la raza. I used to love that. Even though I wasn't Latino, I just like to say it. Hope you guys don't mind. Um, that's three Mexican-born champs. The magnitude that this means for our country is immense. Out of the three title-winning performances, everybody written off or wrote off Alexa. And looking at Blanchfield as the next contender, yet prevailed and slayed the dragon. Rate each performance as level of difficulty and emotion afterwards. All right. Uh, well... Brandon Moreno beat Davis and Figueredo. I guess we could talk about the first time. That was a big win. Yair gets the interim belt, so it wasn't against Vogue, but still very impressive. I think you have to do Alexa over Valentina. Pound for pound, number one, plus 2,500 to get the sub. Incredible finish. The whole sequence was incredible. The submission was incredible. The way in which he did it, the time of the fight, I mean, yeah. It's Alexa Grasso. That was like a cool position you did. Were you comfortable? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, but you're off mic, so can you oh, Jesus. Yeah, pull the mic to you? I'm just trying to get comfortable. Well, I'm, I want you to be comfortable. By the way, why am I wearing this then? But I also want you to stay. Don't do not do that. Why? Those are two different things, and you know it. I thought you can switch around. I would rather not. Just just pull the mic towards you. All right. Um, Dear John Jones Fan Club, this is from Diaz Stockton Slap League. Jones is unquestionably the all-inclusive GOAT. However, can we as a, uh, as a community please stop calling him virtually undefeated? This is a logically baffling statement. Jones has an official loss against Matt Hamill, which we rightly ignore because those elbows shouldn't have been called a foul and he was dominating that fight. Actually, I disagree. They were 12 to 6 elbows. I mean, they actually were. It was a bit of a... I mean, the, the fight could have been stopped before then, you can say, but like the actual... We're 12 to 6. Jones has an official win against Reyes that we count, even though it is universally held that he lost the fight, I guess, but officially it's a win. How can you justify ignoring his official loss and his unofficial loss? It would seem that one justification would force you into accepting the other loss as valid. Thanks for creating the best community in MMA. What is he saying? I don't understand what's going on here. I think he's arguing Jones either has two losses or no losses, and you have to choose a side there, but I, I, I'm, I'm not quite sure what the argument is. They seem very it, different circumstances. Everyone has a, a, a questionable decision on their resume. GSP had Johnny Hendricks. Um, Jones has Dominic Reyes. Habib 
has uh you know the the one earlier in his career um who's it against Tebow Gleason Tebow Gleason Tebow he has that one everyone everyone has that one right to me we skim through the Hamill fight because that fight could have been stopped before the 12-6 but letter of the law you know it was an illegal blow I'm still not sure if this guy is a Jones fan or not a Jones fan yeah I don't know uh well just based on the fact that he think he he wants to change the record and Dominic Reyes won that fight I, w- I would argue I would assume not a Jones fan but like does anybody actually, other than Dana White and maybe John, seem to care about the Matt Hamill DQ? Like, oh. I think we've all kind of collectively yeah, we all decided do. we don't care about it. Dana White's still trying to fight this? It's bizarre. Yeah, he said it at the press conference on... Uh, but the Matt Hamill DQ wasn't a mistake. Like, we've seen... No, he dropped illegal elbows. Yes. It's just yeah. like, I think we just hate the fact that that's the only one. Well, yeah, I think we look at that fight and it's like, first of all, this could have been stopped two minutes ago. Second right. of all, like, yeah, maybe you stop it, reset, figure out what's going on, and then we can restart the fight. But like, nobody really gives much credence to it. Like, you ne- you literally never hear about Matt Hamill anymore. Like, no. it's it's just not a thing. It's just a weird so thing to still keep talking about, harping on, you know? I don't think anybody but Dana White is talking about no, it. I, know, I haven't heard about. Matt Hamill's name in a decade and Dana White brings it up. Him and Mazagati, like, can we leave Mazagati alone? The poor guy. <laughs> I mean, he's there's reasons the sp- to be. <laughs> he's not even in the sport anymore. Leave the guy alone. By the way, we've had sure, worse refs but, than him. The- we've had worse refs than that guy. <laughs> How did he become the poster boy for all the bad refs? He's pretty like, bad. There's literally worse refs that they still use. There's, by the way, can we have that same energy about he's- Douglas Crosby and company? Like, we don't talk about those dudes. It's a fair, it's a fair question. Who actually but man, affect he's, he's wins or rough. losses more than the Mazagatis of the world. Yeah. Mazagati had two really egregious moments, Brock and Frank, right? And this one. He had a lot of bad ones and he was like unsure of himself, but like those are the two big ones. Are you looking this up now? Poor guy. Yeah. This is exactly what I didn't want to do. Can we let him be in peace? Did, did Chuck. Um, unless I'm crazy. Hmm. Hold on. Did Chuck, um, I think Chuck did a feature on on Mazagati at one point, and it was great. Yeah. Look, yeah. He he seems to have been singularly singled out. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very redundant, but he seems to have been singled out. But yeah, it's okay. It's okay if we don't give him love. In any event. Um... What's up, Ariel? Regarding Monday's discussion about the biggest slash most influential American UFC athlete, the first name that came into mind was Chuck Liddell, which you guys also brought up. However, wow, he's about to hit us with a good one here, Rick. After thinking about it more, it's crazy that no one thought of Brock Lesnar in that conversation. We really blew that. Of course, Brock Lesnar should be mentioned. Yeah, but I think of him more as a WWE product than almost a UFC. I know, know? he helped explode the sport. I mean, for sure, for sure. It'd be it, it's silly that we didn't mention him and to ignore him. But I'll be honest, I do consider him more a wrestler than an MMA fighter. I know, but UFC 100 was gigantic. They bring him back for it was massive. Yeah, it was he's massive. he's definitely one of those guys that helped take the sport yep. to another level. I think I would have had him in the top three with Chuck and Ronda. I think that's fair. What are your boys' thoughts? You and the boys' thoughts. As always, there's no show like the MMA Hour. Yeah, I agree with you. You yeah. nailed this. He's right, Andres. He's right. He's in there. 
in terms of the Mount Rushmore of the biggest stars in the history of UFC, he's on that. He's on that Mount Rushmore. No doubt about it. 100% right. Yep. Leroy Jenkins, Ariel, as you discussed Monday, Dana said, re Francis, he'll never be in the UFC again. I never say never, but I'll give you a never on that one. I feel like he said never before, too. Didn't he say women would never be in the UFC? Anyway, I've been watching MMA nearly 20 years, so I've forgotten about more Dana Nevers than I can remember. And Ganu versus Jones before the end of 2024, book it. Wow. What's your favorite never that Dana has gone back on? I think it's the women, right? Didn't he say that to TMZ? Yeah, the clip like started circling around last week. Again? Yeah. Because it's of a, this? Yeah, it's like him getting in the car. Yeah. I'm like, when, is, when are women going to be in the UFC? And he's like, never. Amazing. And they all start laughing hysterically. Oh, here it is. 2001, Dana White. The quote is, oh, this women will never fight in the UFC. <laughs> wow. All right. Um, so that that's probably the most famous one. Secondly, is there a pat? Oh, you know what's another famous one? Uh, I mean, this might be a bit of a... Out with it. Out with it? Yeah, we gotta no. hear it. E- Eric's saying no. Don't do it? Oh, man. Oh! <laughs> no. Do you know what I was going to say? Then what, Eric should say. What, what year is it? What year is it? Do you remember what year? No. Okay, Eric, <laughs> people who are listening to I the mean, podcast we have to hear now. We, we have to hear now. I mean, Eric is the moral compass of this whole thing, of this whole operation. If he says no, I mean, you know, after UFC 199, he'll never be back. And then like three hours later, he was back. Uh, if you know, you know. GCN. Did you, was that the one you were thinking I was going to say? Okay. Why aren't you talking, by wow, the way? Just yeah, like, <laughs> taking a vow of silence. I'm just, I'm just trying to get out of here as quickly right, as right, you right. can. Let's just uh, keep it moving. Secondly, is there a path for John to become the greatest heavyweight of all time? Yes. Uh, especially oh, yeah. in the heavyweight division. That's like maybe the, the easiest one. Now, I'm not saying that they're easy fights, and I think that there's some young guns in there, but you don't have to defend as many times as, say, middleweight, welterweight, etc. Say it one more time for me. Leroy Jenkins. Now, nice moderator Lewis wrote... There's no way Ariel knows what Leroy no, Jenkins is. This name is an old popular meme. That's what makes it so I'm funny. sure Frank knows it, he wrote, as context. <laughs> he was right. And then he yeah. gave me a link to context. I have no idea what this is. It's an old uh, World of Warcraft thing. Is it? Yeah. As soon as you said Leroy Jenkins, Frank looked at me and then we both started cracking up. Who is Leroy Jenkins? Look, I'm going to be really quick he, about this. There was okay. a group of people yeah, who it, were Frank. getting together to play a game. <laughs> They were strategizing where they were at, and then they noticed that one of the characters was kind of unresponsive because apparently this guy wasn't even at his computer. So then he comes and he sits down and he's like, "Let's do this," and he goes and like rushes into whatever the team was trying to get together, and they lose, and they're all pissed off at him because they're like, "Why did you just rush into there? You obviously weren't paying attention." But the best line is that he implies that he was off cooking chicken because he was like, "Well, you guys are all upset. At least I have chicken." None of this is going to make sense to you. They were trying to coordinate an attack. And he just decided to hero it, and he screams Leroy Jenkins while, while he's doing it. That's yeah, he, that's the entirety. He, he gave me the, uh, the audio. Yeah. I mean, how do you not respect that? Yeah, that's great. I mean, this is like what 2008 meme era. 2000, yeah, this is old. Is this yeah, like this the is... LeBron James kid? LeBron James. No, it's it's way older, yeah, it's older than, than that. that. And and more like nerd culture-y, more this e- is e- this culture. is like Greg Jennings. Uh, yes, I don't know. Me, Mary, put the team on his what? back. What? what? Greg? Or no, is it Greg Jennings or is it 
Oh no, it's Greg Jennings. Yeah, it's Greg Jennings. Darren Sharper. Oh, that one too. The hardest hitting safety. There's a Madden, there's a Madden clip where an injured Greg Jennings in Madden <laughs> get catches a pass and runs like 90 yards for a touchdown, and the guy's just saying, "Greg Jennings, he put the team on his back, though." And he just, it's yeah. just, it's just, you had to be there. You had can, to be there. Can I tell you? But Leroy Jenkins that, is a deep pull. Can I tell you two things that really annoy me? Every month or so, on one of these social media sites of the big networks, they always pull out the kid meeting the EA sports guy and like the quality <laughs> of this videos is, is legit. Like it's like from 2012. Oh, and it's the caption is always like he met the EA sports guy. Yeah. That guy is like 40 years old. Now that kid EA sports, it's in the game. You know that yeah. clip? They resurface yeah. it. Yeah. I've, I've like, probably yes. seen that clip like nine. Can you tell your, no, but they put it as a new clip on ESPN yeah. all the time. Every it's like he met the, okay. And you know, you know, one thing that really annoys me, Rick is when they do the he thing, right? Yeah. Uh, he could have, I was like, who the fuck is he? Who's the he? Can the kid get a name? Why do they do that? It's such an. It used to drive me nuts when you would do it on the ESPN MMA cast. Um, uh, we tried not to. I don't, I don't he, think we did it a lot. He, he he dedicated this one to his mom yeah. who's sick. Who is sick? And and who's the guy that dedicated that? And then the other one, which I brought up yesterday. Can you guys explain this one to me? What is with the shocked faces on all these thumbnails? The shocked. I, 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 oh, I, I on click on all the YouTube, but it's like. And it's like Bisping does it now, <laughs> DC does it now. It's the algorithm, bro. Mr. Beast started it. Now Logan Paul does it. it all. Jake Paul. I'm like, why? First of all, what are you guys so shocked about? And isn't the isn't the picture supposed to be of something from the show? Like, oh my god. That's the point. Gets you to the video. But it, they just want you to click. They don't care if you stay. Dude, go it's on not, Mr. Beast's channel, and that's all it is. The it's whole all, the whole channel is all shocked thumbnails. Great videos, though. But by Great the way, videos. by the way, what, what, when people say it's the algorithm, what does that even mean? Come on, man. It's the algorithm. What, the, what, the algorithm is able to see that your face is shocked yeah. and thus is going to boost your video? Well, yes, there is something to the idea that, that it can... That's visu- insane. Like, it understands the visuals of it. But more than that... You don't get it. I mean, we can just move on. <laughs> no. When you have this, the shocked face, yeah. people are more inclined to click on it because they believe something shocking is about to happen, even don't if it's Don't they know not. by now that it's BS? No. We're fair, we're very simple creatures. I don't. Th- I think you're giving way too much credit to people you, out there. You should just sit over your kids' shoulders one time when they're scrolling YouTube and see how many shocked face videos they click. Can you do me a favor? Can we go full screen? Can we use whoever's doing the thumbnail for this segment? Can we use this picture? All right, I'll do it. Go ahead. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Connor, there you that's go. It. That's yeah, the I'm actually one. gonna I'm gonna make this on the nose thumb I'm look ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you're doing a great job. But you job. have to make sure you have to make sure that the topic is something very benign yeah, 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 and not yeah, yeah. shocking. I'm making it, I'm making it Mr. Super. Beast. Was that good? How was that? Yeah, that was good. That was, that was, that was good. Can we use that? Oh yeah. Okay, for sure. use that for all of them. Maybe we should do that for all the video thumbs. It's like a picture of DDP and it's and it's me going. <laughs> yeah, that will work. Yeah, it drives me nuts. It drives me it nuts. Will work. So it's it's almost like disingenuous. You know, on that, you know, anytime there's like a, a strange upset that happens during a UFC fight, and they go to the desk and they show like Joe Rogan and everything, for oh. me, it always looks the same. Every time, like, I'm not convinced they're not just playing. Honestly, it back. I feel like they're just like they they've gone to the well too many yeah, times on it. Right. Let's make it more special. Now, if you watch our watch party, those are genuine responses. Like on Saturday, they, everyone was just quiet. Yeah, that's how you know it should be. Yeah, no, yeah, well, they do. They Jed do. in particular was very quiet. They do, yeah. Uh, Logan, 
hello, Ariel. Hope you're doing well. Mazel tov to your brother on his marriage. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed your time with your family. Can you take us through how you were able to balance celebrating your brother and keeping up with the fights? Wow, what a great question. Did any of your family members give you grief for doing so? Did you ask for permission from your brother? Always impressed by the relentless work ethic and balance for work and family. So, yes, uh, my brother had his wedding Saturday in Miami. It was a beautiful time. Of course, the two dates that they were um, debating, him and his lovely wife, were March 18th and March 4th. So we had either, we were going to sacrifice Edward Zussman or the return of John Jones. In the end, I think I was happier with this scenario because the wedding actually ended around the time of the Shavkat fight. So what I did was, and, and the guys can attest to this, uh, you know, I tried to put the phone away, checked in from time to time. They were giving me updates. Ian Gary got dropped, this and that. Uh, checked on Twitter, but I'll admit I wasn't watching those live. I mean, time and a place. I mean, I can't be watching that in the middle of a freaking wedding. And I'm trying to enjoy it. First time my family's together since 2018. So it was a big deal, taking pictures, kids, having fun, daughter, flower girl. It was a beautiful time. I mean, how many times do we get these moments? And there's a UFC fight every week. So, you know, I had to do it. But then as the main card was rolling, I, I, there was a part of me getting a little bit antsy, you know, like a little FOMO, what am I missing? what's happening, all this stuff. And, you know, the the party ended at around 10.30. It was an early-ish one, ended around 10.30. Kids were, at this point, asleep. And so what I did was we went back to the hotel, everyone went to bed, and then I just watched. And uh, I was actually a little bit worried. I was getting sleepy. I was getting a little bit sleepy. And I'm, I'm in a dark room watching on my phone on ESPN+. Plus. I was getting worried that I was going to fall asleep before the John Jones fight. But then I actually went outside. I went for a walk. Kid you not, someone stopped me on the street and said, why aren't you watching the UFC? I was like, I'm watching it right here. It's on my phone. And then I was thinking, why aren't you watching the UFC if you know who I am? But I didn't ask that. Um, yeah. And I just, and then, okay, so then what I did was, very excited about this, fly home Sunday, and I had three hours to watch the whole card. And I just went on ESPN Plus. They did a great job of this. You could just go. So I went through the fights that I wanted to see first. Um, Ian Gary, uh, Bo Nickel, DDP. So I, I got to see everything from Shavkat on live. So those were the last three fights. So I just had to see the two um, previous main card fights. And uh, yeah, I got to see it all. You know, life is, uh, life is a thing that gets in the way of our UFC watching, but uh, no regrets. And uh, in the end, I knew, you know, by the time Leon and Usman rolls around, this is going to feel like, like it happened 10 years ago. Also, I will say, it's amazing to me, and I mentioned this a little bit on Monday, just how big this sport has gotten. Like, if I would have a family gathering of sorts, and it was at the same time as, say, I don't know, even Connor back in the day, not that many people are talking to me about it. This weekend, so many people wanted to talk about John Jones. People on the street, people at the party, John Jones, who's going to win? He's back, all this stuff. It's just amazing the, the popularity of the sport and, and uh, how much people know about it now. Crazy. So, yeah. Ma- Mazel tov to David. Can I ask you a question? Please. Did you have a hand in steering the dates? Like, were you consulted in terms no. of? I didn't say one anything. or the other. No, I didn't say so, anything. Okay, was, so you stayed out of it. Yeah, you kind of just got dealt the hand. It was just a thing. <laughs> it was just a thing where they had openly said, "We're looking at this day or this day." 
Um, I also think Elimination Chamber weekend was discussed, which would have been a dicey one too, considering what happened in Montreal. But uh, then ultimately it was March 4th and, you know, just had to go with it. What am I going to say? Oh, John Jones is fighting. Can you change your day? Also, or maybe Mac- not, or maybe you let it ride because you care more about Leon versus sure. Usman. You just say, hey. That's true. That's true. Know? No, and I was happy with that because Leon Usman would have been like in in the middle of the day. And so at least, you know, here we got to go to the pool, the beach. And this I'm felt not- like the best of yeah. all worlds. Yeah. Ariel, was your sister there? Yes. She never gets any shout outs, according to her. So you want to... It's so funny you say that, Frank. Oh, no. Are you say- did she tell you to say this? Um, I don't have to answer that. So this morning... It occurs to me that it's International Women's Day, and you uh-huh. know, I wanted to give some love to my wife, my daughter, my mom. I posted something on Instagram. I kid you not, <laughs> within 60 seconds, I got a text from my sister. No joke. This poor Excuse woman. me? Four exclamation, five exclamation marks. Your sister? I was like, holy shit. I didn't even know she like got it that, I, 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 I just pressed post. So then I had to go in and edit sister, sister-in-law, oh, mother-in-law. Wow. But I couldn't add a picture. I'm sorry. I mean, oh, I, 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 by the way, at that point, where do I draw the line? Sister, sister-in-law, mother, think, mother-in-law. Where do I draw the line? The nuclear family is kind of important. Yeah, I kind of blew that one. I don't know. The women in my life. That's what you could have said. All the women. You could do it like you do the run of show, like et al. Et al, yeah, et cetera, This et is cetera. the problem. Once you start listing, you get I know, in trouble. Once you start listing, you get in trouble. Honestly, first I was just going to right. You go, you go general. You go up. You go up the, the hierarchy and yeah. just say just Hollywood everybody. Yeah. Not even not even the women in your life. All women, period. Yeah. Cover period. everybody. Done. And then you're done. No it. picture? Nothing? Hey, post a picture and get the a custom caption doesn't have to made. be specific. <laughs> a custom home one graphic. You post a picture of just you and no women and you say, <laughs> yes. I love all women. Happy internet. Yeah. Me with a shocked face. Yes. Uh, yes. And then say exactly. shout out to all the women the in the world. Face. You will offend nobody and everybody will be happy. It's perfect. You know, you try to do something nice. You try to shout out the women, and this is the thanks that you get. But yes, I probably. I mean, it, it is your it is your sister. I mean, you can wow, like, like it's literally your sister. Now I'm going to be. Ugh, my palms are sweating. You up with her. Good. Yeah. No, you're Good. right. But she knows I love her. It's Does just, she? <sighs> she turned the post notifications on just for International Women's Day. I know. Just to, I know. Because she knew you weren't going to call her out. Wow. I really that was the topic at her dinner table last night. That's that. She's like, I know he's gonna make the post, and I know and he's, he's not gonna, gonna wow. shout me out. You know what? I'm turning the post notifications on for him. And then there I was, yep, letting her down once yes. again. All right, I need to work on that. Uh, Connor from unless we have our next guest, do we have him? Not yet. Okay. Uh, what? Oh, <laughs> you just sent me. Dana White's PR guy just posted a picture of me doing the shock face, but I read his handle first. Not exactly the best handle. Uh, hey, Ariel from Connor from Canada. How do you think the UFC should approach inactivity when it comes to matchups and rankings? This is a bit similar to New York Rick's thoughts on immediate rematches in the sense that divisions are being held up by fighters sitting out so long. I get that the rules should be a bit different for Stipe, given that he's the heavyweight GOAT. But he also did sit on the number one heavyweight ranking for two years despite losing in his last fight by KO and not fighting for two years. How do you think the UFC should incentivize fighters to stay more active? Um, It's a little tough. It's a little tough. I don't know if they can incentivize them, to be honest. I mean, as we said on Monday, it's a bit of an indictment on the 
upper half of the division, or you could look at it a positive way and say it's a nod to Stipe's name and legacy and resume and what he has built. But I can assure you this, if John Jones isn't fighting right now and isn't the heavyweight champion, if he would have lost that fight, they're, they're not rushing to do Gan versus Stipe, in my opinion. It's only because it's John Jones' greatest ever at 205 and greatest ever period, in most people's eyes, against the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. That's why they're doing this. If Curtis Blades was a champ, they're not rushing. So that's why I mean, like, Stipe doesn't have a ton of leverage and I actually think should, you know, like, thank John. I know he's not going to do that, but John's return opened the door for him to return. I wouldn't be surprised, A, if this is his last fight and if John didn't come back or lost if he never fought again. Uh, Ben, hello, Ariel. Following John Jones' victory on Saturday, I don't think enough people are talking about a potential future matchup with our favorite Tommy Aspinall. Wow, you went mid-song this time. The injury came for Aspinall at such a bad time, but I think people forgot how good he was looking before it happened. Not here. I feel like we talk about Tommy Aspinall more than most. The legend that he is. I don't see Jones having any problems with Stipe, and I think he would walk right through Curtis Blades. But Aspinall is so well-rounded, and all the time we hear how good he is from guys who have trained with him. Mm. One second. Um, I don't see Jones. Yep. Uh, I guess my question would be out of all the current UFC heavyweights, who do you think has the most chances of beating John Jones? Do you agree Aspinall could genuinely get the W and how far away do you think we would be from getting to the, the question is, you know, how long is Jones sticking around for? How long is Jones sticking around for? Is he sticking around long enough to see Tommy Aspinall in the, uh, in the heavyweight picture? I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. Could be. And yes, I think Tom would give him some trouble, big time trouble. Amy, hola, friend Ariel and friend Lewis. Shout out to Lewis, the moderator. It seemed in a few fights, Turner, Gamrot, Grasso, Valentina, the refs were over eager to break up the action against the cage on the ground. Yes, I know. I believe it was Jason Herzog who got a lot of heat, especially for the Grasso, Valentina stand up. Instead of allowing the fight to play out, do you think it was just a bad day or the pressure of big card? I don't know if it was pressure of big card or bad day. I mean, I just think that um, sometimes these things happen. I mean, these are good refs. Herzog in particular, in my opinion, is top two or three best in the business. Sometimes there's a little bit of pressure. You hear the crowd booing, getting all crazy. But I don't know if there's anything to that, to be honest. J-Zero, thanks for all that you do, Ariel. I know you're a fan of open scoring. I'd like to suggest another rule change for you and the crew. In championship fights... What would you think of a longer break between rounds three, four, four, and five? Currently, fighters get 60 seconds between rounds. For both the fighters' benefit and the fans, what if we made the last two breaks 90 seconds? I don't hate that. I mean, I kind of like the fact that you got to just, you know, deal with the, uh, the elements, so to speak, but I don't necessarily hate that. I don't think it would ever happen. Keep it all uniform. But not the worst thing in the world. Never heard anyone bring that up. How do you feel about that, New York, Rick? I think it's fine as is. Yeah, so do I. 
Mount Sinai, state of Korean fighters, Korean zombie, Sung Woo Chu. Do they go back to Seoul for TKZ? Oh, these are quick fire, by the way. Um, I heard that Seoul is being discussed. It was being discussed for February. And perhaps we get... Perhaps we uh, we get a uh, a TKZ return. I don't know how many he has left in him, but would be cool to have him one more time back home. Zombie, zombie, Poppy Live, my guy, Mister Helwani, Poppy Live up in this. You know the vibes. Doesn't often ask questions. I like this. If you could give us your dream UFC International Fight Week twenty three main event card, considering current fighters and storylines, what would that look like? Um, I like John. I like John and Stipe. It seems like a perfect star-studded International Fight Week main event. Give me a Yair and Volk on there too. Why not? Aljo, probably May 6th. Newark, New Jersey. Shout out. Heard it here first. Prudential Center. Shout out to our friend uh, Dylan Wanagiel for getting them back to New Jersey. The man. Moreno, probably going to fight in Mexico. Islam, no. Edwards, no. Izzy Perrino, Jamal Hill, probably too soon for for um, Yuri Jones. Yeah, give me give me Jones and uh, and Stipe, and give me a uh, Volk and Yair. David Ariel, what's the latest on the strawweight title picture? Who's next for Zhang, Amanda Lemos, Tatiana Suarez? Honestly, not hearing anything. Not hearing anything at the moment. Let's see. Could be Yan Chaonan too. But nothing at the moment. Nick, Ariel, if there's anything I would want Lewis to pick that I posted is this. I'm going to see Adam Sandler. Going to see Adam Sandler is a must for you. I saw him last month and it was incredible. I just saw that he is coming back to the New York, New Jersey area. I would love to see Adam Sandler live. Oh my God. I feel like I need to figure that one out. Have You're you guys ever seen? Have what, you seen him? What on? kind of show is he doing? Is it like stand up? No, is it? I think it's music and comedy and like Rob Schneider a comes variety out. Variety show. It, it I'm sounds sure he like puts on a good show. Even yeah. Diaz went. Nathan went. He specifically asked for tickets. He showed up. They took a picture. I don't know if there's a, a concert, an event that I would rather see more than that. Him singing the Hanukkah song. Have you seen him? I have not. Frank, <clears throat> I haven't. I'd love to go. GC, no, no. I feel like you guys don't like Sandler as much as me. I like his movies. The Sandman? You don't like his comedy? I love Sandler. I just haven't made it out to a show yet. Big Tollbooth Willie guy over here. Has oh, any you're coming out of the booth, though. Has anyone seen, uh, <laughs> has anyone seen the Chris Rock uh, special? No, yes, this is some Monday. I, know, I haven't but, seen it yet. I'm looking forward to way, it, though. I, I, I'm not sure if you know this. Today's Wednesday. It's been two days since I asked you the question. You could have watched it yesterday. Yeah, had a little off. bit of work to do. <laughs> day, day off. Okay. <laughs> I guess that's what we call it now. Rick? I'm looking forward. I haven't seen it yet, but I am looking what, forward what to it. What is it on? Netflix? Yeah, I saw someone post yeah. a clip about him talking about the Will Smith thing and they were roasting him for it. I don't know. I mean, yeah, the guy's, I think, he stayed quiet for a year. Like, can he, not, can he not speak about it? And isn't this the perfect place to speak about it? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, I, I think I think they're, they're sniping. They're pulling out things out of a, a long live special and that's the like uh, the appeal of this one it's live which is not what you commonly see for comedy specials wait um, it's live yeah he did a live special what does that mean the special was live it was recorded live it's a lot it's a live it's not cut up from oh yeah. he did six different tour stops and they cut up the pieces and put it together it's aren't a they live always show. like that a lot of them are no. yeah yeah they're wait, in front of what? a live audience oh, no opposite 
Yeah, talking? they're in front of live people, but they are they are recorded and they are edited. This it's is just oftentimes one straight. from multiple different locations, right? They'll tell a joke better in one lo- location than they did in the next one. They'll cut it. They'll take that part. They'll Got put it. it on stage. And this and is just one take. Another part. I was on a this Lewis is one take. It's a live. It's a live show. Wow. Oh, nice, nice name drop there, Frank. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Louis C.K. Way to go, Frank. No, Louis Black. Oh, okay. is that our homework this weekend? We all got to watch the the Chris Rock special. I mean, Chris Rock people special? keep talking about Report it. Report back on Monday, please. I actually haven't seen anyone talking about it. I think that's why. Yeah, I comedy specials it. are often not. You haven't like seen that. anyone talk about this on Twitter? It, no. The clip has like eleven million views. Really? Yeah. I don't. I. I don't even know what the special is called. I don't know anything about wow, it. Wow, look at you. You're All so right, into the MMA world that you've completely... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much out. it. I'm I'm spending hours taping UFC Las Vegas. Thanks. Yeah. I don't have time for Chris <laughs> for specials. Thank you. And coming up with fire memes. I mean, how much yeah. time does the guy got? I mean, you know? listen, we got Bellator 292. I had to, you know, I spent three hours taping Enrique Barzola versus Eric Perez. Come on. Well, that's a great segue because we're going to put a pin on the On the Nose segment with a few questions left and say hello to our next guest. He returns to action this Friday. March 10th, San Jose, the SAP center of the Shark Tank. He's one of our favorites. He's Michael Venom Page. There he is. What's MVP, what's, what's happening, up? my man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing well. Where are you right now? In a studio? I mean, yeah, I mean, like, uh, they tried to get make it make it fancy today. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm in a studio. Look at you. Last time you came on, you were in your hotel room. Maybe not last time, a couple times ago. And you were you were yeah. spinning the records for Mixing us. Mixing it up, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's my comfort. That's my comfort right there. Well, you bring today. that? Not today. not today. But you bring that with you to San Jose? Nah, yeah, it'd be too much to, to, to bring my whole system over. So, nah, nah. I've got, I got to get a travel, a travel version, yeah. but I haven't got it yet. By the way, did you hear the new song for this show? New track came out, a remix of my intro. Did you hear it? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. You're going to play it. Play it, play it. Frank, hit MVP with the new song. Frank, Frank is not here. He, he just ran to the back. We literally <laughs> rehearsed this. This is embarrassing for us, yes. I agree, this is embarrassing. Wow. I have a song, MVP, and I told my audio guy, Frank, to play it when you came on, and he decides to take a bathroom break when you come on. Oh, where do you get the help? Yo, you talk about fumbling the bag, huh? I mean, that's his new name, Frankie Fumbles. Wow. I'm, embar- I'm embarrassed. When he comes back from his bathroom break, I hope we don't disturb him too much. Uh, I'll ask him to play it. Nevertheless, here oh, you are returning. Uh, big opportunity for you, big card. I'm excited to see you back. But I want to ask you about the last time I saw you in action, and that was Bare mm-hmm. Knuckle. What was that yeah, like? Yeah. You know, I have to say, you're such a nice, soft-spoken, clean-cut guy. There was a part of me that was like, I don't know if MVP is like, is he enjoying this? Because I, I, I didn't, I felt weird about it watching you out there. I have to admit. <laughs> nah, you know, I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it really enough. It was um very different. But I, I, I just love the, ch- the the new challenges with regard when it comes to combat. Full stop. So this one was very a, a completely new challenge. The training had to slightly alter. Um, I think you know where I actually slipped up as well was, and it's <laughs> my my coach actually told me as well. Before on the day or the day before, he's like, go and check the uh, the um, canvas. Actually, go and step into the ring and and fill the space that you're going to be in. And I was like, ah, oh, it's going to be like like, like anything else. Um, but it, it does differ because the the size of the ring in general is not the size that you're actually fighting because the rope starts so much further in, uh. so it's actually very tight when you get in there. Um, and I 
just it just slipped my mind. I completely forgot to do it. And when I was in there, I was like, yeah, shit, this is this is hella tight, man. So um, that was a, a a new experience. The intensity of it as well, because it's two minute rounds. But I did enjoy it, and I, I, I may may touch back again. I, and a lot of people don't want me to, but I, I, I want to try again. Who are these people that well, don't want you to? Nice friends and family. They were like, you know, they they hated seeing me in there. Yeah, you know, because of the time boy was. They hated seeing, you know, how swollen I was afterwards. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, they they're the ones that are kind of pushing for me not to do it again. But I may. I don't like to go out on that on, on a loss. So right. potentially change that. And 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 now we've seen uh, Perry's going to fight Luke Rockhold, and Eddie Alvarez is going over. H- how do you think Luke Rockhold's going to do against Perry? Now that you've actually fought Perry in bare knuckle, who do you think wins that? Obviously, like I was kind of um, surprised at, at Perry. I was not, not surprised. I know he's just game for any kind of fight, but Luke Rockhold's a lot bigger, so it's going to be difficult. But Perry's—he comes to fight. It doesn't matter who's in front of him. He's comfortable in that arena. He's, you know, used to it. It's, 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 it might be a shock for, for Luke Rockhold. Yeah. Uh, I think for a lot of people, right? You watch it and you're like, okay, maybe I could do this. And then you go in there. It's different. It's completely different than MMA, is it not? Definitely. Definitely different. And even down to just the, I know as much as we have small gloves, when you get hit, it doesn't, the, the, the damage effect is not the same. You get hit with, you know, bare knuckle and you're swollen immediately and you're cut immediately. And it just, it changes. You feel every shot whereas you can kind of ride shots a little bit um especially punching like uh, punching wise or boxing wise in mma how long did it take for you to feel 100 percent after that fight back in august just a week i i, I really feel quite quick to be fair yeah i was i was my my hands and my face was puffy for about a week i didn't cut uh you know i don't cut easy so i didn't cut i was just a little bit swollen literally the following week uh i was in um i was in carnival i believe wow <laughs> Just chilling. Okay, I thought maybe, you know, the hands, the face, this and that, but uh, look at you. You're like Wolverine out there. So you're returning against uh, <laughs> Goichi Yamauchi. You like this fight yep. when you were, I mean, a, a veteran of the Bellator scene as well. What do you think of this fight? Yeah, it kind of brings me back of like the, you know, the beginning of MMA, you know, someone that's so, such an expert in one area versus someone that's an expert in another area. That's what it kind of feels like. Obviously, we fill the gaps because you, you kind of have to. Um, nowadays, you have to understand and know the, the rest, but he is exceptional in the area. And you can see mm. by the amount of submissions he's got, he's got the highest submissions in Bellator. And I've got the highest, you know, uh, uh, KOs in Bellator as well. So you can see where our, where we you know, our, where we prefer to be. So it's a great fight. It's an interesting fight. Uh, he actually spoke to my good friend, my colleague, the Brazilian beast, Guilherme Cruz. And he had this to say about you. He said, quote, I'm not Logan Storley. If I take Michael Page down... He's not getting back up. What do you make of that? Again, you're supposed to you're supposed to have uh, confidence in your in your area. That's his that's his area. Um, but I can say the same and say if I hit you, you're going to yeah. stay hit. <laughs> and we start on our feet. We don't start clinched up. So um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, it doesn't surprise me that he's confident in that area. But who do you think is actually tougher on the ground, him or Logan Storley? Obviously, I haven't I haven't felt him, but right. Logan Story was an exceptional exceptional wrestler. Yeah. Um, so there was I, I, there was moments in during the fight that I had to laugh because there was certain things that he did that I just wasn't, you know, I hadn't trained for. And I, I say when you wrestle somebody that is a wrestler, it's different to wrestling someone that can wrestle in MMA. It's very different. So um, yeah, yeah, I learned I learned a few things in in that fight. Uh, considering that, 
Were you surprised at the amount of trouble that he had with Yaroslav Amosov a couple of weeks ago in Dublin? I was more surprised at the tactic approach that he decided to go for. Um, uh, and I spoke to him afterwards and he kind of said he wanted to try and keep it standing a little bit. Um, I also feel, say, the backlash from the fight that we had, I think maybe even weighed, weighed, you know, weighed on his conscience a little bit with regards to people kind of ah. complaining about it. Um, and he wanted to almost prove a point that he's able to strike. And for me, that was silly. You know, it was not necessary. You go in there, you want to get your job, the job done first. Let people complain afterwards. They're going to forget about it and you'll still be the champion. Instead of trying to prove to everybody that, oh, no, I actually can strike. You know, you know MVP, you know, I had to do it this way, but no, I can do this. And you spent two rounds trying to strike a guy that is obliterating you like in every, in every, every form. Every punch he was beating you to, every kick he was beating you to, in, in all honesty, at that level, you, you're, you should, you're supposed to make changes in minutes, in, in seconds sometimes. You know, if you're at a really high level of striking, you make, his head was doing this nonstop. In all honesty, I'd be like, yeah, this ain't working. Let me just go and shoot. And right. you should have played the game that you played the first time. That's interesting. I wasn't thinking of that while watching it, but that's 100% right. And I'm, I'm, I'm also wondering with you, because you remember we talked about how it was controversial, how even though he was taking you down, you were actually inflicting damage. A little reminiscent of the fourth round with Alexander Volkanovsky and Islam Makhachev. Makhachev's taking him down, but Alex is the one, you know, keeping busy and actually punching. And so what is it? Is it the damage? Yeah. Is it the takedown? Whatever. Are you going to do anything different? Like, let's say we get in a scenario again with Yamochi where he tries to take you to the ground, but isn't doing as much. Did you learn anything from that fight? Or do you feel like the judges aren't even paying attention to that? Once you're on the ground, even though they tell us about the damage, they usually favor the takedowns more. Yeah, they definitely seem to favor the takedowns more. And something needs to change, but there just needs to be a clearer direction and a clearer criteria of what they're supposed to or how they're supposed to be judging. Um, so, you know, whoever's, whatever powers that are in control of that, they need to kind of make changes. Because for me, coming out of that last fight, the most frustrating thing coming out of that last fight was not, I don't know, obviously, it's technically it was amazing. As a martial artist, I appreciated what he did, yeah? But coming out of that fight, it didn't feel like I had a fight. And mm. I'm in a combat sport. I've, I've, I've just spent five rounds with somebody and I don't feel like I've been grazed. Uh, so it, it, it's like you've come in there to not actually beat me up. And I thought that's the whole point of this, this, this you know, the structure of this, what we do. We're supposed to try to inflict damage and so on and so forth. Yamauchi is different. And the reason I say he's different, and obviously I did learn from it, but what, the reason I say he's different is, you know, it's, if he gets a takedown, he's going to go for a submission finish. He's going to try and beat me and cause and inflict damage that's going to create a bit more space and allow me to kind of maneuver a bit more but when you've got someone so exceptionally good at wrestling that holds you and is happy to just be there yeah then yeah it's, it's going to be a lot it's going to be a lot more difficult for for that to happen like if we we had a uh, if we just had a kickboxing fight and uh, and i was just i can just i could just keep him trapped in the corner and just beat him up for the for the whole time um and he that's that's because that's his world and this is my world. Right. But MMA needs to have a bit more of a, a, a better criteria, I feel. Funny that you say that or you thought that after the Storley fight and then you went into a bare-knuckle fight. You definitely felt like you were in a fight after that one, I would imagine, right? <laughs> definitely maybe felt like that, I was in Maybe a that made that up one. for the lack of uh, damage <laughs> yeah, in the Storley fight. By the way, what about uh, our good friend uh, KSI over at London Shoot Fighters? I, I saw in his last fight, very MVP-esque in his, uh, in his yeah, striking. Yeah. Did you work with him? Yeah, no, no, obviously, uh, for me, it's more, my, my coaches get all that kind of stuff done. Um, and we, we, you know, we, we kind of learn and, and take from each other. But 
one thing that I feel, I feel I'm proud of is that my style has influenced quite a lot of people, not just in our gym, but I see more and more people, you know, lighter on their feet, moving around and, uh, and, and using more long range striking techniques in MMA. So uh, I'm just kind of proud that to see it being it's spreading down to other people. What about his work ethic? You impressed with him? That, that's the thing I, I say to everybody. I don't care what, what your background is. You know, you could be an influencer or a YouTuber. You can be uh, a mechanic. You can be a ex-swimmer. You can be wherever you come from. I class you as a martial artist. I class you as a combat athlete based on how you train in the gym. And I class KSI as a combat athlete. Yeah. <laughs> I get to see him training in the gym. So, yeah, I take him seriously. Man, a fight him and Jake Paul, that would be gigantic, right? That would be, oh, in, in the UK, it would be insane. Unbelievable. Seriously, just some of the some of the misfit shows that I've been to um, that, you know, the guys are doing in the UK. Like I have to say, uh, the MMA fan base needs to improve, man, because they, 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 these guys were there from fight one. In fact, before the fights even, you know, before we, we've even, as, the, as athletes even walked across to go into the arena, they were lining up around the block. Wow. And the first fight had a full stadium of people. And it's so annoying, especially when you see these guys putting, busting their ass, putting so much effort in and having people in drips and drabs walking through, almost waiting for the main event. When there's these guys that are talented athletes that are coming in on the earlier, on the earlier card and they, you know, they're, they're fighting in front of just their family and friends uh, near enough. So we, we need to step up as a, uh, as a MMA community or combat community and actually support these, these guys and be in there from the beginning. You see last week they had tag team boxing. Oh yeah, that is yeah, crazy. Yeah. They, that. they actually practiced that in our gym first. So really? Started. Uh, yeah, yeah. They tried to. They got. They obviously had the concept. I thought, let's just trial it in the gym. And uh, yeah, yeah. They were they were doing that in the gym. You're okay with that? <laughs> like some people, there's purists who say, oh, this is crazy. This is ruining." You think it's okay? And and the thing is, they're right in the sense of if you're trying to relate it to what you know what what what, what exists. But the thing is, that what we do exists. Right, and it has its own arena. This is a separate thing. It's a completely separate thing, and it is fun. It is more for the new generation of of of, of people. And where we benefit is the collaborations every now and again, or some of the actual boxers fighting on some of these guys' shows, giving them a bit more profile because some of their fans will come across. But it's their fans. It doesn't do any harm to our sport. It's their own fans, and. It took me a, a second because at first, you know, I, I kind of had I felt the same way initially. And then when I saw it, it's like a lot of the guys that are in that arena are not guys that you'll see coming to right. a, a boxing show or an MMA show. So we, there's nothing to worry about. By the way, speaking of London shoot fighters, I don't know if you saw this, you're fighting on Showtime this weekend. They're coming out with a documentary series on Lee Murray. Did you see this uh, promo that oh, aired yesterday? I've seen that. Do you see I've that? Been, I've been wondering. I've been wondering for years yes. when they were going to do that. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's an amazing character. To, to do that on so yeah I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that you got to see the trailer it comes out april 7th and they dropped it yesterday that's it's, my birthday it, it's all coming together <laughs> it's called the uh, catching catching lightning i think it's called or catch like no catching oh, lightning okay. lightning lee murray it's about that story four-part documentary series i saw this like finally because i too have been waiting i was like how has no one made a, a film yeah. a documentary on this guy and this story the yeah, the, yeah. the greatest bank heist in the history of the uk unbelievable stuff uh, does anyone talk to him, by the way, at the gym? Like, is there any communication? Yeah, yeah, with... the, guy, the coaches are still quite close to him. They still talk to him. He actually said that I'm one of his favorite fighters. I have to just put that out there. So, wow. Um, he said, yeah, he actually had, he had an interview uh, before and said that, yeah, I'm one of, one of his favorites. So 
I'm 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 happy I made it. I made the list. That's amazing. <laughs> did you ever meet him? I never got to meet no, him. No, you yeah, before. He, did, uh, he, had, he had already done the, the, the his his the job. Thing. Okay. <laughs> his highs before. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, I think, uh, Frank, are you back from your bathroom break? Or Never left. Do you, do you realize that we planned this, that when <laughs> MVP was going to come on, you were going to play the song, and then I threw it to you, and you were nowhere to be found. How do you I'm feel about this? literally the worst. I mean, there was egg all over my face. Can you apologize to MVP for <laughs> wasting so his time? I am so sorry. I did not intend yeah. for that to happen. Okay. Yeah, you should be embarrassed, man. Yeah. This, this bad. I don't know if he's actually <laughs> sincere, but can it's, we play him the song now? We sure can. Here it is. Here's the remix to this uh, theme song. Tell us what you think. You see that? You see that? Yes. Oh. We got the UFC. I rip it on the mic like a ODB. Hey. Ricky the Prophet. It's not bad, right? Yo, that's good. Yeah, you can check. By the way, go to the MMA Hour on Spotify and iTunes. You can get that. You can get that, all right? That's fire, man. That's like fire. That's like fire. I like it. Next time, you need to come in studio one time and play for us a little bit with the turntables. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll make sure I drop your track as well. Oh, you do your own little remix of the remix. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Who's a better DJ, you or Michael Bisping? I have never heard Michael Bisping. DJ Mikey B? You know, he nah. tells me he's like the most famous DJ athlete in the UK. BS? So I'm def- definitely going to say me then. Okay. <laughs> he's into it. He too has the turntables at home, okay, but I feel like okay, you're better. Okay. I feel like you're better. Okay. Nah, I'm glad he said that. Make sure you tell him that as well. Uh, I'm excited for you to return. Looking forward to it. Bellator this weekend, Friday, San Jose. Good luck to you, my friend. Thanks, as always, for the Thank time. You, man. It's always, always good to, to see you and speak to you, man. Take care. Same here. Good luck to you. There he is, the one and only Michael Venom Page. Big fight for him this weekend. And uh, it's a big weekend for MMA once again. I feel like we say this all the time. Uh, big fight for him as he tries to return from the Storley fight and, of course, the Mike Perry fight. Uh, it's Belter 292. It's the beginning of their lightweight Grand Prix Usman Nurmagomedov against Benson Henderson. Ooh, what a fight. Benson Henderson in the same spot where he fought Gilbert Melendez. Way back in the day, Tofik Masayev against Alexander Shabili, or Shabli, I should say. Uh, Valentin Moldovsky against Linton Vassal. Michael Page against Goichi Yamauchi. Enrique Barzola against Eric Perez, our old friend. The Pride of Mexico. Josh Hill, Canadian against Cass Bell. Nice little card here. Uh, let me see. Is there anyone else of note? Yeah, a couple names. Uh, it all starts Friday at 7 p.m. over on the Showtime YouTube channel and then main card at 10 p.m. on Showtime. And eventually they're going to be on Paramount+. Plus. All right, um, let's move along and let's go back to UFC 285 and still to come Michael Rappaport in studio in about 20 minutes' time, so stay tuned for that. Can't wait to have the rap man in studio, but... Very excited to talk to our next guest. As I said at the top of the show, his first time cornering John Jones was back in UFC 145. That was 2012 against Rashad Evans. Has been there every step of the way and, of course, was there on Saturday as he returned to action and captured the UFC heavyweight title in his victory over Cyril Gunn. He's our old friend Six Gun. Brandon Gibson is here. Hello, sir. Oh, is this corporate Six Gun? No, this is this is my own home. Wow, look Six at you. Gun. This is 
Hey, COVID was good. COVID was good because I got into indoor plant cereal. Wow, I love this. I don't know if you've ever done one of these uh, from your home. This looks lovely. You're all nice. You call. I thought you were at your normal job. You still have the 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 job with the city, no? Yeah, still serving our community here in Albuquerque, and uh, I'm very blessed and privileged to have that job along with my my night job, my alter ego, training some of the baddest dudes on the planet. I love it, and it was great to see you and Greg and the familiar faces front and center on Saturday. You guys have had some special nights, some amazing moments together as a team with John. Is it even possible to rank where this one, considering the last three years, considering the move up, the questions about where he's at, did he lose the fire, motivation, and then he comes out and he freaking steamrolls Cyril Gunn. Where would you rank this one? Is it possible to do that? I've had some really special moments. Um, I think I would put this one at the top. the, the three-year camp, the trials, the tribulations, the belief, the faith, everything we put into each other, um, it was it was really special. And, you know, Greg's probably cornered 500-plus UFC bouts, and I've probably done 150 with him. That was the most emotional I've seen Greg Jackson get during a fight. Really? So it, it was very special to all of us. Wow. That, that surprises me because, to your point, he has seen and done it all. Was this, like, after the fight, like, after he won or in the middle of the fight? It, it was right when John won. I, you know, I took a moment sitting on that corner stool and just kind of said a little prayer and gave thanks because it was it was quite the journey to get there. And uh, I remember turning around, looking back, and seeing Greg just eyes welled up and uh, so much joy and pride in his face. And yeah, I mean, you know, Greg's been in there with with GSP and Rashad and Holly and Carlos and Bones, but we've never had a heavyweight champ of the world. So wow. I, I think it's something very special to all of us. That is amazing. Uh, you gave me chills uh, because Greg is one of my favorite people in the sport and to see or hear about him being that emotional is pretty damn cool. Were you in favor like three years ago, whenever this all started, were you in favor of him moving up to heavyweight? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I the gym is one thing, right? But it, it's still a litmus test. We, we get to see how guys perform in different weight classes and against different strengths and styles. And I always knew that John had the skill set, the physical attributes, and most importantly, the the mental mindset to not just compete at heavyweight, to, but to be a world champion. And so initially, as he was making that transition, how were you feeling? Like, did you, did you feel the same confidence as, you know, John Jones, the light heavyweight is preparing for a fight? Or was there ever a period now looking back where you're like, hmm, I wonder how this is going to go? No, we were always confident. We just wanted to do it right. We wanted to do it right. And just like GSP's move up to middleweight, you know, that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. And especially a jump from 205 to heavyweight. It's, it's not like the featherweight's going up to lightweight. Um, you know, John put on 30 to 40 pounds of, of strength and size, and it just doesn't happen overnight. And not only is it that strength and size aerial, but you want to make sure that their, their neurons are firing with that new body size and the weight and that he could be dynamic, explosive, and skilled as he always is. So, you know, it was a long camp, and, and I'm happy we waited. I'm glad we did it right, and I think it, it all showed in his performance on Saturday. Honestly, were you expecting that? I'm, I'm sure you were confident. And I don't want to use, I hate to use the word easy because it's still a freaking cage fight and there's a big guy there in front of him. He did make it look easy and that's a testament to him. But were you expecting it to be that one-sided? I think we were ready f- for that for that war to go in any direction. I think we were prepared for a five-round battle. I think we were also prepared for a flawless victory like that. Um, you know, we, we trained for all elements and. John was definitely prepared to go five rounds, but I'm very happy that he was able to go in there, take no damage, execute 
the game plan and his skill set so flawlessly and and just put on i that may have been his most dominant performance in his championship run yes um so 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 i'm happy here he is at heavyweight and he just put a, a stamp a mark that he is here and he has arrived with a just with a new style and dominance uh the big talking point going into this fight was the last three performances he looked the way in which he did because he was lacking motivation. He had done it all at 205, and he just wasn't getting excited for these fights. Um, Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes. And and I wondered if that was true. You don't know. Uh, but then you come in and you see him look the way in which he looked at heavyweight, and you're like, oh, maybe there was something to that. Was there something to that? Was he lacking motivation going into those fights? Yeah. Yeah, he was. I, and I wouldn't necessarily say it was, it was motivation or lack of respect, but you find a different gear when that sense of fear kicks in, right? When, when that guy standing across the cage from you makes, makes the hair on your arm stand up. Um, and at heavyweight, I think we'll find a lot of opponents that bring that, you know, light heavyweight's so dynamic. These guys have so much skill and technique. Um, but it, but it's not like heavyweight where these guys can barely touch you and, you, and it's lights out. I think at heavyweight, there's so much less room for air. Um, and and that entices John, that intrigues John, and that motivates him even more. So I, I'm really happy he made this jump. And we had a, such a focused and disciplined training camp aerial and brought out some of the best guys I've ever met to be a part of it. And I think we're going to see a, a very strong run here at heavyweight for John Jones. Oh, I'm on the court here. I mentioned that um, on Monday, it was like an A-plus fight week for him. You know, there have been some, obviously, where there's been some drama but it seemed like it was flawless and it seemed like he was really enjoying the whole process, right? Like the smile on his face, press conference. I saw him hanging out with the fans. It felt like he was inviting everything. Like he just want, he, he missed it clearly, but was just comfortable in his skin. Even when the photos came out of him and some people were kind of joking about his physique, like he even took that in stride, it seemed like. I mean, no one wants to be made fun of necessarily. And it's like, who are we to make fun of freaking John Jones? But like, even that he was joking about. He was being self-deprecating about all that. Press conference, I thought he did great. And and that's just what we see. Would you characterize the week the same? Like, like did it seem like this guy who was just so happy to be back and just in great spirits? Because that's how it came across. I think it was even greater than what the fans saw. I mean, the, the whole week was just full of laughs and smiles and inspiration and strong spirit, very strong spirit. And uh, it was great to see, just see John at peace and excited about being back in the cage. And there wasn't these like, there wasn't jitters, there wasn't nerves. It was, it was very comfortable. And I think he embraced all the elements of the media and the fans and, and the bright lights with such, with such grace and with such comfort right like he knows he's john jones people know he's he's had mistakes and he still felt so embraced and so loved and that crowd erupted for him and he's just true to himself ariel i'm, I'm really happy to see john at this um at this phase in his life how was he in the aftermath was, was it the i mean it was cool to see his family there his brothers there his uh, his father etc but just in the aftermath, like compared to the way he's handled some of his other big wins, was this any different? No, I, I think he handles it all just with um, with grace and humility and and a lot of gratitude. And and actually, this was the one I probably saw the most gratitude. Um, very kind to his training partners and and the coaching staff and everybody that helped get him here because it was such a long road, Ariel. I think there were a lot of doubters and naysayers, not just from the fight fan or the fight community, but but even 
even here in Albuquerque. And um, he knew that the guys that stuck with him always believed in the skull and always believed in him as a man. Like it's, it's not just about the wins and losses in the sport. It's about all of us becoming better humans every day. And uh, I think John, myself, the rest of the coaching staff and the rest of the training partners, we, we all grew together in this. This was, um, it took a long time for us to get here. And, and I don't think we could have achieved this goal without us becoming the men that we, we are truly. Um, so you speak about that and I would be remiss if I don't ask you about coach Winklejohn, who was not there. Famously, he came on this show and, and after the incident with his fiance, he said he was not welcome back to the gym. You and Greg and others decided to still work with John. How difficult of a decision was that for you? And, and was it weird to be there without Coach Wink for the first time? That's, that's a hard question. Um, you know, I have the most respect for Coach Winklejohn. I'm, I've been his student for 22 plus years as well. Um, you know, and, and everybody's their own man and, and, and everybody has their, their own choices to make of who they spend their time and give their energy to. Um, but there was, there was never a question in my heart of, of continuing to be John Jones's coach. Um, and, and I think the challenges were, you know, kind of putting together this new team. And we had a lot of guys that have been part of the team for a long time, like coach Aaron Soriano and Roberto Alencar really step up into their new roles. But you, you know, it's, it's always a shift. I mean, we had over a decade of dominance together as a, as a team and now it's another chapter, but, um, you know, even myself, I, I had to step up into some new roles, Ariel. And uh, I'm proud of the men that came together. And, and I always have the utmost um, respect for Coach Winkle John. I wouldn't be here without him. So, and, and I have no doubt that Greg Jackson and Coach Wink will continue to build uh, great champions together. Can I ask about the new roles that you had to uh, assume for this one? What were you doing that was different? I think it helped a lot um, put together training partners, you know. Um, we started this camp three years ago in John's garage. Wow. Um, and, and one person I'd like to give a real special, you know, thanks to is, is Tom Egan, former UFC fighter, former coach to Conor McGregor. And uh, him and I developed a friendship on the ultimate fighter many years ago. And Tom was one of the first guys to reach out and said, dude, I have some amazing heavyweights that could really help John on his journey. And we all as a team took a trip to Boston and met Jorgen DeCastro and Domingo Sparros and Mike Rodriguez. And those guys were, were key in helping us claim this championship on Saturday night. Wow. I didn't know that. So he just hit you up? Yeah, we'd always been in touch. We'd actually talked, you know, about having some other fighters cross train and, and learn from each other. And when Johnny did some sparring partners, Tom, Tom graciously reached out and the whole team, we went to Boston and just had a blast. And, and John was able to really solidify some friendships and with, with these new training partners that came down to Albuquerque and trained with us for months. And and really put their heart and soul into this camp as well. So I, I have a lot of gratitude for, for that trip and those men. Um, do you think maybe a, a blessing in, in, in the time off and, and, and working with other people? Like, you know, I, I know a lot was made of Henry Cejudo helping out a little bit. Uh, sometimes we tend to make too much of this stuff. I don't know how, you know, and, and even when John was asked about Henry, he quickly turned and gave all of you guys props. But there is something to working with other people, right, and getting good looks and just kind of getting out of that routine, is there not? Absolutely. And, and I'm a big um, advocate of that. I, I think there's so MMA has has grown so much over the last decade. Um, and I think kind of like these secret dojo trades and secrets um, are, are really being dissolved. And there's just so much knowledge out there. And there, there's so much brotherhood and bonds and, and opportunity. I think it's great to cross train. I encourage my young athletes like Aaron Pico to, to do the same. And, uh, and I'll continue to do that. And 
I can't put my own ego or pride first. And I don't believe that any one coach can build a champion. I think it takes a lot of influences. And so there is talk now that he's going to return. Obviously, we saw the moment with Stipe. Stipe tells us July. My understanding is that is nowhere near a done deal, but it's clear that Stipe wants it and seemed like John wants it. Would you be in favor of him returning relatively soon? I mean, I remember him fighting in end of April and was scheduled to fight DC UFC 200. So that's a much shorter time. This would be about four or so months. Uh, would you be okay with that turnaround? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it would have been a different conversation if he would have been in any way injured or scathed uh, on Saturday night. But, but he said he was more sore from the warm up than the fight. <laughs> I think he's going to have a quick turnaround. And, you know, a lot of these guys that have helped us over the, the course of this training camp have upcoming fights. And John wants to get in and help those guys. So he's, he's a true team leader, um, a true captain and true brother to these guys. So I know he wants to get right back in and start helping. I'm all in favor of July. I think, I think John has all the tools, the momentum and the motivation to go out there and have another dominating performance in July. Do you think the Stipe fight will be any tougher? I only ask this because obviously he's one of the greatest, but he also hasn't fought in two years. He's coming off a knockout. He's older. What are you expecting out of that fight compared to what we just saw on Saturday? I think that we still have that most respect for Stipe. I mean, he's he's a dangerous man. He has amazing cardio for a heavyweight. He has power in both hands. He can he can punch off his heels. He has great pressure fighting, great great clinch control, great wrestling. I mean, this is a man that took down Daniel Cormier. Um, we got to train for for one of the greatest heavyweights of all time, which which brings a lot of unique challenges, but. You know, on the other hand, Stipe and his team have to train for John Jones. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think there's any clear path to victory towards with John. Um, well, we're going to take this very seriously. I know that John's going to be ultra motivated. He, he thinks Stipe is the greatest heavyweight of all time. And I think this is another stamp to solidify uh, John's status as the GOAT. Uh, one, one thing that I've always respected about John, his fight IQ, but also his preparation. Like the guy speaks openly about watching film and how obsessive he is about all this stuff. It, it still blows my mind. I was talking to Anthony Smith about this on Monday, and I was like, man, here you have the greatest fighter of all time in most people's eyes saying that he watches everything, right, on his opponent. And then you hear other guys who are nowhere near as good, with all due respect, and they say they watch nothing. And then Anthony was like, I'm actually one of those guys. I was like, wow, why wouldn't you want to see, you know, do, is John unique as far as your fighters are concerned? Like, does he watch more than most, or is that a common thing among the Albuquerque guys? I try to make it a common thing. I know Greg Jackson does as well. Uh, it should be a common thing. It should be a thing that is embraced, not just watching your opponent's bouts. And, and this is advice Ariel, I'd give to any young fighter out there watching, like be a student of this game. Get your bachelor's degree in MMA. Get your master's yeah. degree. Get your PhD. You, you want to you wanna go out there and fight for 500 bucks, then, then don't watch fights. Who cares? You want to be fighting for millions of dollars one day? You better be a student of this game and you better master it. And... Um, that's definitely something that, that John has not only inspired other fighters, but inspired the coaching staff. Like we're all so dedicated to watching film together as a team, watching it individually. We have notes that are so detailed that we revise. We have copies getting printed out every few days. Like we, I, I look at this as like a NFL level coaching job. We, we need to be on, on point because this game is so dangerous, Ariel. If my fighters get hurt, it could it could affect their their whole future, their whole lives. That as fathers, as husbands, as as brothers, as sons, like I take this very very seriously. And part of the reason, that, part of the way I show that is by watching film. 
being as prepared as we can. This is a crazy game. Of course. Uh, I won't hold you to this, but I'm just curious. Like I was talking on Monday, is it possible that we have like five or six more years of heavyweight John Jones? You know what I mean? Like he's still in his mid thirties. Do you think that like, how many more years do you think we actually have left of John Jones, the fighter? I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave that up to John. I think physically, mentally, he can go a long, a long ways. And we've seen so many great heavyweights have incredible performances throughout their 40s. I mean, even Stipe's 41. Yeah. Um, but but I think John's going to be one of those athletes that that walks away early. You think so? He's going to walk away early. I think so. I think John will ride off in the sunset, and, the, and us as MMA fans will still be like clamoring for one more, talking about potential matchups. But I don't think John's going to have too much more to prove. Wow. Do you, do you think, is it possible the Stipe one is the last one? I, I, I don't wow. know. I don't know. I'm I putting you on the hot seat here. I, I think he has a lot of motivation and I'll, and I'll leave that up to John. I think this time away was really good for him and us as a team. Um, he hasn't taken any injury or damage during this time, which I, I think is, is really key to future bouts. But, um, you know, I think we'll take, we'll take each one as its own camp and, and not look past it at all. Uh, by the way, just excluding this one because you said it's at the top, which is your favorite Jones fight that you were a part of? I mean, there's so many since 45, right? <laughs> 145 was your first, am I right? Yeah, you know, and I'd been working with him for a long time prior to that, but that was my first time in the corner. corner that right. one just, just has a special place in my heart because, you know, we, we had so much love and respect for Rashad. And then, the, you know, there was like... That was weird, yeah. The Jacksons versus Black Zillions and... Um, there was a lot of emotion in that. That that was one that always really stands out to me. Um, I think that the second Daniel Cormier fight was a big one. Um, the first Daniel Cormier fight meant a lot to me, like in my personal life and what I was going through at that time. So that one has a special place in my heart. Um, uh, they're hard to rank, but man, Saturday, maybe I'm just uh, still riding the high of it, but just heavyweight champion of the world, Ariel, sounds so good. It's so crazy, man. Like even thinking that Rashad fight was 11 years ago. Isn't that nuts? 11 years ago. We've gotten old, Brandon. He's still getting better. He's still getting better, my friend. I know. It's amazing. Age is just a mindset. It's just a mindset when it comes to John Jones. Maybe not the rest of us, but John it is. And the crazy thing is, all those guys are gone, right? Like all the dudes that he was fighting, you know, Bader's still around from pre-championship, but the rest of them, there's there's literally, it's just the recent guys. It's Tiago, it's Anthony Smith. That, to me, is the part that's the craziest. He just won the heavyweight championship, and all the guys that he beat on the way up are all gone. I mean, he took out generations, right? He took out the prior generation of yeah. legends, you know, the, the Shoguns, the Rampages, and then he took out all of his peers. Um, and, and he's still here performing at, at the highest level. It blows my mind. I was actually walking out of the arena the other night and, and ran into Rashad and Anthony, and, uh, you know, I, I got a lot of love for Rashad. It was good to see him, and he was just blown away like, dude can't believe how good john is still yes getting better uh so you mentioned aaron pico by the way how is he feeling last time we saw him was that crazy scene with the shoulder how's he doing <laughs> he's he's even better than he was he needed that shoulder surgery it was a you know a long lingering injury um it was unfortunate how that fight with jeremy kennedy goes i cannot wait to run that back that's something that motivates me every single day um Aaron's shoulder's stronger than ever. It's it's actually scary. I've been having to really tape my wrist. Oh. His left hook has been so powerful and so fast. And um, and also while he was rehabbing that left shoulder, and he just continued to polish every bit of his game. 
from the mental to the physical. Um, Aaron Pico is going to win a world championship in 2023 for Bellator. I have no doubt in my mind, Ariel. I'm happy. Wow. My two students are going to be two champions by the end of this year. I love that. Um, and, and I love watching you work. I don't know if you know this, Brandon, we haven't really talked. I've been hitting mitts lately myself. You know, I'm very slow, but I'm doing it two, three times a week, Brandon. And I enjoy it immensely. I enjoy the intricacies. I'm very bad. I'm not going to pretend that I'm good at all, but I enjoy watching people like you work, especially on, uh, on social media. And I see you, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Lydia Warren? You doing mitt work yes, with her? Yes, she is Lydia. so freaking fast on the mitt. It, it is. I don't know how you keep up with her. She's unbelievable. <laughs> Lydia is going to be a star, Ariel. You know, you're going to have her on the show one day. She's probably not too far away from it. Um, she's a very dedicated and disciplined student, and she just has that that X factor to her. She has that star. She has that charisma, and then she shows it in the fights, which is all that really matters, right? Um, but yeah, one of my favorite students. Um, she's she's excellent on the pads, but it's not just the pad work, Ariel. You got to apply it, right? I like, know. You got to get look at these combos and then go out there and just sleep some dudes. I know that's the thing. Anyone could go. But then you go to the fight, and I'll, I'm just going to stick to the brr. But mine is not brr. It's like boop, 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 miss, boop. But I'm, you know, I'm enjoying it. It's a fun workout. It is. It is. And it keeps, it keeps you sharp mentally, right? Like yes. Sometimes I say I'm, a, I'm like a dance partner. You guys got to be in sync with, with, with your coach. And uh, it's one of the things that I enjoy most about the mitts. It's the way I can really connect with my fighters and, and just get on the same page, get dialed in. And I remember watching a 24-7 when I was young with, uh, with Freddie Roach and Manny Pacquiao. And Freddie said that, that when he couldn't hold the pads anymore, he was going to hang up coaching. And I think I feel the same way, Ariel. That it's, it's how I connect with my fighter. I don't know if I could be the old man on the side with my, with my old man hat and a cigar yelling at him. I, I need to be in there sweating with them to, to really connect as a coach. I, speaking of Freddie, I saw, you, uh, I saw a picture of you with him. When was that from? How long ago was that? That was... Uh, Aaron Pico's last fight in LA. So over the summer, we went to Wild Card and uh, young Caleb Walsh, who's going to be a superstar. Yeah. I, I got to work with him with Tony Ferguson's camp a little bit. And we went in there and watched Caleb work. And uh, Aaron and I just took it all in. And I'd been to the Wild Card a few times, but never, I'd always miss Freddie. Wow. So that was the first time I ever got to meet him. And, uh, you know, a true inspiration to me. That must have been a thrill. It was. It oh was. I was trying to yeah. control my smile. I was geeking out. What a legend, uh, as are you. Thrilled for you guys. Congratulations. Wonderful stuff. Wonderful to see you guys back in there and can't wait to see where this goes. And what, a, I mean, International Fight Week, what a perfect fight. If it does go down on that weekend, I mean, that is a blockbuster fight. So hopefully we get it then. Congrats on the win. Congrats on everything. And great to have you back on, Brandon. Great to talk to you again. Good to see you, Ariel. Keep up the mitt work. Send me some videos. I'll send I, you some I combos. Will. All right, I will. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. There he is, the legend. Six Gun Gibson. Uh, you know, I was a big fan of his. Skylar Aston, my uh, my Hollywood friend, loves Brandon Gibson. Uh, great stuff there. All right, uh, going to do a quick ad read here. Oh no, we're going to do that after, right? We said we're going to do that after. I don't even know why we rehearse. Yeah, <laughs> that was good. That was good timing on your part, Frank. Uh, speaking of someone who has good timing, how about this, my friends? In studio now, we have a Hollywood superstar. I just spoke of one. We have an actual one in studio. The one and only, the often imitated, never duplicated, the inimitable. 
my fellow Jew, Michael Rappaport. Hello, sir. My What's man. happening? How are you? How are you? I don't want to. I see you got the kicks, and I see I came because I know you. You know, yours are not bad too. No, they, mean, no, they're not, Ariel. What are they? What are they? They're just you know. Yeah, those are Jordans, man. Jordans. I mean, they're no De La Souls SBs. No, those are those are no. They're no De La Soul SBs. You, you know about De La Soul, right? Of course, Come De La Soul on. from yeah. the Soul. My my son is named after uh, Maceo the DJ. Is he? Yeah. Why are you? What are you rearranging? Uh, my no, no. I thought here? I, I thought I rearranged it. Okay. Then I was rearranging. Look at this. This is it, I like huh? This, huh? This is the spot. Not bad, right? This I mean, it's no Ricky Dink. I am Rappaport Stereo. No, podcast. I mean it's no I am Rappaport Stereo podcast. Studio, Shout out. But it ain't bad. This is dope, man. You you surprised? Did you think that we had a Rinky Dink operation? On TV, yes, it looks rinky-dinky. Wow. Uh, uh, but in real life, no. It, it looks great on TV, and it looks good in real life. Thank you. By the way, you're changing the name of the podcast. I was listening yesterday, and you're debating whether or not you should change it to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, and you're debating. Why? I'm thinking of calling it Allegedly with Michael Rappaport, just because everything I say, I feel like I have to preface it and end it by saying Allegedly, mm-hmm. so I don't get... Um, in trouble, sued some, yeah, Any, anything. So yes. that way, if the whole thing is just allegedly, right, 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 it'll it'll save me trouble. Okay, it'll it'll save me some trouble. Is this trouble. a fully independent operation? Um, or do you work with anyone? Like, does anyone distribute it? iHeart, iHeart. Okay, yes. all right, nice. Yes. And you know, podcasts are like assholes. Everyone's got them, and some people have more than one. That's true. That's true. And you've been in the podcast game for how long? I've been in the podcast game for about. Seven and a half years, and you know, I got there before the podcast game got crazy, and before everybody had one. Right. I love doing it. Um, it's fun. It's interesting. It's exciting, and, it, and it's like a sort of verbal, cultural, political, sports, personal sort of diary. Yes, like, I, I I love it. You know, and it's a, it's a, it's just an interesting you know, fun thing. And, and I didn't, you know, it's business now, but when I first started doing it, you know, it, it like I said, it wasn't so much a, it wasn't where everybody had podcasts right. and there was money to necessarily be made. Um, so it's been interesting to be a part of, uh, the growth of the medium and, and, um, you know, I, I really enjoy doing it. Are you polarizing? Is it fair to say you're pol- why? Why are you so pol- why? Like when I say you're going to be on the show, there's people like, yo, you got rap Porter, And then there's people like, I'm not watching this. What is up with that? But well, because the people that are saying they're not watching, you're, you're little fucking babies. <laughs> you're little babies. You're upset. You're, why are they upset? I don't want to go down the road why they're upset. I don't because know. It could I mean, be polarizing. Oh, okay, fair enough. It could be polarizing. Right. Whether you're not afraid to speak your mind. I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I I well, you know the reason why I'm not afraid to speak my mind. I have um, you know firm takes. I have controversial takes. There's been a lot of fake news. Um, about you? Uh, yeah, fake news because you know people. Uh, you know they get caught up in the. You know the. I don't want to give anybody credit. They get caught up in the bullshit. But so okay. when they go, I'm not watching. I'm like, oh, you're. But they're really watching, right? Because I remember. You're what you're watching, right? You said you were watching, but you're watching, right? There you was, thought John Jones was coming out. I right. saw a lot of people thought John Jones was coming, and they're like, "Fuck Michael Rappaport." That's know, why they're not I watching. Know, maybe that's true. I mean, it is the MMA hour, but you're a big fan. I'm going to get to that in a moment, but just on that point. I remember Howard always used to talk about the fact that, like, according to the polls, the people who say they hate him actually listen or watch more than the people that say they like him, right? Well, that might be good for Howard. Um, okay. but <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I think, you know, a lot of people that, that say they're not watching, I, particularly like I saw on you, they're all, they're, 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 um, they're, their Instagrams are all private. Got it. 
And why why is your thing private if no one's checking for you anyway? Yeah, yeah. Like, see, I'm looking in the camera for right, someone. Yeah, yeah. Like, why are you on private? No one's unless you're not who you say you are. Oh. Or maybe you're a Russian robot. I don't know. Okay. You think that's I think there's a lot of Russian robots on social really? media. Who are coming after you? Coming after everybody. Everyone. The thing about Instagram in particular, you know, they're doing a lot of changings. Yeah. How come every single time anybody makes a post, it's I won the lottery. I'm right. paying 77 people $77,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or uh, do you want to get verified? How do they do that so quickly? It's annoying. It's annoying. And also, I just, there's got to be a way to stop that. And is it, that's that has to be computerized because they're the first ones in. It's so annoying. And there's no way to seemingly stop it. Verified, not verified. You pay $8 a month. Um, but the, the funny thing, Ariel, is that you say I'm polarizing. And really, I, I, maybe your crack staff could do this. I wanted to figure out who has more beefs, you or me. Oh, wow. I was going over it this morning. I okay. was like, I think Ariel has way more beefs yeah. than me. I think he has way uh, more beefs that are current than me. And I think collectively you've been in more beefs. You think and so? Based on what I know. So, you know, my beefs are just a hand, they're loud handful okay. beefs. <laughs> But yours are like, and I was speaking to my friend. I want to give a shout out to my friend Mark Fernandez, who's a big uh, fan of yours, and my oh, guy shout Chris. Out. And uh, and I was speaking to them. And they were like, "Yeah, you have to ask them." And I was like, "Well, what do you think?" And they think me by really by by far compared to you, Ariel. Yeah, you had you, a beef with Kevin Durant. Kevin, but you have beef with like yeah. you have beef with the the person who sort of runs <laughs> the sport, and 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 then the athletes, and then the ex athletes, yes. and the trainers. Like currently. Currently, how many beefs do you think you have? And I'm is there any beefs that you would even mention? Because you don't even want to mention some of these. No, people. no, I'll but mention But the thing anyone. about you also, yeah. twofold question is, like, <laughs> I never understand why you're in beef because I always find you to be chill. Like, I get why I'm in beefs. Yeah. Like, I totally get why I'm in beefs. But I'm like, why are people, fuck, can I say fuck? Yeah, go ahead, say whatever I, the why fuck people, you want. <laughs> why are people messing with my guy, Ariel? Because you're sort of like, you're chill. But I'll say this. Tell me. When it comes to when you're in beef, yeah. you're like Biggie Smalls. I mean, or Tupac, hit him up. Tupac. Nas like, Ether. Nas Ether. Like, you don't want to be in beef with you. I, and I'm that's saying for someone who doesn't back, but like, the, your, 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 your beef game is super chill. Like, you're just calm, cool, and collective. You're, you're, you're a wordsmith. And then you start, then the computer, like, you start pulling out, like, you start pulling. Receipts, CVS, paper, uh, uh, files, taxes. <laughs> you know, like there's like you know mortgages. Like you, yeah. once you start like peeking down, because more most of the time you're into camera, yeah. but when you start peeking into, I don't know what's behind that thing. I don't even think that's a real computer. I no, think there's like someone a, hidden yeah. under the desk. <laughs> I appreciate all of this, by the way. Woo, your the, beef game is crazy. In the world of pro wrestling, what you just did was put me over. That's the world of pro wrestling. The okay. jar. You put me over right there. You did the job for me there, and I appreciate it. You know what? No one needs to do it. Like, I don't think people... That's why I don't understand why people are still coming for you, but, like, you got... It's kind of surreal for me because, like, Remy is putting me over right now. One of my all-time favorite characters, Remy. I mean, shout out. Yes. Higher Learning. Yes. Freaking love it. Uh, Tyra Banks in her prime. I mean, what a movie. Omar Epps. Omar Epps. Busta Rhymes. Busta Rhymes, the Lawrence, late, great giant John Singleton John directed Singleton, it. John Singleton, Lawrence Fishburne. You know how many times I saw that movie? We don't need to go. We did an interview about that on my other channel. But here's the thing about beefs. When someone has a beef, in my opinion, it's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And so you ask me, how many beefs do you have right now? The answer to that is none. Do you know why? 
because I'm undefeated, undisputed. You know what I mean? The beefs are over. Once I respond, they don't come back for do, more. Do, they, do you shut it down? It's over. It's a 10-7 round. It's 10-7 heel wani. I mean, do you see anyone talking shit? They no. try, they pipe up, and here's the thing. But why though? Like, what? And they all start. I never start. I finish. I don't start. You That's do the difference. Finish. That's the difference. I never start. I don't pick on anyone. <clears throat> I don't come after anyone. I would say that's the difference between me and you. You look for trouble, man, right? What are you throwing me under the bus for, say, man? You do look a little bit for trouble, I know, and I, I and I give you credit. God you know, bless you. I, I don't necessarily. I don't think I. <clears throat> I I would say that one thing that we do have in common because I was thinking about it backstage. I was like. I don't look for trouble and things you might respond, but my things that I've had, whether they're athletes um, or politics or, or whatever, like I just, when there's mistruths and that's when I like, mm. yeah, lies suck. I hate liars. And just, you know, Bull crappers. I'm yeah. trying not to curse, but you know, like the bull crap and the and the just the the, the jack fakers. Shout out to the uh, De La Soul. They used to say that on stage. These are the jack fakers over uh. here. Um, um, th- that's when I get into it. But you know, I I would I would say if we looked at all the details, I don't I haven't started mine. Really? Okay, fair enough. If we I looked mean- at the details. I mean, I definitely am the loudest, and I. Cursed the most, which is really the thing that I've, that's the thing is the cursing. Yeah. Which I don't know why. Like, are you upset about the cursing? No, I curse a lot now too. Do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in beef. That's the thing that I like about it. In beef, you get into some yeah. like, you're like, like a thesaurus. Thank you. Cerebral. Cerebral. Yeah. So if you had a, if, if, since you brought up wrestling. Thank you. Would you say Ariel, the finisher, Hawani? Not bad. That's not bad. I mean, yeah, you started, I finish. Uh, people used to- Ario, you started, I finish. I, I like a full sentence. They call me Heelwani. Heelwani. Do you know what a heel is? Of course. Heels, okay, that's what they call me because that's my alter ego. Like when you come at the king, you best not miss, and they often miss <laughs> is the problem. And yes, it's high profile people, but I don't like lies. And people tried to perpetuate lies about me, and that's what really pisses me off. Oh, you got fired from ESPN. No, I didn't. They offered me a contract. It was a fine deal. It was more than any other media member in MMA would get. I just didn't want to be there anymore. I wanted to do my own thing. And there's shit like that that really, you know, when you got it's a guy. Shit. Yeah. Guy like Dana White calls me a piece of shit, calls me the worst yeah. human on the planet. And I see a guy like that, and now we, we have learned more about him since, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, what is this? I have to respond. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't let that guy speak of me like this. Mm-hmm. That's messed up. And, I mean, the very worst person on the planet, like out of all the, maybe, maybe like we could say Ariel's in the top 10, <laughs> but the worst, like he's really- I'm, like, I'm number one. You're, you're I, like, I am a low down- no, you're Scumbag number one. That's what he says. I maybe put you top ten, top fifteen. Based just that's yeah. just based on what I know. Sure. Maybe you scoot down to top five if I did a little more investigation. Nothing. But the very worst person. But who 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 are your other pa- Patty the Batty and his camp? Patty the Batty. They don't like me because they asked to be paid to come on. Well, this I, show. I was expecting that. Too, right? Yeah. No, no, no. We, we are going to Venmo you. Don't worry about that. That's on the back end. You have to show up. Was I allowed to say that on air? No, that's fine. That's totally fine. Listen. Because I know that. Okay. So Patty opened my eyes to it. He said that I'm a content creator and I should be paying my guests. You know, a lot of these people do that. That's fucking bullshit. It's bu- have you ever paid for a guest? Hell no. What the hell is that? It, you know, it's it, it, this, this, this business, this world, like this, this podcast and shows, it's like. You know, you, you you do them for for a few. Me, I do them for personal reasons, like a, a few different reasons. Number one, when you're just straight up promoting something, right? 
Number two, when you're a fan, like I'm a fan of yours, and I, I watch that. the show, Same I here. listen to the show. Um, I mean, or that, that's, or you want to like sort of, you know, for me sometimes like up and coming people will ask me, and I'll say, okay, well, I'll be on your show after you do a hundred episodes. Respect. Because like some people say, can you be my first guest? I'm like, no. you don't even know what your show is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's... Like your hundredth show is going to be different than your than your fifty seventh show. Yeah. But 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 I mean, I think it's a you know a give and take, and, and it's like. You know, uh, that's that's. But a lot of people are paying for. They are. Uh, yeah, like I, I, some people had OJ on a show, and they're like, oh, I heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Nelk Boys. Like, why would you? Oh, I mean that he. Did they pay? That's, that's alleged, the rumor. That's why allegedly with Michael Rapaport. That's true. That is true. Allegedly with Michael Rapaport, but I think that like if you're a fighter, this is the any fighter should come through here. It was whack, especially since like I had this guy on my show back in 2017 or so when. Very few people in America, and especially we were talking, he was in studio sitting right there and we were talking about how no one in America knows who he is. Mm. And all of a sudden he wins a couple of UFC fights and then he has the audacity to come and ask me for payment. His manager Crazy. acts like a total dick to me on text and then goes on a show, doesn't say a word about it, waits until Dana White, who hates me more than anyone, is sitting in front of him, his boss, and then starts spewing lies about me. Gets the timeline wrong, gets the facts wrong, all that stuff. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you... Smear my good name. Then you got to put on that Tupac beat. Get That's money. Right. And you just, first off, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. Yeah. Now, do West you. West side till we ride. Come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but right. I. Fuck your. Wife. And you, some the, bad the boy. boy. I mean, it's one of the all time. I used to listen to that, by the way, when I was playing basketball. Jewish private school in Montreal. In the back. To get hyped? To get hyped. That was my song. That and Triumph by Wu-Tang. That's another good Obama one. Atomically, Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can be found when I'm dropping these. Those were my two songs. But if I had to pick one, it was Hit Em Up. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was... The all-time best. Yeah, I mean, he, that was not good. I mean, it was great, but it's like the... Re I wish that song never happened. Really? Just because I feel like... It was too much? I feel like the ramification... I feel like it added... Oh, that was like a oh. big... If, 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 if I don't say fuel to the fire, but it was like it was like a, a couple of pork chops on the sure. fire. Like it was like we, that added a lot. Isn't it crazy how we still don't know who killed both of them? I I, I don't think we're ever gonna know. Why? We find out about everyone else. I know. I think it's so. And it feels like almost like there was no effort. Or am I crazy? Is no, it, I think there, there was effort. I there think was? there was a lot of cover up, and I think I, I think it's going to be one of the. It's like JFK. Yeah. For both of them. But at least with JFK, there's one guy that we sort of know, right? Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, like, yeah, with them, yeah. like, there's not even a name, or is there? There's no, but there's a few of those documentaries that lead to this person yeah, and lead to yeah. that person. What a shame, though, because I can't remember what what person said it. They were like, if God forbid, like a big Hollywood actor got shot down on 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 Wilshire and La Cienica, right. we would get to the bottom of it. But how the hell did we get into this topic? I wanted to come on and and set up the fact. This is amazing. We've been talking for almost thirty minutes, and we haven't even gotten into the reason why you're actually here. Last week I'm doing the show. Oh right, last I week, forgot why. <laughs> last week I'm doing the show, and shout out to Michael Rapport, who by the way is going to be in Cleveland, the two one six this, this weekend. weekend. I want to give a shout out, and I'm going to do this multiple times with Michael Rapport comedy, and that's R A P A P O R T. Yep comedy.com yep. you're going to be there from the 23rd to the 25th no in Indianapolis, Indianapolis 23rd yep. to 25th this weekend at the Cleveland Improv the land the 216 who you've actually said some shit about back in the day <laughs> and have you been there have you been there since this is your first time back this is my first time back Jeez, I didn't say the, shit no yo. I didn't say this was during the Warriors I know Cleveland. still doesn't matter when it was and, and this is when I brought the broom to yes, the game not even game four 
Game three. Game three. Why would you bring a broom to game three just to let them know? The reason why I brought the broom to game three is because I thought I was being polite. Oh, okay. I, I assume you guys are going to get sweep, get swept. Let's start cleaning today. Now let's get ahead of it. Why? Why wait? So you're going back I'm going as a back. heel. No, I'm going back to perform. Okay. Like, and so I'm going, going back as a heel. And I also was very confused. I got to be honest. When the um, when the goal when Cleveland won was that 2016. 16, yep. There was a gentleman at the parade. Now, I oh, don't geez. I don't condone riots at parades. I don't condone a car flipping. I don't condone violence at parades. It's a celebration. The Cleveland Cavaliers came back from 3-1. Yep. And there was a gentleman at the parade who chose to eat horse shit. Is that true? That's a fact, and it was on video. And it's it, I watched it. It, it wasn't CGI'd. It wasn't green screen. There was a gentleman. And I, I just was like, that's something you do when you lose a bet. That's not something yeah, you do to celebrate is eat horse shit. And not just like a little, like a little, he ate horse shit. It's so weird. And I was just confused by that. And then I was also resentful because when I was in Cleveland, I, this is my fault. I went into a random sushi spot in Cleveland, which. Which I, is a little bit of a suspect. You're rolling the dice. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I was very, very sick from that. So those things, com those three things combined. I was very, very passionate about that series. And, of course, they lost in they five lost. games. Yeah. The broom was not necessary. So for game five in Golden State, I brought the plunger to plunge them the fuck back to Wait, Cleveland. Wait, you, you, went, you went to that game too? Yes. You were following them around? Yes. Why? I was doing some stuff for the NBA, and I'm a huge fan. Of course, of course. Which I wanted to ask you. Oh, well, we got so much to talk about. There's so we're much never to even going to get to John Jones. We'll get to John Jones. But do you, do you miss and still love – because you obviously loved the NBA. Do you miss – being able to talk about the NBA? Oh, well, Not being able to talk about it, but like, you, you know, sure. do you miss it? I did some sideline stuff for ESPN when I was there. I was a sideline reporter. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's uh, when I, 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 you know, like, I, that's why I'm asking you. Uh, well, I don't want to um, get ahead of myself, but uh, I am getting back into the NBA game. Okay. Yeah. But it's not quite there. Just this is breaking news, Frank. You can breaking play the music. news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking news. I'm getting back into the NBA game. Good it's, for it's, you. In a pretty big way. I love the NBA. I love basketball. Okay. And I love the New York Knickerbockers, my man. Holy shit. What is going to happen? I mean, can you can you come back? Well. Nine in a row. Yesterday was a, I was so yeah, looking forward. Nine in a row is fine. It's good. I, was, I, I don't wanted like them streets. 10 in a row with you coming in. That would be good. I, it would have been nice, but the Hornets are the whatever. You know, it was a trap game. About to go to the West. You just beat the Celtics in the heat. It's fine. It's fine. But this is a likable team, man. Likable team. They play together. Yes. They weren't bought. No. It wasn't manufactured. Um, I am concerned, I will tell you that I am concerned that the Knicks are winning, yet the owner of the team is on a dating app. I know. That concerns me. Why, why can't you separate the two? I, because we're finally, I feel like we're separating the two, but we're never separating the two. And also, like, why are you on a dating app? Like, you're the owner of the Knicks. Like, and the Rangers. And, and like, the, probably yes. this building yes, and like, yes. yeah, I don't know, this cup. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I just and also he's on a dating app with a blues band hat. Like you know, he's a yeah. blues singer. Have yeah, you ever had the honor course. and privilege of seeing James no, Nolan no. sing the blues? And and the straight shot, I think it is. J, 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 I, J D and the like the the, the shit stains. Is that I the don't name? Know, I don't know. I could separate the two. I love that team. I love what that jersey represents. I think of Walt Clyde Frazier. My 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 middle son's name is Walter. Because oh, that's cool. of Walter Cronkite and Walt Frazier. Oh, I love cool. those two guys. That's cool. Uh, Patrick Ewing, my favorite athlete of all time. The 90s Knicks are my favorite sports team of all time. Love that. Why, why are you depriving yourself? It's not me. What it do you is, mean? It's, it's not me. I mean, I'm... You brought this upon yourself, This no? I did not bring to myself. No? 
when the great Charles Oakley was thrown yes, out of there. That was a dark day. I said, and I knew I would lose my privilege of getting free tickets, but I said, there's not, you're not, see, this is beef. This is beef. So when you throw out Charles Barkley, fuck your tickets. Yeah. Fuck, the, fuck the great chocolate chip cookies that they have in the suite at Madison Square Garden because they have incredible chocolate chip cookies. Fuck it all. I, that was it was bad. So offensive, and that was the end of my my. Have you ever been back? I've been back. I just don't get the free tickets. Oh, you could go as a fan. You're not banned from the building. You could buy a ticket. Well, since this facial recognition thing popped up in in <laughs> January, I haven't gone. The last time I went was the fights. Was um, the UFC fights um here at the in in, Wait, in November. Yeah, Israel at Desani. Yes, yes. You were there. Yeah, of course. Wow. So yeah. you're allowed to go in the building. As far as I know, I, I did was, they give you trouble there? No. And the and the security guards, we they love you. They're new. You're man of the people. These are, yeah, yeah. They would have. They would. They would hate to if the facial recognition button blew up and. Oh my gosh! But a Nick game last one. Last season. Oh, you went. And and what? I, if, I mean, I don't on the DL. Go, no courtside. How? Were you in disguise? <laughs> <laughs> How is this not out there? Did you have a mustache? No, I, it, it, it's it's out there. It, it, it turned. I mean, I don't want to. If you want me to go two down, two down. I mean, I'm fascinated the, here. A friend of mine has courtside seats. Okay. And you know, when you get those courtside seats, everybody's name is on the courtside seats, and the um, the lead singer of the aforementioned band. Okay. <laughs> found out that I was going to be a guest, and he was not very happy about that because of the things I've said about yeah. him uh, uh, running the team. And um, it turned into a whole thing. And since then, it, 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 that was a whole... I, that, that I don't want to get involved because there's another person. Okay. But let's just say it didn't... They, they, he was not happy that I was there. But I was there on that wood. I don't play. I sit on the wood. Sure, sure, sure. Like the, 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 the wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and, Spike and, Lee. And you were there the whole time? Oh, yeah. I get there early. Yeah, but you stayed till the end. Like no one told you to leave or anything No, like no, 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 no. So right now, are you rooting for the Knicks? Of course. You are. I would, I would never not root for the Knicks. But weren't you, like, didn't you show up in a Nets uniform and all that yeah, shit? I went there with D'Angelo Russell, gave me courtside seats. Yeah. They gave me a jersey. I put the jersey on. <laughs> Wait, I mean, if it's Knicks versus Nets, who are you rooting for? The Knicks. For real? I'm, a, I'm from Manhattan. I know, but I directed I, a 30 you, for 30 on New York. I know, when the Garden was Eden. Listen. Legendary. That little short shit, James Dolan, <laughs> will never take away That's what I'm saying. my fandom, my father's fandom. Uh, 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 and 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 everything that the New York Knicks have meant to me—the heartbreak, the thrill, the victory, the Anthony Mason, the Bernard King, the the Marvin Webster, the Pat Ewing, the Dave DeBusher, the Earl, the Pearl Monroe—he'll never take it away. Okay. But this is my final thing on that. Yeah. If the Knicks do win a championship someday, and he is the owner of the team, you know when they give you that yeah. trophy. They're going to boo his ass. Oh. On the greatest day in Knicks history, they will boo his little ass. And I hope he's wearing his jazz hat yeah. to cover his face. Let's move on. Talk about okay. John Jones. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. The MMA hour. I know, I know. You're crazy, Okay, so Stay this focused. The I'm MMA hour in here. Look at this. Look at this setup. Um, at this. Last week, I'm doing the show, and I get a text from my good friend Michael Rappaport in the middle of the show. And I don't know, if I'm being honest, maybe he was reacting to something we were talking about, because we were talking about UFC 285 in the moment. So maybe you're just like, yo, I'm listening, Jones in three. I was like, we debated, Frank and I, we were like, is he listening? Is he not? Because I have a rule. If you're a friend of mine and you hit me up during the show, I'm calling you. I was listening. You were? Yes. That's why I hit you. I, okay. Well, anyway, here's the clip, by the way, for okay. those that may have missed it. Uh, FaceTime call with Michael Rappaport. You won't be able to hear this because it'll just be playing for the audience, but here it is. I, I will be there next week to discuss John Jones. 
Jones winning in three. Wait, are you wearing the wow. same shirt? That's the prediction. Close. John Jones in three? <laughs> Jones in three, and I will come to New York, and the loser of our bet will get the they other can hear it. coffee. Deal. Next week, I'll hit you up on the side. You're in studio sitting right over there. I get, I get Venti's. Venti's and Trenti lattes. I take water at the last uh, possible second. Um, I'm not wearing the same shirt, by the way. It looked like it. In the that clip. was black. This is like okay, a blue. Okay, I'm, I'm slightly colorblind. In any event, what you said was John in three. I said Jones. Jones in three. Now, in this three. is what we debated on Monday. Did that mean within three? Or I had did him that winning mean... in three. Okay, so that means you thought he was going to win in the third round. I thought he was going to win by submission in the third round. Submission? Yes. So he did it in the first round. Does that mean you Shocking. won? Does that mean you won the bet? I, 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 no. I, I won the bet, essentially, but I didn't win that bet. That, because that fight, to me, was so disappointing. Not for John, Jones being, that was an incredible performance. As a fan, I, I mean. Disappointing? It was so weird. It was so, Okay, before like, the you get last... into this, I just want to say, we are people of our word. What did you say you wanted? Coffee. How big? Oh, Trenty. Here it is. Oh, yeah. Here's a Trenty for you. I mean, we got it with all the fix. How about that? There's Joe. Look at this. Look at Joe. Look at Joe, the freaking man. There's a Trenty for you. Is that a Trenty? Yeah. We, we we debated if a Trenty was a real thing. It's oh, it's a real thing. It is a real you know thing. Trenty's a real thing. It's a freaking I, large cup of coffee. It's like it's like the uh, the big gulp of coffee. Yes. This is like this will have you hopped up. How many of those do you have a day? No, 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 no. Maybe half, but I like the way it feels. Yeah. It feels like there's a girth to yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Trenta. Trenta. Oh, that's Frank. He's not French. Yeah. <laughs> so there it is. We are men of our word. Appreciate that. This is nice too. Did you? Okay, you know, so why I, was it disappointing? You've been, you've, you've covered it. I know it's yeah. Wednesday. You've covered it. No, no. It, it was disappointing because I wanted a fight. I also think for me as a Jones fan, and I wanted him to win, um, you know, he didn't get to test drive the new car. Yeah. You know, and I, and that was disappointing because I want, I wanted to see how he moved, you know, and the two things that I've heard about how he moved is him saying he felt a little goofy on his feet for the 32 seconds he was on his feet right. and DC saying, that he thought he didn't look good on his feet. And I'm like, D I love you, DC. Yeah. But, Joe, he was on his feet for 32 yeah. seconds. And then he took him down. And, and then it was super impressive. And then he choked him out. But what the fuck, man? I mean, have you made sense of this? Was it just he's just incredible? Honestly, I do believe, and, and I try to be careful when I talk about this because I have the utmost respect for these guys. But I do Me believe too. to a degree that Cyril was a little bit a victim of the moment. Him throwing that first leg kick and hitting John below the belt, to me, was like, oh, he's a little bit nervous. And even before the fight, as they walked up to each other, he just looked nervous. And he's younger than John. He's not a 20-year-old. He's a 32-year-old, I believe. Um, 31, 32, something like that. He's been in big fights. But not, as ex not but like this, this. This was a different level. This was Las Vegas. This was John Jones. There was a lot of pressure. And, and I feel, when I say that, I'm not trying to take anything away from John. Yeah. But I do feel like... Stipe is going to give him a tougher fight. Stipe 100%. Miocic. So, you know, listen, John said there are levels and this is a bad matchup. And he was right. And I have to say, I didn't think it would go down like that. Like I, I said on Monday, I did not expect that. He owned the week. He looked comfortable. He looked rejuvenated. He looked happy. He looked just relaxed, calm, collected. He freaking killed that. Yeah, it was, in, it was it was crazy. But do you feel, by the way, like you were robbed $70? No, I never feel. Well, the whole night was good. Exactly. And I, I was talking to that. someone yesterday on, on ESPN Radio, and they were like, man, it was it was a letdown. I paid $70 for a two-minute fight. I'm like, yo, UFC is giving you five, like with all due respect. Give me a whole day of five fighting. Day, five main card fights, let alone the prelim fights that were great, that were worth, you know, 60 bucks in their own right. Yeah. So I, I just I, wanted to know if you were that kind of fan. I, I never not. feel that way. I only feel that way. I, I've only felt that way with 
boxing events when the when the um, judges get in the way or there's some crazy ending to a fight. Sure. You know, but that's the way that fight went out. The the other fights were good, and you know, I I enjoyed it. I just was so looking forward to seeing like a like a thump, like a real thump, a heavyweight thump. Did, are no. Are you able to make predictions before fights? Like with your Listen, with your position? I'm, a, I'm allowed. I but stay do you? away from it. You know why? Because honestly, like I'm in the business of booking guests, right? And I book them. Like me, I don't have a booker. I book everyone. The same way I told I was checking in with you. And so I learned very early in my career, I would make a prediction. It's stupid thing, like, oh, I think this guy's gonna and then I would hit someone up and they're like, You thought I was gonna lose. And I was like, you know what? This is dumb. Why am I making predictions? Right. It, it, I need the guys to come on. Right. Now, I'm okay with being critical in a respectful way, in a professional way, but I stay away from the predictions for that reason. Got you. I, I, if I, I wasn't in the interview business, then, you know, I would do it. Who? So what did you What did you expect from that fight? You expected Honestly, five legit, rounds? No, I, I, I said to the guys privately, and then I said on Monday, you know, full disclosure, transparent, I thought Surreal Gan was going to win. Wow. I thought that all this talk of John lacking motivation in his last three fights, you know, his last three yeah. fights were subpar. Yeah. I thought that was hogwash. I thought that, look, John has been open about his uh, transgressions, to be mild. Transgressions. Yes. John has been open about this. And I have often made the comparison, and I think you would appreciate this comparison. John Jones is our Doc Good and Daryl Strawberry, meaning unbelievable potential, unbelievable athleticism, skill, God-given ability, but kind of gets in his own way. And then guess what? I was on uh, Bill Simmons' show last mm -hmm. week, and I- I've had beef with him, too. Are you cool now? No. Oh, Jesus. That, that, and, but that was, that was, that was, and I like Bill, but that was on him. Really? That was on him. Was it a Celtics thing, a Boston thing? No, it wasn't a Celtics thing. It, it, it was this. Bill, I've been on his podcast, did iconic podcasts yes. on Bill's podcast. Bill did his show, which was not a good show. Oh, the HBO one? Not a good show. Okay. He asked me to come on there. I did one of the greatest things on his show. I am a, I if I if I fuck with a person, I am a where and when person. Sure. You say we're gonna do a skit, John Jones. We'll meet you where and when. If I yeah. fuck with you, when I had my book come out, I have a book that didn't do well. Great book. This book has ball sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. I hit Bill. Books coming out. Nothing. Uh -huh. Hit Bill. Books coming out. Nothing. Hit Bill the book the day the book's coming out. Nothing. Now I have to now I have to fucking I have to go Denzel Man on Fire. Uh, three times, not once. Three, uh, but I when you and say, why do you think that is? I think sometimes you know people are player haters. Really? This is before his hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. You know, and 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 I was I was upset about that because I am a where and when type of dude. You're loyal. Hell yeah. Salt of the earth, mensch. I don't even know if I'm a salt of the earth. That's a, up for discussion, but I'm aware. I am a mensch and I am aware and when person. I if I if I rock with you, I'm aware and when person. And my stats on his show, they go for them. They speak for themselves. Like I went on his podcast, and I I like it's a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I don't come on there to play games. I come no, no, on to no. give a you, good show. You do, you do, as you are right now. Anyway, I didn't mean to bring that up. The only thing that and and I like Bill. I work with him as and well. And I like I like Bill too, and I respect Bill and Bill's big book of basketball. What, in my opinion, Bill, what Bill has done for sports. Everybody's reaping the benefits of sure. it. Sure. Like whether it's 
I'm not going to name the, 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 the one company, but I think we're all reaping the benefits sure, sure. of what Bill yeah, did. Yeah, no, he opened a lot of doors. Film. A huge. He came back with the suggestion, and it's an actual better one. I've been using the Gooden and Strawberry one. You get why, right? Yes. For a while. But he they're not back. the greatest of all time. So that's the thing. John was and is. He came back with a better one, which I wish I thought of myself. Lawrence Taylor. He's our Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor, maybe the greatest defensive player of all time, two-time Super Bowl champion. On uh, crack. And, and did a lot of crazy shit, right? Lawrence Taylor, greatest football player on crack cocaine. Yeah. Uh, not synthetic, pure white booger sugar. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that snow. You know, that, 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 that pure white, that, 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 that snow bunny. Yeah, so that's and the not thing. And not that, like, that shit that was being flown in from Mexico and uh, Colombia. Yeah, no. Literally. Clean, clean white. There was nothing mixed. And... He, and I mean, LT, before a football game, he was not sleeping. He was at strip clubs in Manhattan drinking champagne with But it was bosses. a winner. But it was an absolute winner, right? Talk about glory days of New York yeah. sports. And talk about the excitement and the thrill of having somebody to... to I mean, I would... If it was one jersey that I would wear, it would be an LT jersey. Now I'm 50, Legit. 52. Yeah. Yeah. And you look like an asshole when you wear it. Yeah, for sure. I'd wear that jersey because of the what he gave me and my father and my brother. I mean, the excitement. The guy was on crack. Yeah. And hookers. And who knows what else? A crack and a night of hookers. He would chase around that fat fuck Ron Jaworski yeah. like it was nothing. <laughs> In any event. So John is kind of that guy. And I was wondering if those performances from three years ago were more as a result of just all this partying, catching up to him, or what other people were saying, which was he was lacking motivation. He was fighting lesser opponents, this and that. So that's what they were saying. I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking three years off, everything that he did to his body, the transgressions, whatever, plus moving up to heavyweight against a younger guy, I thought it was a recipe for right. disaster. And then look how he looks. So then clearly I was A, wrong, and B, maybe this new chapter, this new goal of being heavyweight champion and really cementing his spot is enough motivation for him to look like that. Now we'll see. I think the Stipe fight is a very winnable fight. He's the favorite as of right now. Stipe's been out for two years. He's coming off a knockout loss. I think there's a chance we may see John Jones for the next few years dominate heavyweight and really separate himself from the rest of the, the pack as far as like the all-time best, which is amazing considering the part. This guy told me, in two, I'll never forget, 2013, he's walking out to fight Alexander Gustafson in the greatest UFC fight of all time in Toronto. And he the told first me, one. Yes. He told me after the fact that as he was walking out, he was saying to himself, I can't believe I'm about to lose this fight. I can't believe I didn't train properly. I can't believe the week of the fight in Toronto, he was driving an hour out of Toronto to quote unquote party. He told me this on the record. He was going, he was seeking stuff to do. During the week. The week in Toronto. And he still dug down deep and won that fight. In my opinion, that was his greatest performance. I know it's sick. It's sick. And, and you know, and I, I don't, you know, I don't support anybody annihilating themselves like that. I don't. Anybody. Athletes, not athletes, friends, actors, strangers, you know. But that fight, which I actually rewatched last week. Wow. In my preparation. for, I was really hyped. I was watching all uh, Gaines fights. I was watching all of. Wow. You know, I watched a bunch of them. And, and I'm an MMA guy, but I'm not that much. But I was really right. that excited. Because he won that fight, it showed his true championship grit under the duress, self-imposed duress. Right, right, Terrible right. duress. Yeah. And it's not dope or cool or funny or something to, you know, make light of. Even though I'm making light of the, the LT stuff. 
because LT sort of does, but that was his most impressive fight. What would you say is was his most impressive night of fighting? Man, the Shogun win in 2011 Jesus was unbelievable Christ. here in Newark. Um, that was considering how young he was, 23 in his first title fight, had just fought five weeks 23? prior. 23? Yeah, youngest champion ever. And he smoked a legend, a Hall of Famer in Shogun. That was 11 years ago? Yeah. Holy shit. No, 12, 2011, March of 2011, wow. UFC 128. Wow. The morning of that fight, he's meditating at a pond in Newark. They exist, apparently. <laughs> and, 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 and took down a mugger. Took down a mugger. Remember right. that? Right. Took down an actual, like it was like straight out of a, a promoter's, you know, dream that this young guy, clean cut, good looking guy, six foot whatever, longest wingspan in, in UFC history, longest reach, the 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 brother of two NFL guys. It was like, and then of course, you know, there were so many things along the way, but the fact that he's still around and all those dudes are gone. Rampage, Rashad, Shogun, Vitor Belfort, all those guys are gone. All the guys that he smoked, like smoked. It's the greatest run ever. Yeah. It's a murderer's row. And and the newer fans, here's the problem. The newer fans look back on those guys and like, what's the big deal? Like to us, Shogun is like some overweight, out of shape guy. I'm like, no, you don't realize Shogun, Rampage, yeah. Rashad, Vitor Belfort. Like oh, it, was, it was unbelievable to see him come back after a three-year layoff and not really knowing what he did in those three years. And I know the body didn't look great, whatever. I was blown away. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know, f hopefully for him, he, he he stays on the clean and narrow and the straight and narrow um, outside of fighting. But he ain't going to take Stipe. And if he ever fights um, Francis, he ain't going to be, uh, uh, you know, going out of town for those fights. There's no way. Hope not. You, I, I think th just those will keep you sober because both of those dudes are, are, are scary. Do you think um, Fran the Francis... Would, would, would ever be made? Because I don't even know, like, see the details of his whole thing, oh, why he left it. it's a crazy story. I mean, he he bet on himself. He had one, this has never happened before. One fight left on his deal, goes into a title fight with a torn ACL. His doctor told him, don't fight. But he had to, because he he wanted to keep the belt, because that gave him the leverage. Against Cyril Gunn last January, yep, yep. down two rounds to none, never wrestles, fight. and then freaking turns it around and starts wrestling the guy. And He's was, not a wrestler. He was a motherfucker yes, that night. With a torn ACL. Could you imagine that shit? And it was torn, huh? Torn. Had surgery and all. And then comes all the way back, has the surgery, he's good to go, and they offered him a three-fight deal. They offered him the two John fights, a rematch, and a Stipe fight, and he wanted some other stuff. He, More money. Wasn't the money? Oh, it was like things for Freedom, fighters. Things for fighters. I, yeah, well, things for fighters are important, and you know, paying and trainers and hotels like that shit. You know, here's it, the thing. Can I ask you about this? Like, you're very outspoken, right? Mm -hmm, you're very outspoken, mm -hmm. and you call bullshit on people. Mm -hmm. But I do see you giving Dana White a lot of props, and I'm I'm surprised about that. I'm surprised. Is it is it just that you don't see me giving knowledge? a lot of a, pro, a lot of it is some of it is a lack of knowledge, right? Some of it is. I respect the man on fire in him. Mm -hmm. Like he's just, I mean, because this whole thing with his wife. Yeah. That's the really the thing, you know, politically, me and him have had conversations. Lucy, I've never. Oh, you, you've met him? In passing. Okay. But he, he knows my politics and sure. I know his politics. But people misinterpret specifically about my politics. Like, well, he's a Trump supporter. You're, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't, I don't give a fuck who you support. Like, I don't. Agree, just like you could say you're a Red Sox fan. I'm, okay, the Red Sox sucks. Trump sucks. This one sucks. Biden sucks. But I don't know. 
the full history of Dana, to be totally honest. But what you hear about, you know, fighter pay and all that. I don't like that. I don't like that because I'm I'm the fighter. Right. I'm the actor. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm it the performer. Me. It surprised me. Like I I listened to Stephen A. Smith as well, and I know they're friends. And I'm like, yo, you call people out on their bullshit all the time. And then you just, Did you just call me out on my bullshit? I mean, I, I, I do remember one time you giving props and I was like, man. I just chalk it up to a lack of knowledge. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. mean you you don't know how the sausage is made like I do. I don't, I don't living, know. I right? don't know. I don't know. I don't know how the sausage Fighters is made. Fighters get less than 20% of the revenue. They they slap logos all over them and That's the fighters cool. get 0%. It's, they sign billion-dollar TV deals and the fighters get 0%. Yeah. The there fighters is, should be taken. You know, those guys should be rich. I know. And they're not. They, they, they should be rich. Nathan Diaz should be fucking rich. Conor McGregor shouldn't be the only one who's rich. Yes. Nate Diaz should be rich. Um, uh, Francis should be rich. It's a heavyweight champion he of the world. 600,000 for that last fight. Which which walks away with what, 200? Yeah, after if he's taxes, lucky. after coaches. And after... you pay this? How much do coaches get paid? How do they pay coaches? Uh, some it's 10%, some it's five. It's everyone's different. Manager fee. Also, by the way, maybe... 2%, 3% fly business class. These are fighters. They're going home and they're flying coach internationally. Right, with broken... Yes. They're sitting middle row in the back. No. It's like little no. things like that. Sometimes you want to ask for another hotel room for your team. You got to pay for no, it. No, 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 no. It's crazy, no, man. it ain't cool. It ain't cool. But but they have the power to do so. I just, like People mistake me talking like this, be like, you're being a hater. No, I have so Fuck much that. respect. Everyone's into the haters, haters. It's just the fighters have too much respect for them to shut up about this stuff. And, and that's why to pivot into when we've, we've had other conversations about the Jake Paul, Jake Paul fights. Uh, I'm like, come on, man. You're not a fighter. This. You're, you're, not, a, you're not a boxer. First of all, you bought the pay-per-view. Always. Against my, against my best. I saw the video. You were reluctant. My wife, my wife was like, you're paying for it. What, what? You're, I'm, not, I'm not paying for Here's it. Here's the video right here. You're oh, you got this shit We got up. everything. We got everything. This is an operation. Yes, we got a full operation. You like how I pivoted in the It was Jake? nice. It was very nice. Thank I you. was waiting for it. So here you are buying it. You didn't want to buy it. No. It was a nice Sunday afternoon, right? Great timing. Yeah, great timing. And you buy it reluctantly. And you're rooting, you're rooting for Tommy. Of course. Well, can I get to the bottom of this? Why the hate? And by the way, before we get into that, let me just take a sip of my prime and this, you know, prime shout out. To Is that his water? Yeah, that's Logan. Did they sponsor this? That's Logan's water? It's a great drink. You want one? Hell no. <laughs> I shouldn't be drinking this coffee's got me jacked. <laughs> I love it. I, love it. <laughs> I don't know. This is not a normal Trenta. They got some. What is this, Frank? Can you tell us what this is or GC? Anyone know? This is. Actually, it's better not to know. It's just coffee. It's just coffee. It, there's something else in here because this is like, this is the why, thing. Why do you hate him so much? Why? I, I don't hate. Fake Paul. I, fake Paul. <laughs> and his brother, Larry. Why? Ariel, I, before there was MMA, you know what boxing was. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of younger people that didn't experience what Muhammad Ali was. I caught him at the, the end of his prime, but this is a fixture in my house. Yeah. My father talking about going to the garden to watch Rocky Marciano. My father talking about the going to the garden to watch Jake LaMotta versus Sugar Ray wow. Robinson. Me watching ABC Wild World of Sports, listening to Howard Cosell, who, in my opinion, you're the Howard Cosell uh, of dude, MMA. Stop it. Stop it. You're the Howard Cosell of hey, MMA. I am not. Better hair. You got I mean, I better. Not. You could. I mean, that's a nice. I used to have thick, a fro. Let it, you know what? It's time. You think so? Yeah. Let that puppy grow. I had it in college. And also, you know what? For people, like my hair, it's okay. Yeah. But it's not like that. For people that can't grow, I see you this got This is a, Sephardic, 
Like that's a Sephardic. This is straight from Egypt. My dad's from Egypt. Mom from Lebanon. This is like you're, straight. Like you're, you're um, going against nature, not letting that puppy you think grow. So? The world wants to have see. You ever see. Have you ever seen the picture? No. Can I show this to you? This is but tremendous. I could see you can, you, you're, there's people that would, ki- there's people that travel the world to have that, that kind of thing you have up I there. Know, that's, just, you can grow AstroTurf. Like that's Super Bowl Sunday shit you have it, on your it, top it's of like, your It's like, it's like a Chia Pet. Yeah. It just like pops. Let it grow. You think so? Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're almost being disrespectful to people that are. That um, are losing? Yeah. I don't know. This is not popping up, but you can kind of see it right there. You see me top yes, right? You see that? Yes, I, I even had the fist up. Do it all. Power do, to the people. Do it. Do it all. Do it all. all right. Do it all. Let that puppy grow. Um, Jake Paul. But but can I just say, 2001, when I told my parents when I went to Syracuse University and uh, for the first time in my life, everyone there wanted to be the next Costas Marv Albert like me, I told my parents, there's this sport called MMA. This is September of 2001. I had a conversation with my mom and dad from Egypt and Lebanon, immigrants who know nothing about nothing in this crazy combat sports world. There's this sport called MMA. There's this league called the UFC that's not even eight years old and no one's really covering it. I want to be the Howard Cosell of MMA. I said that to them. I said that. So you saying that kind of gives me- Are you serious? On my life. I've said the story a million times. I said, I want to be the Howard Cosell of MMA. I got to give a shout out to my man, Mark, because he he's the one who oh. like- But I'm not that guy. I am one-tenth, if that, as talented. Howard was incredible. He's just, uh, yeah, I will never be that guy. He was incredible. Maybe I could be nicer to people than him based on the stories that I heard, but I have the utmost admiration and love for him. Nice is, I mean, you know, behind that? the scenes, he was- did you ever see the HBO documentary on him? Legend, yes. I read the books on him, everything. Excellent. And the one thing that always stuck with me was by the end of his life and career, he actually hated boxing. And I've always, I remember reading that and be like, how could you hate boxing? It meant so much to you, your life, your career, your friendships. And I've always feared that that would happen to me with MMA. I understand, especially with yes. what you know and behind yes. He probably, I'm sure it had something to do with yes. it. Yes. And watching the fighters get hit and watching them take fights for shit money and and and, and those you see things. what they're left with? Oh, it's disgusting. Come on, man. You, you, you see those guys? Like, I remember seeing Ernie Shavers. I mean, look how Joe Frazier died. Uh, horrible. Look how he died. Broke with nothing. Joe Frazier. This March fucking... 8th, 1971, fight of the century. Come Frank Sinatra's taking pictures of this guy. The Garden. Anyway, back to fake Paul. He's not a boxer. And and I, I don't I have no problem with the hustle. You say hate. I don't hate. The How could you say a, not a boxer? He stepped through those ropes. He's why am I paying $49.99 to watch an amateur fight? <laughs> I mean, some might say you don't have to pay. I had to pay. Why? My job. <laughs> I, I I have to pay. But I, I respect the fact because a lot of people who have your position would just stream it. I respect the fact that you actually no, I, I hate do streaming. That. I, I don't fake. I, I I'm gonna pay the money. Respect. I want to look at it. Respect. And he deserves the money. You know that if, if we're if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about it, I mean, he, he the hustle's incredible. Logan and 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 and, and Jake Paul, the hustle's incredible. What they've done, forget if they never boxed, just people that make something from make make something from nothing and 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 all that stuff and the WWE and all that stuff. But as far as like this guy being touted as a boxer and him carrying on, I don't know if he really thinks he's a boxer or he's confused if he's a boxer. But doesn't the fact that he actually goes out and boxes, it doesn't matter how he good fought he Nate Robinson, that doesn't count as a fight. Okay, fine, fair. And then I, 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 I Tyron Woodley. What was it? Ben Askren? Ben Askren. I mean, like, was that Olympian. Fixed? I'm no, asking, was that no, fixed? He just was an out of shape, broke guy. You who, get punched. The, fir- the first punch, you get punched in the face, and you. I mean, even I. Can last longer in the ring with Jake Paul than Ben Askren is. 
Even I can he had do a, that. He had a At replacement 50, hip. Two, I don't give a fuck. Hips, no hips. I got ulcerative colitis. So why does that bother you? I got skin issues, yeah. and I don't sleep well. And yeah. I can make it. I would at least move around the ring. <laughs> so, so it bothers me because I know what it takes to be a champion, and I know it. And I see him walking around with this belt. Yeah, yeah. When you see a boxer, whether it's Tyson Fury, Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Hector Camacho, Jake Lamato, Muhammad Ali, Ernie Shavers, when you see them, sure. Who would make a belt for themselves, right? Take I a mean. belt <laughs> after they won a fight and the, they, you see bruisers cry yeah, because of everything they went through, being cheated, uh, 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 the, the, every single workout, every single fight, every single hour in the gym. He's cheating the system. He, he's, he, he cut the fucking line. And as a fan, I'm like, I can't sit here and, and give you this credit. And, and so I'm 6-0 against Nate Robinson, against Ben Askren. Okay, but here's... The Tyrone Woolley thing, Tyrone to my God, I was like, come on, man. Here's the counterpoint. Was that fake? Was that Anderson? No, so I, was shit there, fake? I was there. I was there. I saw it like literally sitting right here and they're over there. Here's the thing. What was that? Look at who all the greats have fought in their first five fights. It's the equivalent... I totally understand, but, they're not, guys. but they're not going around saying they're so great. I mean, Anyone? it's part of the process. Floyd Mayweather was an Olympian. And then he goes into boxing, pro boxing, and he's fighting dudes who ended up two in a hundred. I get it. So what's the difference? In I, fact, I would argue that Ben Askren and Tyron Woodley and all these guys are tougher than those guys. Uh, Anderson Silva, people say forty-seven. He's still fucking Anderson Silva. No, he was Silva. still he was still Anderson Silva. He was out there moving. He, like he's still. But I just uh, don't like they, they 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 act like we're not seeing what we're seeing. Like and you know, and he's like, oh, he retired. Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's already retired. Like Jake Paul's talking about his brother re retiring Floyd well, Mayweather. That was an exhibition. And it's there was a, a just, huge weight discrepancy. What, what we paid for $49.99, that's an exhibition. Because an eight-round fight is an exhibition fight. No, it's not. What's an eight-round fight? An eight-round fight is just the level of like the level of experience most guys wouldn't get sanctioned to fight 10 or 12 rounds. So Tommy Fury had never even fought eight rounds. I think Tommy the most. Tommy Fury's a bum too. Why is he a bum? He's not a fighter. What is that? Okay, so what is the definition? I'm saying of he's a not a championship level fighter. Tommy of Fury's very, very beat. You but know, everyone starts somewhere. I'm not saying that's like I don't you starting bum. out as a comedian and 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 in your first year, someone saying like you're not an Oscar winner. I 100% get that, but to sit there and act like we we paid 49.99 and watched a high level boxing match. But who's saying that? Who's saying Jake that? Jake Paul. <laughs> he's saying that we're like this is real shit this is like this isn't real shit this is an exhibition and you know what he said before the fight because you got to listen to what people said sure he said it's going to be another sparring session he said i got another one on the hook and i took that personally because i was one of those people on the hook not only was tommy fury on the hook the 49.99 that he got yeah. for me which let me tell you something 49.99 i mean uh thanks for the coffee yeah. that, that fucking hit me deep so the forty nine ninety nine, I was like, you, you. When he said, "I got another one on the hook. This is going to be another sparring session." He said exactly what it is to him. It was just another sparring session. And it wasn't. And when he's throwing these flailing hooks yeah, with his yeah. head down, yeah, that's what you call a not a boxer. That's a frat boy fighting punch. You duck your. That's not a boxer. Okay, but is there something to be said for the intrigue that he has developed? Hundred percent. So we got to give props great to that. Shit talker. Okay. He, him, and his brother. Like I'm not knocking the hustle, but his fighting as a boxing fan. It's also sad to me that the majority of people, when you reference the last fight they watched, including myself, sure. is Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury. And, and because what it meant to be a middleweight champion, a heavyweight champion back in the days is dilapidated. And that's a, that's a $10 word, dilapidated. It's a tremendous word, but can I say this? People who talk about boxing being dead are very uninformed. 
boxing is on fire right now. It's just not as out there. It's not on ABC like it mm-hmm. once was. Let me tell you something. April 22nd, clear your You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Ryan Garcia, Tank yes. Davis, that is a mega fight. Yes. And by the way, that is the type of fight that we never get in boxing. Two guys under 30, undefeated, mm-hmm. who usually will go here and go here and American, then we'll see them fight. Yeah, American. Charismatic. One from a, a Latino fan base, yep. another from an It's going to be big. Huge social is media it, Is it in, in Vegas? Vegas, yeah. April 22nd. Yes. Man. That is a big time fight. Uh, in a couple weeks, Caleb Plant against Joe, uh, against uh, David Benavides. I was yes. going to say Joe, uh, MMA fighter. That's an amazing fight. Yes. There are a lot, you know, Tyson Fury is going to come back and fight Alexander Usyk. There are great fights. You I just agree. have to kind of work to find you them. You have to work to Katie find Taylor, them. Katie Taylor, Manis did you go to that last year at the Garden? No. Tremendous. It was I unbelievable. I would like to see, because because Logan Paul had a lot to say about the Fury family. Yeah. I say, why don't you fight Tyson Fury? <laughs> Stop. Here's a lineup. I want to pitch it. Maybe yeah. me and you could be okay. the promoters. All right. All right. We get the two fathers to fight. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because the, the, the father looks like he's about that life. And yeah. then Jake Paul's father seems like he's like. Oh, so you know get... about John Fury. Have you heard about John Fury? Of course. Okay. All right. Let, yeah. Of course. So yes. I want them to fight. Then we have little Logan and Tommy. I mean, then we said, then we have um, Logan and Tyson. Jake, Jake and Tommy on the undercard. And then we get the big boys, Tyson Fury yeah. versus Logan Paul. And you, you fight Tyson Fury. Matter of fact, let Tyson Fury fight Jake and then fight Logan same night. That's Jake. what. Then, then you, you won't hear a peep from me. What do you think about Jake versus Logan? Any interest in that? That, that would be awesome. Jake Paul versus Logan Paul. That would be tremendous theater, right? What about Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz? I'm, I'm, you, I'm Nate. I rock with Nate like you rock yeah, with Nate. I yeah. fuck with Nate Diaz hard. <laughs> I love that dude. I've never met Nate. Never. Love him. Really? Did you I know when Nick, he fought here against Masvidal? I literally almost, it, 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 I was, that hurt me. You were there? Front row. Were you next to Trump? They kept me away from it. Uh, were you in, in, in line I was, of sight? I was right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my. saw his sons. Wasn't that weird, by the way? Yeah. It was kind of weird that the president was at a UFC fight. Yes. Was it not? <laughs> but I was hyperventilating. Because of Nate or because of Trump? Because of Nate. Oh, yeah, it was tough. He, he, I, because of Nate, because I love Nate. And uh, uh, I was hyper, hyperventilating also because I, I believe Derek Lewis is on that fight, too. Yeah. That night, too, and Derek Lewis is my guy, too. Um, but I wanted Nate so bad, and he took a, a real beating. But, you know, when it was, I don't know if it was the third or fourth round, his eye was hanging yeah. off, he finally started to get his wind up, and you're yeah. like, what? But it was just the cut was so bad. But Nate is, I love Nate. You never met him. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm such a fan of his. Is he your favorite? I would say, yeah. Really, number one? Just in terms of what he exuded for me as, you know, like, and again, the ramifications are on him. The the beatings and and, and the the style of fighting is on him. But that is a people's champion. Oh, he's the man. He's incredible. One of the nicest guys, too. Is he? Oh, my God, he yeah. He seems chill. He, we, we did, like, a fan meetup in Vegas in July, International Fight Week. And then one of his guys was like, oh, you, Nate might come through. And I was like, like, this is, like, legit top five most famous guys in the sport. Just pops in. Just pops in unannounced and stayed with us till 2 a.m. I'm shadow boxing with him. He's holding his hands up. Coolest guy and has never changed. What's his weight? Like, what weight would he, would he be? Well, he would fight at 170, but uh, for boxing, maybe 85. He'll sometimes. fuck Jake Paul up. He'll fuck Jake Paul up. Would, would you be more interested in seeing that than the rather than the rematch? Nate, Nate Diaz versus Jake Paul? You're all in? And Nate, Even though Jake just lost. 
You Doesn't want smoke? Little... Fuck yeah. with fuck with Nate Diaz. That would be. I'd pay one hundred nine ninety nine. Oh, I kind of feel like they ruined it. The fight was right there. You know, he left the UFC in September. By the way, why did, why did you fold my shirt? Do you not like it, or is it just? No, I didn't they... want to get it okay, messy. I'm coughing, spitting. No, no. You, you want this yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want? Matter of fact, you want to send this to the dry cleaner <laughs> yeah. just from being around. I appreciate it. Uh, I felt like it was right there, and 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 now the luster has kind of been taken away a little bit because of Jake Paul losing. Yeah. I wanted him undefeated against oh, Nate, oh, no, Nate no, no, being no, no. the final boss of MMA. Jake Paul, we, we could get that lust up real easy. Yeah? Yeah, because he, first of all, he didn't get knocked out of the Tommy Fury fight. And it's Jake Paul. Like, we could get it going. See, so when I'm talking shit about Jake Paul, like, you're a hater, I'm like, he, we, could, we could get that going easy. And, and Would Nate take that fight? When they were in talks. Let's get that going. Yes. If you need to fight Tommy Fury to prove that you're a boxer, do it. I think that would be a mistake. Well, you can, you can lose again? Yeah. He barely won. Now you'd be 0-2 in your last two fights going into the Nate fight. You, you know what the fight that's being talked about right now, right? What? Nate versus Logan. Because you see what happened. In, in boxing? Yes. Do you like that? Yeah. These so, guys can't fight. So this is what happened. So Also, are there PED tests? Uh, it depends on which state. The, that's, let's make sure that are there, P, were there PED tests. What are you trying to say? I'm just trying to say, if you're a real boxer, sure, sure, we should have P. So, were there PED tests versus Tyrone Woodley? Yes, I believe so. Uh, so it was Cleveland and Tampa. So Cleveland, is there fucking PED yeah, tests in Cleveland, Ohio, and Florida? I'm doing shows this weekend. Yeah, I'm going there, hopped up on everything. <laughs> you think I'm doing my shows at the Improv this weekend? Clean? I'm on everything. I know, but you're Adderall, D ball. Give me a fucking hopped up. I got four shows. They, they, uh, maybe a Trenta or Tenta. I don't know what it is. Yes. Um, what happened was, as you may recall, mid fight, they went to Logan and he was like, Fury family, you're a bunch of whatever. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then Diaz tweeted that, like, who let the spoiled? That was the seed. And now all of a sudden, it's in talks. Are you? So wait, how much is Logan Paul weigh? 230? No, no. 220? Because he's a big, big boy. I think, I think for the Floyd fight, which obviously was a weird one because Floyd was so light, I think he was in the 190s, top of my head. He looks big now. He's a big, I mean, he's doing the wrestling thing that he doesn't have to be a certain weight. He's, you know, you got, have you seen his wrestling clips? Incredible wrestling. Like the dude is flying, like. Incredible. I'm not a hater. All right. But when it comes to. I feel to like the, you get a, a bad rap for being a hater. Because I'm just saying what it is. Mm. It's like, I could say what it is and also give it respect. Like, you sure. know, like. People, people confuse the two, right? That's yeah. the problem with the internet these they, days. They confuse the two and, 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 uh, and all that stuff. But, but Nate, but, but Logan Paul, I think, but if, if Logan Paul fights Nate Diaz, there should be PED tests. And if, Logan, if Jake Paul's a real boxer, I want to see the PED tests. I want to see all of it. Like, if you're a real fighter, let's do what all the real fighters have to do. Wouldn't it be nuts? Nate versus Jake, Nick versus Logan. Woo! The fucking Diaz brothers. Yeah, yeah, those... You know, I mean, there's money to be made. And then, I mean, then let Tommy Fury and Jake Paul's father just, like, the, the, um, oh, Jesus. the Fury dad. Do you see them show up this weekend? They're hardly ever together, Nick and Nate. They were at the fight Oh, yes, this I saw it. <laughs> Legends. Stock. Have you ever been to Stockton? Nope. 209, man. I know about that Stockton yes, slap, though. That's right. I know that's all right. about that Stockton slap. I, I love those dudes. How many UFCs have you been to? I'd say I've been to about, maybe about seven, six, six did, seven. Did you go to Connor versus Eddie at MSG, the first one ever? UFC 205? No. I've, no, I went to Connor. Man, it's, it's, I was thinking that my memory is bad. Connor Habib? 
No, I wasn't at that. That would have been incredible. And I wasn't at Connor versus Nate, although that choke out, the one, first of my, one. one of my favorite nights ever. I believe it was March 5th. Yes, 19, uh, 2016. One of my- UFC 196. Oh, that was incredible. How do you and, remember the date? Because I saw it on online the other day. Oh, okay, all right. And so, <laughs> no, because Nick Diaz, I think, posted it, or the Diaz Brothers Instagram posted it, I think, today's the 8th? Uh, yeah, okay, the anniversary, so yesterday, right, right. But yesterday they posted it, it was the 7th. Oh, really? And one of the responses was like, bro, today's the 7th. Yeah, yeah, it's close enough. I was enough. like, it's so much like the yes, Diaz yes, Brothers yes, yes. to post it two days yes, late. Yes. <laughs> so that's how I know the date. But I mean, that was a fantastic evening. And one of my other fantastic evenings was when uh, my man Khabib, you like uh, Habib? Choked him out real yeah. nice. So you're, you're not a Connor fan? Respect him. Okay. But nah. Why? I mean, how could you not be a fan? Right. I'm not not a fan. I rooted for Khabib. I rooted for Diaz. I I I I rooted. I, I was ringside when he almost got knocked out of the ring by Floyd Mayweather. Oh, you went ringside. Wow. It was right in front of me. Wow. I was right there. And he almost got, he's lucky. They, they, they saved him from that image, that Pacquiao yeah, image, because yeah, yeah. he was about to get knocked the fuck out of that ring. Did you ring. enjoy that? Woo! Yeah. Oh my God. So you God. liked that fight? That, Loved that was it. a spectacle, right? A spectacle? Connor came to fight? Yeah. Um, it was great for boxing. It was good theater, right? It was fun. I mean, anything with Connor McGregor is great yeah. theater. And I love that the boxer at, what was it, Floyd, 57, 58 years old when he won that fight? No. 60? What are you talking about? He was 56 about? years old? <laughs> no, no. He was, I think, early 40s. 49 and 0. And, and he beat his ass. And he Did beat you his... fly in just for that? Oh, yeah. Wow. It was fantastic. And that was a um, that way, was you a fly great... private when you go to those or what? Do I fly private? Yeah. Ariel, what are you, crazy? What do you mean? I've got You're an like American a airline. I don't... For real? Don't... With the common folk? America, first class. First class. You don't, you don't do private? Hell no. Ever? If you you got a hookup? No, but I see everyone's on a private plane. They all act like it's theirs, by the way. Right. We all know they're renting it, but right. they act like it's theirs. I thought for sure you no. pop into Vegas in and out. No, I mean I've done it when 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 people have, atypical. I mean you're you're killing it. I'm killing it, but I'm not killing it. I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio here. I mean, how much is a private flight? Who cares? It's 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 yeah. more expensive. I just you know first class, business class. I'm good to go. All right, fine. But but that was an that was a fantastic night and. Like, I mean, everybody was there. That was a, like a like an event. Yeah. Um, and it was worth the money and worth the trip because, like I said, Connor came to fight, although he got the shit beaten at him by, we, we said Floyd was 53 years yeah. old, something like that. Yeah. Um, that was a fun, fun, fun night. Let me ask you this. I remember I was there covering it in the rafters. No one showed up until the main event. I was shocked. Tank Davis, who's fighting Ryan Garcia, I know this was 2017, was fighting on that card there might have been a thousand people at T-Mobile. Yeah. When did you show up? Did you show up for the main event, or did you show up? Even Badu Jack was on that card. It was actually a not bad card in retrospect. I didn't. I saw Badu, and you know, the, I got caught up. I got caught up. It like I mean, you showed up late. Red carpet. There was there was a schmoozing. room. There was a private room that I think, I believe Denzel was in. Wow. Let's call it the Denzel room. Wow, he was at that fight. I believe. Okay, but I remember Draymond Green was there with Paul George, and talk about a hairline. Uh, Paul George got. Oh yeah, yeah, he's tremendous. That's like a. Yeah, I mean, like, he's got less forehead real estate than me, and that's got, hard to beat. It's a beautiful, and I told him, I said, your hairline <laughs> is incredible. But I mean, Michael Irvin was there, um, the late great, the actor, um, uh, um, um, Black Panther. Um, oh, um, oh, uh, come on, 
Uh, Frank, help me out here. Oh, the, the great actor. Oh, my God. How are we? Chad, he was there. Um, Don Cheat. I mean, every, Reggie Miller. I mean, I was, it was like, you know, it was like that vibe of a night. And it was a crazy mixed. You know, it was wild. The, 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 the you knew who was rooting for Floyd oh, and who was rooting for Conor. Okay. There was like. It was very clear. It was very, there was racial overtones and undertones oh. of, the, of, of, of Vegas in general. Not even the, in, in the arena. Vegas that week was in, it was an interesting sort of like, you know, race and sports. It's very really? clear. Oh, yeah. Who are you rooting for? Floyd. So that's interesting because I feel like by that statement, you were implying, correct me if I'm wrong, that the African-Americans were rooting for Floyd and the white people were rooting for Connor. But the white yet, people were a lot of Irish. Front, they uh, were Connor. Okay. It was also boxing versus MMA. Yeah. And as much true. as I love MMA, you know, if, 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 a, if a dumb boxer decided to go into MMA with no experience, I'd have to go, you're going to, I'm going to have to root for the MMA James guy. James Tony did it. And he got smoked by Randy Couture. Yeah, it was, you're, you're not, that's James Tony. Yeah. Like this out. is one of the greatest, but this is a, it's like I'm um, saying, well, you know, uh, Michael Jordan would be good at tennis. Or baseball. Or baseball. He, But everybody's good at pickleball. That's right. You play pickleball. I'm not bad. It's a very old man sport, no? That's why everybody plays That's it. That's right. Where do you play? I play in, in there's parks, play okay. in LA. You, your home is in the city though, in right? In the city. In the city. Nothing in LA? Done. Done. Finished in LA. When, I, did, when did you last live there? Two years ago. Two and a half years Why'd ago. Why'd you leave? I had been there long enough and I just got... Which I was part? Like, what is the point of being here? Right. You know, I love New York. I I get off on New York. I get off on riding the subway. Like I rode the subway down here because we're in Manhattan here, but we're almost like, we're going to almost fall in the build, like in the water. <laughs> right. Like if this building, like yeah. this thing will just go right, right into the right, water. Right. Um, but, you know, I mean, New York is just, I, it, it's my home. It's my natural habitat. And being here is just makes me happy. Whereas LA did not make me happy. It just, I feel like that city doesn't give you anything. It's always been a bucket list thing for me to live there for a year. Am I missing out? If you do it for a year. Seems like a Manhattan beach, something like that. Santa Monica. Seems like a great life. I mean, if you can do this with your family and your kids there, I'm, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's not bad. But sick I mean, of the winter too. Enough of this crap. This is nothing. This is I mean, I'm from, I'm from Canada and yeah. I hate this. This is nothing I was today. in Miami this weekend. It's like, the joke's on us. Yeah. Look at these people. Yeah. They look so happy. It is true. What are we doing? It is true. 90 degrees. All the time. It's unbelievable. The weather's great in California. Miami, the weather's fantastic. But this winter, because this is global warming in full effect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in full effect. So Cleveland this weekend, speak about, you know, talking about a uh, climate. Weekend, no PED testing, No PED testing. Uh, how many shows? Four? Four shows in Cleveland. And then in Indianapolis, the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. And then I'm doing shows. Uh, so you're fully in like a swing here of, uh, of con like this is, this is your main gig right now? Or are you also doing a movie, TV? I'm doing a TV show. I'm doing a show with Amy Schumer, a show called uh, Life and Beth. It's the second season of the show, which I love that show. So I'm doing that. I'm doing the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. Um, screaming and yelling. Um, um, avoiding beefs, unlike somebody in this room. I don't start them. Just finish. Who, who? What currently today? If right I say now? Who, like, who's after you today? Right this second. Right now. So you couldn't say that about me. If you said who's after you today, I'd say nobody. Nah, but, there's people who are after you right now. Mm, I mean, you're you're people following your page. They don't count if they're if they're. No, no, no. I'm talking about high profile people. Mm, I mean, maybe there's an ex president or two, but and, but. Did you ever get worried that they would like try to like I don't know 
tap into your phone or some shit like that? Of course. I know that everybody's tapping into everybody's phone. Oh, really? But, you know, like, I don't have, I don't do the dick pics. Right. You know what I'm saying? But 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 honestly, because I uh, my right friends, now? there's somebody's trainer. Who's who's beefing with you? Who's the trainer that's beefing with me? Somebody's beefing with. There's somebody beefing with you. I can't think. There's what? somebody. Somebody's assistant. What's assistant? I, I I don't know. I'm asking. No, I'm, like, I'm a good guy. I, 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 you don't I, have to tell I, me. I try to stay out of trouble. I'm doing my thing. I Frank, who's he talking about? I feel like I'm missing something. I mean, I'm a little upset. Yeah. But Frank, I mean, yeah, but that goes without saying. Yeah. I mean, what, before I came in here, the things that your own producers were saying what about What were they you, saying? Holy, I'll leave that between you guys. I don't... He was sworn to secrecy. Are you going back on Howard? Of course. Fuck, I'm... I, I, that, he, it's him and Cosell. I've never met him. You think, I could, you think you could put in a word or something? Like, do you think I would be... I definitely could put in a word, whether that would mean anything or not. Some people say that I remind them of a young Howard. Crazy? Howard Cosell. No, Stern. Well, you're not like... I'm not raunchy and stuff, but, you know, I say a lot of the things. I will admit, you know, he wraps up, you've said it all. You've done, you know, I try, to, I try to give the... He's so good. He's the best. But could he come back to the studio already? Enough of this. I agree. It's enough already. It's I, enough. Enough, man. You're in... A, you, you, you've got, like, legends coming to see you, and you're in Florida, with all due respect. I, I think he might be in... I don't know where he or is. Where the hell, wherever he is. I think that... Enough the, already. I think the pandemic with Howard played into all his... his neuroses. Neuroses. Um, not liking to be around people. He was a germaphobe before germaphobes were a thing. Right. And I think it played into it. And I think for his own mental well-being, he needs to come back. For, for, forget has, the fans. Right. Because it's it's we you have to come back and 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 you know what, I would wish Howard to get COVID, have it for two or three days and then realize okay I'm fine What's because the, his fear is for real yeah and but yeah he needs to come back in the studio, um, that being said, I could understand why he wouldn't want to come back in the studio because who really wants to look at Baba Booey's teeth? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Come on. No no honestly well, like I love because, Baba Booey. Fafafui. You mean ta, -ta <laughs> But 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 honestly, like Howard, for for him to have to come in and look at those big, ginormous, right. brown, dirty, filthy fucking teeth, then you have to think. I understand why he doesn't want to come back. Right. Because that ape and those big fucking teeth—that's <laughs> not a pretty thing to look. I've seen them. In you and JD are cool. I love JD. Really? Okay. JD's great. Yeah. And 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 Bowie's great too. As long as you keep it compartmentalized to know what you're dealing with. Okay. Which is a horse tooth, filthy, filthy mouth jackass. Uh, by the way, that one, I want to ask you one last thing. The video that you did when you were outside talking about being in New York and then someone nailed you with a snowball. Yes. Work or shoot? I I, I have. Here's to. the video right here. You know this one, right? Iconic. That was discussed on the news. Yes. Was it legit or not? I, I leave that. I I, I, le I let the people continue to discuss and okay. debate. It's a what, great piece of film. That is a great piece of film, a great piece of I appreciate that. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about going viral, you, you never, if you could predict yeah. how these things work, I'd be a gazillionaire. Yeah. Because this was literally done in however long we popped it up. And it be, there was discussions, debate. You know, Fox News calling uh, that British guy. Who's the British guy? There's Morgan. They wanted me. I'm like, you, you really want to talk about this? Did you go on? No. <laughs> no. But you, you, your, your TikTok game is on fire. How many followers do you have on TikTok? 
4.5, but I feel like TikTok, they don't like me. Why? Fuck, shit, asshole. It's unbelievable. Like, even uh, you doing the, the the commentary with the animals and all that yes. shit. Like, your stuff is great. They, How do you have time to do all this? I do. I did a video when I, I do. The, the videos that I do are all happen when I'm, like, in the right. car, when it's I'm walking a, my- Isn't it a little intoxicating? Don't you need a break sometimes? Do you ever take a social media yes, break? Yes, I take a break. You do? You put your phone away? Yeah. You do? I put my, my best nights uh, of, of sleeper when my phone's in the other room. You do that? Yes. Shut it off? It's just in another room. No anxiety doing that? No. I, I enjoy it. I, I need to do it more. And I, I, I haven't been able to delete the apps for like, do it for a week. Have you done that? No. I don't have the strength. I'm too tied to it. I know. It's not. It's a terrible addiction. But I, I will say, when I make a, like, I'm in Miami with my family, brother's wedding. By the way, my brother's a huge fan of yours. David, shout out. David, does he uh, have hair like you? Probably better. Does he let it grow? No, same same thing. You you guys are you're you're know, you're trying to be you're thumbing your nose at, at, at and speaking of the nose, beautiful nose. Really, but, but, but Ariel, you. Ariel, are you gonna let, let let's let's you don't have to answer now because I feel like you're not ready. Yeah, will, will you let that let that puppy grow out? We have life? the picture, by the way, in case you didn't see it. Where's the picture? I think uh, Connor pulled it up. Do we have it? Look at that. I mean, that's real hair. That's me, Syracuse University, 2003, I believe. Was What was your Carmelo one? I was there. I used to see Carmelo in the freaking cafeteria. I was there in 2003. That's Went the year the game. you won? Yeah, that was the year. 20 years ago, this Damn. this next month. But what about me doing the the subtle power to the people? You know, I, I was down for the cause. I, I, I went to Jewish private school in Montreal. Talk about a confused kid. Full Malcolm X gear. X hat. By any means You're necessary. You're going to get yourself canceled. No, no, no. Listen. You putting this out. I was so confused. So so I love the Knicks. Spike Lee comes out with this movie. I support anything Spike Lee does. Are you cool with Spike? Yes. Thank God. Denzel's <laughs> in it. And I'm like, this guy's the man. So I asked my parents, can I get some? I got the gear and a little confused, right? But but intentions are in a good place. I mean, I was just ha I'm doing projects on Frederick Douglass. Yes. They didn't teach me any of this in Canada. Jewish private school in Canada. Right. They don't teach us anything about MLK, uh, about Doug, about Malcolm now X. Now do they? Is it more In forward? Canada, nothing. Nothing. My kids now in school here, they learn all about it. So I was like, I need to, I need to embrace uh -huh, this culture. Uh-huh. And that, but I was a little, I was unsure of myself. So it was down. Tommy down Smith, it. John Carlos. Right. No, 1960, you no, I wasn't that. You were just I down here. Like, like, it could be like, oh, I'm just like yes, scratching my yes, back. Yes, But that's what I was trying to do. But are you willing to commit? And maybe you let the yeah. fans chime in. Are you willing to commit to let, let that puppy grow? I'm not saying you not gotta right go now. full. It's, it's, it's so thick. You have no idea. After a week, it starts to like, it starts to weigh on my oh, head. Really? Oh, your yeah. your, your hair is so, so thick. It's so that's what you're upset it's about. Uncomfortable. It's so the my, neck is I have all so itchy. much hair that that it's just it's uncomfortable. This is clean. It's let nice. it fucking grow. Once you get past the first couple of weeks, know, it's gonna just thing. go in nice. Then you then you go through your Drake phase. You get some waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you grow. We start playing games. We get a little party. Or we get a lover boy party. Oh, you think so? I'm just the saying. heart. I could do the heart. I'm not. I know you're not gonna answer me now, but I would say let your fans. Chime in. Okay. We'll Not that you poll. give a shit. We could do a poll on the on the Twitter page. Should Aria let that puppy grow? That's the question. Also, can I just say something for the record? And I'm married. I'm spoken for. All the women hated it at school. Like, they all told me to cut it. But they, I mean, you know why they were jealous? You had you better so? hair than yeah, them. Yeah. My future wife knew me back then and also hated it. 
She'll be fine right now. Okay. No, now she let me know. Yeah, but those those women, they were jealous. You think so? Yeah, they're like, how can I go with a guy with better hair than me? That's a good point. By the way, shout out to you with the happy Purim. Happy Purim. Chaksameach. So this is what we like to do on the show. You all right? Yeah, I got my foot tied up on. Uh, you know about this. We like to play a little game called darts. Yeah. Three versus three. Where did I tell you I was earlier? You said you were practicing. Legit? <laughs> You'll see right now. Uh, I've been smoking everyone. In fact, we have the graphic right up here. This is me as of late. So our first ever guest, Sky Nicholson, in studio to do this, undefeated Olympic boxer, somehow got a 93. I still don't know how she did it. Three shots. Chael Sonnen got a 40, killed him. Eddie Hearn, 23, killed him. KSI, this was the best part, tried to actually run it back right away and, and put some stakes, said, if he beat me, well, actually, if I beat him, I get to moderate the face-off between him and Jake Paul if and when they fight. He, he should be he should be paying you. You shouldn't have to beat him to moderate. You know KSI? Is he a boxer too? Yeah, yeah. Are you, did he box before he fought Jake, Jake Paul? He's a YouTuber, right? Yeah, yeah. He like just pranks and shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's the man. Uh, also, Cody Rhodes, I beat him. So now Who you're beat you? One woman beat Sky you. Sky Nicholson at the top right there. 93 she got. Now, do you know the rules? <clears throat> what are they? This is the beauty. Let's go. Me versus Michael Rappaport, one-on-one. Three shots, but I'm a mensch. <coughs> I let you not only choose your darts, I let you also get one practice shot. You're John Jones before the fight. That's baller when he does that, right? I do this every morning to get the phlegm moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so do you want to take your practice shot? Yeah. First, which one do you want? This one, the gold? Okay, one practice shot, no pressure. Look at the elements, right? You're a tall guy. How tall are you? 6'3". Six, 6'3", three. Six, three, you got that light right over there. I just want to let you know. I want to let, I see the light and okay. I feel like you. No, it's just like, listen, this is, this is, this is Boston Garden in the 80s. We turn off the and AC. It's nothing. Right? It's nothing. I, I spit on Danny H. I, 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 I spit on Kevin McHale and his shoulders. Let's go. Here it is. Michael Rappaport. Okay, that's not bad. No, uh, it ain't bad. Okay, so this is a... Uh, 13. No, it's a four. You got to see right there. It's a four. But that's okay. a practice, right? This one doesn't count. Damn, that wasn't a 13? No, it's right there. Okay. Four. But, all right, so here you go. Now you got, you got comfortable. <laughs> Why don't you go first? No, no, no. Uh, no listen. Uh, no. Please, please. Home court advantage. Please. You want to go? You want me to go first? Please. I've never done this. You, Frank, don't be... Oh, the ah. little gamesmanship. All right, all right, good luck. Wow, I just got into your head. Because when I said go first, you stuttered, you no, stammered. I do it out of respect. You've never gone first. Never gone first. Woo! All right, out of respect, here we go. Here we go here, Me baby. This is Michael Rappaport. I'm not getting, by the way, I sometimes try to coach people you were doing. Oh, I don't need no coaching. All right, all right, here we go. I do the shit. I'm, I'm the captain now. You're the captain? I'm about to smoke your ass. Oh, that was bad. That was a one, Joe. Fucking hell. Oh, oh God I'm damn it. choking, Joe. Don't worry, you're good. Oh, What'd Joe. you get? Horrible. Joe, 10, 1, 7. I gotta say, you threw me off a little bit with yes! the Yes! I'm giving credit where it's due. Yes! You threw me off with the first. 18 for Helwani. This is some kind of bullshit. I wasn't prepared for it. You ready? By the way, props to you. You're so, you're so thrown off right now. I've only lost once, and I feel like I'm about to lose for a second time, so no pressure Are whatsoever. you ready? And, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of pressure, actually, on you. So here we go. Here's oh. the first one. Off the board, and it feels as though the pressure has now shifted from Helwani to Rappaport. Oh. Off the board again. Off the board again. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
Well, that's a first, yeah. Is that a first? That ain't no first. <laughs> what the hell just happened? Was that legit? I'm trying to. No, it wasn't fucking around. I'm trying to win here, man. I'm trying to bury you on your own show. Zero, zero. Oh, on man. The Yo, that couldn't be real. Let's run it back, and if you run it back, I'll let you commentate my, 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 my next beef. You could be the. Yo, was that legit? Were you working me yeah. right there? No, I wasn't working. I wish I was working you right there. That I spent. That was a bigger choke job I was than David, God against John Jones. I was Saturday. in David Buster's all morning practicing. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Wow. I don't know if I'll ever top that. Michael Rappaport is the man. If you're in Cleveland this weekend at the Cleveland Improv, go to MichaelRappaportComedy.com yes, to sir. get your tickets. Yes, sir. And if you're in Indy, end of the month, go to MichaelRappaport.com, Comedy.com to get your tickets. And also check out the I Am Rappaport Stereo that Podcast. That was awesome. Which may actually soon be allegedly. With Michael Rappaport. Respect. We're going to take a break. Alex Pereira in studio a few months ago. The man. Oh, oh I thought he was coming back. No, oh. no, no. He was in studio. It's a classic clip as we say goodbye. And then we'll be back to wrap up this bad boy. I got, I got Alex versus in the rematch. You got him. April 8th. And I like Israel. All right. Bom dia. Bom dia. All right. Back on. The MMA Hour, thank you very much to Alex Pereira, Pino Cruz, and Michael Rappaport. Holy shit, guys. I can't believe... First of all, that's one of my favorite in-studio interviews of all time. That was crazy. Like, the energy and the way we were just... We got to the John Jones thing 25 minutes into the interview. What a guy. He's hilarious. I really enjoyed that. But then, I can't believe the darts. He's talking shit about the darts. He told me he went to go practice... Do you think that was... Could he really have messed up that bad? For sure. What do you think, GC? Yeah, I just don't think he was practicing beforehand. That is... I mean, even his practice shot was better than those. Off, that's the first zero it's in the, the history light, of darts. To put you over like that because you did so horribly, to, to give just a straight zero, that would... I mean, that would really be putting you over. I mean, it's really one of the all-time great upsets. For me to win on an 18... Have I ever gotten an 18 and won in this competition so far? I don't think so. No. God. No, I think 18 is your, a, is your worst. I'm on a roll right now. It is. Yeah, 18 is, Yo, your, is your worst. He missed twice and then missed the board completely. Yeah, just canned it. Wow. That is unbelievable. That was great. I really enjoyed that. Did you guys enjoy that? Thoroughly. Thank you. Yeah, you came in with a big smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. I think you really enjoyed it. Why would I not? I don't know. Enjoy Sometimes it. you say things, and I don't know if you're uh, wow. telling the truth. I, I'm on a high right now, so let me finish the questions, and then we'll get to uh, the picks, all right? Yeah, man. Um, that was great. Thank you to Rappaport. And uh, go again to michaelrappaportcomedy.com uh, to get tickets if you're in the Cleveland area, the Indy area, <coughs> all those places. Tremendous stuff. Tremendous guy. And uh, dare I say, gets a bit of a bad rap. By the way, I don't think I have more beefs than him. He, he seeks the beefs. I, I try to stay here, quiet, no problem. I feel like he seeks them out. Um, all right, back to the questions. That was great. I really enjoyed that. Ariel, uh, how do you and the rest of the MMA... And by the way, how about him putting me over, calling me the Howard Cosell of MMA? I'm yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, how do you and the rest of MMA media watch the UFC pay-per-views? Do you order everyone or do you have special access? Can you give us inside scoop on how the media, when not working the event, watches the pay-per-views? Are you, they paying the $80 every month like fans do? Just curious how it works. It's it's different for everyone. I pay. Sometimes they give you codes. Um, 
those don't happen as much. There's something like, I will admit, like KSW gives me a code, but the zone I pay for, ESPN pay, uh, Showtime pay. It, it's, it all depends. Um, Fight doesn't. They hook us up. Depends. And I would imagine everyone's the same, but never, ever, ever illegally stream. Not my thing. Uh, Nick the Dane. Gents, big fight this weekend for the bantamweight division. If Marab wins, probably deserves a title shot. But if Aljo beats Cejudo, they most likely won't fight. So does Aljo move up after a win, or does Marab continue to crush the competition? How far will they let their friendship draw? This eventual clash of the mega powers out. Uh, honestly, I feel like we got to cross. There's a lot of ifs, right? If he beats, if Aljo beats Cejudo, if Marab beats Jan, who's the favorite right now in that fight? Do you see Marab or Jan? Jan. Yeah, what are you eating? He's not eating anything. No? No. No, nah, man. That's such a Phil, lie. What are you talking he, about? He bit son? his tongue. It's... You think I'm eating something? <laughs> Stop. What are you eating? Tell us. Chex Mix. Chex Mix? Shout out, yeah. Chex Mix. Jeez. Just trying to get a quick snack. You... We're going four or five hours. Yeah, you, I get... Trying to sneak it in. Then I hear this question. I'm like, oh, the odds like, are going to get asked yeah. or something. Yep, that's what I do. Can we just talk very briefly about Frank going to the bathroom? When we practice the whole thing with MVP, what, what is going on in your mind as MVP comes up? You're like, oh, this is a good time to go to the bathroom. Tell us. Well, can I set the stage first? He, he he did an entire roundup beforehand. He's just like, all right, everybody heading out of the room, going to the bathroom, going to stop by the snacks. Anybody need any drinks? Anybody need any food? Wait, as minute. MVP uh, is on. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like teeing him up. So what really happened... Tell us. I'm like, I have to run to the bathroom, and Joe's like, oh, you only got like 30 seconds, man. I'm like, yeah, I just really have to go. As I'm leaving, Connor's like, hey, man, where are you going? I'm like, to the bathroom. He's like, can you grab me a Prime? Oh, I'm wait. like, a Prime Energy? He's like, nah, man, I put a Prime in the fridge earlier. Like, sure. So that's in my head now that I'm like, man, Moon Juice, what was the name of the Prime you got? Uh, you know, I, I got confused. Meta Moon? Well, yeah, it's Meta Moon. But I will but let I mean, you know that- um, It shows that you used to work in PR, Frank, yeah. what a spin on that. So then I'm in the hallway- incredible. To see Andy, she's like, dude, you missed a, an audio asset. Wait, Andy was in the hallway too? Yeah. Wait, so who's driving this so train So then here? I come into the control room, what and is then going everybody on? wants to tell me that I missed the audio asset. So you have like, you know, six tattletales, basically, or, or hall monitors reminding me that I screwed up. So. Actually, it's just producers of the show caring about the quality of it, Frank. But yeah, yeah sure. well, then maybe somebody is... should have reminded me instead of telling me to get Prime out of the fridge. I don't understand how I, I I felt like we didn't we discuss. I had to go to the bathroom. He did the <laughs> finger guns on the way out. I was like, wow, this guy is really I did do the finger himself. guns. Yeah. Could you, by the way, could you imagine my surprise and my embarrassment when I tried to tee up this moment with MVP to recreate the dancing, and a frantic Andy gets on the comms and says, Frank went to the bathroom. I don't know if I've ever been more embarrassed. You, you should have seen me and Joe standing over the soundboard. We were like, trying which one is it? it? Which one is oh, it? He has all these trying. coded names on his on his little soundboard over there. I, I, we couldn't figure it out. And I was nervous to just start firing things off. Do you think it's worthy of an apology, Frank? Or do you think that this is just, you know, you're going to chalk it up I mean, to I not... apologized. Did you? Yeah, several times. When? When I got back from the bathroom. To who? Look, I just didn't know I was working for Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to ask Rappaport about Chris Rock. I've been asking everyone else about it, and I didn't see it. Anyway, uh, no harm, no foul. Don't worry about it, all right? Oh, I'm not sweating anymore. I apologize. (laughs) For goodness sakes. Um, Hello, Ariel and MMA crew. MMA hour. 
Question for established babyface GC. I don't know. Is he eating? Is he in the bathroom? Are you good? Well, no. Now I've frantically shoved. Okay. I don't want you to have indigestion. Uh, As a newer MMA fan, what past UFC era fights or fighters do you wish you would have been a part of the fandom for? Good one. What pros do you think there are to being a newer fan of the sport? Thanks, as always. Juan Sanchez. Man, I mean, the GSP career, I just feel like I, I really, I mean... I don't think I ever watched any of those fights live. And then if I was as deeply ingrained as I am now during the McGregor run, like the buildup, like if I got to hear about him, you know, Cage Warriors, double champ coming over to the UFC, being aware of all that and then seeing the rise of the double champ, I wish I could have could have seen that in real time. He has the pros of being a new fan. Yeah. I mean, it's new. I don't know. I don't know that much about it. It feels like there's just so much. It's that fresh I can, to you, right? It's yeah, like me with uh, English Premier League. I'm like, oh, this is yeah. great. Relegation, love this. Even though I was a fan back then, but you know, it's anything different, fresh. By the way, are you into college basketball still? No, no, that that yeah, completely died for me. Wow. So tournament coming up, you know nothing. Don't know a thing. Who's number we one? We are hosting a bracket. Yeah, I heard. Number one is Houston. What? I think. Five slime jamma. Yeah. Damn, I didn't realize they were good. Um, yeah. I couldn't tell you if they I haven't been. I, I've always been more of an NBA guy, but um, this year, no, very little about college basketball. How was Devils Leafs? Oh, my gosh. It was fantastic. Prudential Center is a great arena, right? Great arena. Easy to get to from my house. Uh, like the performance that, like the the production of the game itself was was great. Arena was next to sold out. Went to a bar beforehand, and like it was packed out. People were hyped up. Uh, top five matchup in the East uh, against the Maple Leafs. Were Ended you rooting being... for the Leafs or the Devils? Devils, oh. Devils, Devils. Jersey guy now, you know. So I got. Yeah, I know. I but your root. friend, Leafs guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the the Leafs ended up winning in a crazy game, so I was happy for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a fantastic time. Didn't know they did the Ric Flair thing. Ooh, Didn't yeah. know Ric Flair was a Jersey guy either. Not. Uh oh, <laughs> he's a Charlotte guy. That's what someone told me. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, why do they do the Ric Flair thing? They're like, oh, he's a Jersey guy. I was like, oh, no, all right, not even close. Yeah, I would definitely go back. Maybe playoffs. Perhaps UFC uh, two eighty eight. That's what I was dreaming of. I was like, man, these would be great seats for for two eighty eight. Not gonna lie, I got a nice hookup, club seats, wow. free food. Yeah, wait, I you was, were in one of the suites? Not the suites. It was club okay. level. But free food. Well, yeah, tremendous. Living nice. Uh, cake pops, cannolis. Oh, I know that area. I know school. that area. Yep. Shout nice. out to Dylan. Um, Going to be tough to do the watch party from the club seats, though. That's TBD. <laughs> Negotiations are happening behind <laughs> the scenes right now. <laughs> uh, uh, Chris, hello, Ariel, from St. Louis Obispo, California, home to the great Chuck Liddell. What are your thoughts on the rapidly approaching Bellator and UFC 300 events? What do you think? they will look like, and what steps should they take to make them special? Well, we know the UFC will make 300 special. They've made 200 special. They made 100 special. Even 200 felt extra special with the yellow um, mat and all that stuff. Bellator, I think, has dropped the ball on the anniversaries or those double zero events. Like Bellator 100, what was that? Bellator 200, what was that? They're at 292, I believe, this weekend. So it's ra- it's going to happen this year. Do something. Do a big card. Do multiple... Ch- I don't know. Something. Celebrate it. I would love to see them do that. Do something out of the norm. Let's see. But uh, I think it's a little too soon for... I mean, it's happening next year, 300, but 
a little too soon to know who's going to be in the mix. UFC will do something special. I don't know if Bellator will. I hope they will. I actually have a question about that. Yeah. Based on the way the calendar's set up, it looks like UFC 300 would be around May of next year. Oh. Is there any way that they would like stretch it to get That's interesting. to International Fight Week? I mean, look, 100 and 200 fell on International Fight Week. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. July 11th and July freaking, I don't know, it might have even been around that same time. I remember at 111th, 100%. Um, so it feels right, but I don't know if it matters, to be honest. And honestly, maybe you get two kicks of the can, right? Like, because International Fight Week always does well, and so now you get a May pay-per-view that will do really well. Um, but they also like to st- – I mean, that UFC 200 card was nuts because they had to – like, they really made it special, obviously. But on the early prelims – and again, the card got all messed up because of John Jones – it was supposed to be John Jones versus Daniel Cormier too. But the first fight of the night was Jim Miller against Takanori Gomi. The first fight. Second fight was Gegard Musasi against Tiago Santos. Third fight was Joe Lozon against Diego Sanchez. I mean, like it was all massive names. Sage Northcutt against Enrique Maran. He was pro- Enrique was probably like the least known guy on the card. TJ Dillashaw, Rafael Sunsell, Kelvin Gaslam, Johnny Hendricks, Juliana Pena, Katsingano. Cain Velasquez opened the main card, which is nuts at the time. Aldo Frankie Edgar, DC Anderson Silva, which was a crazy situation with Silva coming in on three days' notice, Brock Mark Hunt, and then Amanda Nunes Misha Tate, which, you know, compared to the other four fights on the main card, was probably the least biggest fight, if you want to call it that. So they got to stack the deck. And I don't know if they could do that in May and then have a big international fight week card. Probably they can. So I don't know if they'll drag it out, honestly. All to say. Yeah, it was funny that someone asked that because I was thinking about that this morning on my way to work. Wow. Weird. Weird. Uh, Hermit Noir, blessings, Ariel, and MMA, our crew. Your old friend from Fresno, California, has the same question for you. I have asked going on three years now. I originally asked you this when you were still on ESPN Radio. How about that? Do you think Dana will still keep his promise he made back in April of 2020 and bring <coughs> UFC fights to Tachi Palace in Lemoore, California? After Governor... Newsom shut down the idea due to COVID. We haven't had a UFC event come to the Central Valley since UFC Fight Night 123, Ortega versus Swanson. Any updates will suffice. Wishing you and the crew nothing but health, wealth, peace of mind. Thank you, as always, for all you do for us MMA fans. Uh, I've heard nothing. But yes, you'll recall, talk about a never that didn't come to fruition. Here's a promise that has yet to come to fruition. Uh, Dana said that he would bring an event to Lemoore to Tachi Palace because that was going to be the place that was going to host the events in April of 2020 and they haven't done it. I don't know why. I'm going to say they eventually do it for a fight night, but, uh, you know, it would be nice sooner rather than later. Shout out to A1 Combat, Uriah Faber's organization. They did bring an event there recently and that was cool to see. And it's one of the more historic West Coast venues would be nice to see them do it, especially since they were sticking out their neck, obviously bringing in some money too, but a lot of people were shutting their doors on the UFC. They weren't, would be nice. Toronto, Mike D. First, I just want to say, it's great that the 30 million Ontario residents can once again bet on the UFC and it happened just in time for GC to get back into the green. Yahoo. Now, with all due respect to Virna Janjiroba, what are your thoughts on putting the word out for a fighter to walk out to the hottest song tearing up the charts right now? 
the hit record by the one and only Rick G to profit with the MMA Hour remix. I would recommend he doesn't have the show's name in the title to help it get approved. But if a fighter were to walk out to that on a main card, it would be so freaking epic. It may even have to immortalize them on the back of your laptop there. Wow. Could you imagine, Frank, someone walking out to that song? Whole, yeah, it'd be great. Oh, my God. I, I should have mentioned it to MVP. I feel like we have a shot with a Bellator fighter, a PFL. Do they say my name at the beginning there? They say heel nose, which is practically your name. Do you think we could get away with it, or do you think it's too on the nose? I don't know. I think if anyone put any sort of research into it, they would find out that it's... I'm, sh- I'm shocked they didn't stop Vierna and uh, Jesse Jess. Yeah. Those were normal songs, though. I know, but... This they, is a normal song. It's a it banger. Was, it was a victory for us. I mean, if they hear the song, like it'll be like, what is this? Let me tell you something. If, in fact, someone does do that, what is what is the reward? Yes, we'll get a custom sticker made and put it on the back of your laptop. That has to be to. it, right? Yes, yes. If they walk out... I mean, imagine if they were on the main card, too. No joke, though. Um, when someone picks their song, do you think there's a team, there's a person that listens to it? Yes. Or are they just like, oh, whatever, we'll put it on no, the no. playlist? No, no. Oh, famously, Dana White used to tell people, I don't like that song, pick another, or I'm going to pick this one for you. Wow. Back when he was like more involved? or Which is kind of crazy, because like if that song means something to you, let it mean something to you, right? Like, yeah, I mean, like, right. You sh- Shout out to the cough button, man. You're doing a good job. Uh, apothecary? Apothecary. Apothecary. Persian apothecary. And by the way, again, if anyone wants to do it, that would be epic. Not to put in any pressure... But it would be incredible. Ahoy, Ariel. From the way you've given advice on awkward situations in the past, I wanted to get your opinion on how I should handle a situation I run into frequently. I work in a hospital, and whenever I need to get to another department, go to lunch, or really any sort of journey, I always pass the same front desk worker, man, wait, the same front desk manned by a coworker. I politely say hi or try to come up with some small talk, but then it starts to get awkward the more times I pass. My question is, do I need to say something slash acknowledge them every time I pass by? I tried to have something different to say one day, and I said, hi, weather is nice today, only a few days until the weekend, etc. but it got awkward real fast. I can sometimes pass this front desk upwards of 10 times. Looking forward to your words of wisdom. This is something that I would stew over. This is something that I would dread. This is something that I would try to find a different route. Oof. Just to avoid it, even if it added a few minutes to the journey. Yeah. Ultimately, I would say it's almost like you have to make light of the situation and say, hello again, or hey. Right. It's me again. You could try to pull the move where you're looking at your phone. No, nah, that gets you right through that. The no one does that. There's a door attendant at the other building I work at where I'll say hi, and he always says, good morning, good morning. He says it twice. Twice. That's like his. So that's the thing. If you have a thing, you could just say that, right? What if you're like, oh, yeah, that's a little impersonal. Be like, snoochie boochies and just walk by. Here's the thing if you're doing it 10 times and you're there for eight hours, like, you don't have to say hello every time. You don't. That's what you think. You could be on your way. Like, and I don't even think the person sitting at the desk expects. Honestly, that person is probably thinking the same thing. And by the way, if you're worried about this, your 10 trips, Think about all the other people that are going all those other times, back, forth, back, forth. And that per- that person has the toughest job, not you, with all due respect. Am I wrong? 
that person has to sit there and say, how am I going to say hello to X, Y, and Z 10 times today? And think about how many people are probably walking back and forth. I feel for the person at the desk. I think the person at the desk should have one of those like little tearaway notepads where it just has like clever responses to people who walk in front of you. Now it's also on them too. Like they could just be down in their computer like and 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 that would slacking avoid, their significant yeah, other their, their wife, yeah. Right. That would avoid a lot of issues. In my opinion. I don't know. I don't think it's that bad and I honestly think that he's I think he's overthinking it if I'm being honest and I think there's more pressure on the person sitting at the desk. Did you guys see this viral clip uh, from yesterday's Nick game of Liv Morgan with the guy? Please tell me you guys saw this. Oh, yeah. You saw Fantastic. it? Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. What a clip, right? Oh, yeah. Used it. You used it? Oh, yeah. In what, re- in what respect? I just got to go to my Twitter to find out. <sighs> Good plug. I like that. Good job. Yeah, yeah that was good. You saw no, this, no, you saw no, this Rick? Of course. This guy, I feel bad for this guy. This guy works it was for one WWE. of the classic. It's a classic meme format. Man over explaining something to woman, not woman listening. Ignoring it. I mean, it's, she is no great. selling him. That is for sure. What do we add in terms of views? Oh, yours is a. Uh, yours is. <laughs> watching it again. He is so locked in. This guy. Yeah. Yeah. The best going who nonstop. Is he? That's what I'm. I, I know who, who he is. Oh wait, but I he? know the tweet. Are we? Can we play this or no? Your tweet is, Sue Usman was pound for pound number one up on the cards going into round five. A lot of people thought Leon had reserved himself to lose a decision, but not me. No, I knew that isn't the cloth from which he is cut, you know? And now it they fight again in Rocky's home country. Anyway, pound for pound headshot dead. Yes, it, it's true. This is an amazing clip. I think, because I, I was watching the game. I saw it as it was happening live. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor guy. Okay, now who is he? Explain this. He works for WWE. He's like, well, they're in, in their live events. So she's there to promote, I think WWE's coming this weekend. I think it's Sunday. So he's she she's there to promote that. And this, you know, this she was doing promotional stuff. And this poor guy is probably explaining some I don't know. Now, as a wrestling reporter, yes. Can you right? I should you know can what you I reach out to... and find out what he was saying to her and put that report out there and take over the wrestling world one more time? Now will that report be met with, you know, cynicism hey, like if i say and i trust oh, it here it is here's oh, the moment here <laughs> so she is clearly thinking uh, looking up he's See, ta- this he's is very- my read on it yeah she's a performer i think she's like focused now That's looking what I'm down thinking. is this the same moment by the way because it seemed like the angle changed yeah the clip reset she uh, yep she's doing the yep she i'm playing with the hair no eye contact looking up at one she, point, she's now dancing. She's focused on everything but what he is saying. At, at that point, she's looking down. Uh, I feel bad for this and guy. We're not, are we sure that he's talking to her and not like someone across from her? Because that's oh what, come on. No, Frank there's a point here. I'm, I'm rewatching it on Connor's feed. There's a point where she's like, "Yep," she's like saying uh, something, but it's in a very sort of. I've had enough. Now it seems like a lovely looks, guy. And, and 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 by the way, she looks focused. That's that's my read on it. She looks like she's like locked in. She knows she has to do something, and he's giving her like that last little bit. And she's by just the way, like, she okay, I'm she ready. looks focused, but not on what he is saying. That's the problem. No, no. There is one moment where it looks like he's looking across her mm. at someone yeah, else. No. Thanks. This, this is a loud arena. There is no way that he is talking to yeah, someone else. Yeah, there's no way. 
I no feel chance. terrible for him because I feel terrible too because he's is, so into it. He's he should mega viral. Yeah. What's worse, this or me explaining to Sky Nicholson about Alexander Volkanovsky? Because a lot of people gave me Whoa, shit for that. That was much worse. But like, <laughs> that was much still, worse. This is this is close to being. She at least game. was locked in. I don't know why I got shit for that. I mean, she was locked in because she wasn't in an arena. Had y'all been in an arena and There's you were no saying the same she's things? Of interest? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is oh, this wow. is that happening, but this just happened to take place. Wow. In a lot of people said that I went too far on that one. I was just, I thought a fellow countrymate, like, you're into it? No? Anyway, speaking <laughs> of what you said, uh, Mr. New York Rick, I did do my journalism, and I asked her about the clip. And she was aware, Flex, she was aware that, and she said they were having a laugh and that he worked for WWE and their friends. And, oh, of you know, Yeah. Of course, yeah. What else was she going to say? Dead emoji. <laughs> I, I even said, yeah, but that's it. She didn't say what the combo was about. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I didn't want to put her on the spot because it, it clearly seemed like she wasn't listening to the combo. Yeah. To be honest, your John Jones poster just fell, Rick. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna have to fix that when you get back here on Monday. What anyway, yeah. use double sided tape. That's all. That was tremendous. Wow. How about this breaking news, Frank? Yeah. Thanks, Frank. PSG out of the Champions League. Woo! That's big. Shocking, no? Seems like it, yeah. Second year in a row, so not too shocking. Um, yeah, that is big. All right. PSG out. Oh, my kids are going to love this. Byron, get it done. Shout out to Alfonso Davies. Michael Rappaport dropping the ball. This is one of the all-time... New York, Rick, can I get your thoughts, A, on Michael Rappaport in terms of all-time grade in studio guests, and B, his performance at the darts? Yeah, I don't think he gets into the pantheon of all-time greats. You don't think he was um, there? He, I mean, I thought that was great. You didn't enjoy that? It was enjoyable, but I don't think he gets into the... All right. We're talking... I mean, we've had UFC champions. All right, fine, fine, you know, fine. Legends of the game sitting across from you. Wow, someone on the Twitter feed that you posted the thing, this guy wrote, two of the most abhorrent losers in the history of the universe. It's a weird thing because it's Rappaport and me in the clip. It's not Rappaport and Frank. Wow. Well, I mean, Frank, let, you know, let's call it what it is. You did drop the ball on. I mean, on, uh, I'm sorry that I had to go to the bathroom. The music for MVP. But, um, Rappaport, okay, so it was Rate Rappaport. And then what was the second part? Him completely botching the darts? Oh, the darts. Is that yeah, possible? See, it was bad, but like, we peaked at the KSI moment, right? Like anything from here is not even going to stack up. He asked it was me to just go such first. a legendary. I choke. I get an 18. He, he goes he off the board, out. off the board, and then hits the thing off the wall. It's one of the worst performances in the history of performances. No clutch gene. He doesn't have the clutch gene in him. I'm rewatching um, it here. First of all, off the board. <laughs> it's really incredible. It's an incredible clip. It, incre incredible display of lack of clutchness for sure um but for me the, the ksi is always going to be the gold standard around here when him, we talk about darts clips so there's all these moments that i'm missing of him walking around now all upset i mean <laughs> i really think he's such a showman that he did that on purpose there's no way right that's, that's very that's very kind of you it's very he, kind of you wow he threw the darts you know what he kind of i gotta be honest he kind of no sold the drink a little bit no Maybe a little more on that? You, you didn't think that he was appreciative enough? 
Yeah, maybe you know. Look, he literally requested it. You guys got it. I know. I thought you that was a cold foam was... drink with a straw. Yeah, who put the straw in there? By the way, I thought that was an interesting move. I don't know for sure. Who got him the drink? Was it GC? Corporate Alex. Corporate Alex went for the straw. Alex. Interesting. But I don't think he, I'm sure Starbucks put the straw. And what was it? Coffee. No, like he said, it was something different. Coffee with foam. What kind of milk? White. Please tell me almond. I don't know. I didn't poor know. Guy it, was, has, it was real milk. Real milk. Uh, poor guy's a Jew with, the, he said he has uh, colitis. <laughs> He's fucked. The IBS is. Oh my God. He is. Acting up later. He did seem like, like the caffeine was a little ounces much, of yeah. coffee too. Yeah, he is fucked. <laughs> if you would have given me that, I would have been fucked. You have to go with the almond milk. You have to go with the oat milk. I mean, can we also talk about having we a known gallon better. of espresso from Starbucks at I was jealous. 4 o'clock on an afternoon? And then it would affect him, me in the slightest. I was like, are you going to wear that sweater into the interview? He's like, yeah. And then they always, without fail, man, it's hot in here. Uh, What did you think was going to (laughs) happen? Yeah. Maybe you should tell him why you're asking that question. Sometimes I do. They're like, oh, the sweater's got to go in. I'm like, okay. He was really messing with the jersey on the table. That was weird. Yeah, I feel like we talked about that. Yeah, he was folding it and fo- it was like we're at an Abercrombie. You might fit. actually want to send that through through dry cleaners. <laughs> he kept folding it, and then he's touching the belt and everything. Yeah. It's like, what is going uh, on over he here? He touched everything. What is happening? He, he had a pretty bad cough walking up to us. So. Did he? Yeah. Oh my god. Good thing I went to the bathroom. Yeah, to he, wash my listen, hands. he he Praying he was transparent. Him, he told you to to spray the studio down when it was yeah. all over. Yeah. Serious cough. Serious. Serious. He's a performer. I was pretty concerned, yeah. Legit? Now what you're going to make me concerned. on the studio. <laughs> I was concerned. Before the I, mean, I, was, I was. I was. Yeah. What were you concerned about? We were hugging, bro-hugging. He was spitting. Oh, you don't yeah, all of that was concerning to me. The cough itself was hyper The cough was very distinct, yeah. I mean, it was like I, I whispered under my breath when I heard it. I was like, Jesus. It's the kind of and cough. And I turned, uh, I was like, oh, that's you know, that's how, you know for the next 48 hours, I'm going to be on pins and needles now. It's the kind yeah, of cough that you hear it on the subway from the other side of the car, and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> It's so good to be home. It's yeah, so good it was, to be at home right now. Oh my. It made it made uh, Rick last week look like the healthiest yeah, man right. on earth. Oh he my was, lord! He's just a performer. Oh he's just he's just getting the. He's going to Cleveland. The improv. Oh, okay, but truly, can we talk about <clears throat> Brandon Gibson? Oh, what, what a, a what a human! What, what a, a human. what a great human being! I, I love that. I dude. feel like GC hasn't really been exposed to the Brandon Gibsons of the world just yet. I mean, Brandon Gibson, OG, yep, salt of the earth, sure. Clean cut, very clean cut. That was that was probably the most impressive yeah. part about him. And works for uh, the city. Yeah, one thing that I I threw out to everyone back here. I don't know if they understood it well. Just listening to him, he kind of sounded like Dominic Cruz. Mm. Voice. There's a little bit there, maybe. But Cruz yeah. is more. Um, what's the word? Cruz talks longer. He's he's more okay, verbose, yeah. right? Yeah, I didn't. I did enjoy the interview though. Oh, he's the man. See, the thing about John is we could say what we want about his mistakes, and he has made plenty, obviously, and I can fully understand why someone may not be a fan or not want to celebrate him or anything like that. I get that, 100%. He has given us enough ammunition. The one thing about John is he has legit good dudes in his corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Well-respected guys. I mean, listen, I'm sure there's someone out there going like, I know about some skeleton. Everyone's, Everyone's got their skeletons. Brandon Gibson... Greg Jackson, Wink back in the day. All these guys are, are are very respected individuals. Like it's, you know, I know the big thing with John was that he had enablers, but I never thought it was his coaches or anything like that because those people aren't living with him. Those people aren't, you know, he's a grown man. Yeah. 
It's more the friends, the hanger-oners. Those are the enablers. Um, if there were any sure. enablers, who the hell knows? But it wasn't those guys. Like, he's a great fighter, obviously because of his God-given ability, but because of them too, because that's one of the best coaching staffs in the history of the sport, one of the best gyms as well. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Brandon Gibson. Let's make some picks, shall we? Before we do that, a quick – now I'm feeling I have a cough. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, here we go. Parlay Pals this weekend, big event, Bellator, UFC. Question Rick, is, who are we snacking on, man? What, yeah. Question Ro- is, rooting for you guys. Why is, who are we snacking on, yeah. bro? I keep, sne- I keep see, uh, sneaking some snacks in. Oh, no. Wow, cheese doodles. Wow. Hot and honey. Oh, they're getting blurred out. <laughs> yeah. wow. The beauty of this was I, I, I felt for a second that we were such an advanced operation that we didn't yeah, want to give yeah. the sponsor no a free, plug. No and someone plug was someone was blurring it in real time. But it was really <laughs> yeah, just your right. backdrop. Yeah, good job. Um, all right, so no New York Rick because he bottled it last week. Yeah, it feels like every week. You know, it's it's us three, then it's Rick's back Question in, his and then it's us three. Yeah. My commitment. I mean, I made the pick. I just yeah. But are you the twenty twenty three has been tough. The question is, are you trying to bottle it? Wow. Really I can neither yeah. confirm. Is he such nor a denied. sharp that he just wanted out of the parlay <laughs> pals and he knew Alexa Grasso was going to win, so he took Valentina Shevchenko? Love it. I could be independently wealthy right now and have done it on purpose. Independently wealthy. All right, what do we Did got? This guy didn't even do any work. Uh, all right, let's randomize the order. Back to three. Nice and clean. Oh, wow. Frank first. Oh, man. Ariel second. I will bring up the rear. Frankie first. Cool. Well, I'm going to go with the main event and pick Jan Moneyline. Wow. <laughs> no, Frank, can you give me a no little build time? Up, no sell. I mean, like, that who was is just... Jan? Is it Jan Bohovic? Who is it? Peter. I mean, Piotr Jan. See, I knew I was going to mispronounce it. You exposed that. Thanks. Mm. That's it? That's all you're giving us? Um, yeah, he walks over to my desk today. He's like, how do you feel about Peter? I did not I say like, Peter. Who? I said Peter. I try to mumble it out so it doesn't offend anyone. I mean, we had Bellator, PFL Challenger Series, props. Do they give lines for got. PFL we Challengers? Just, just punt it out, the main, the favorite in the main event. Yeah, Ariel, yeah, yeah. you don't have a pick already? I, mean, I if do. You're feeling, if you're feeling Taylor Johnson, minus 310. Wow. Maybe uh, Impa Kasangane, minus 575. Oh, he's back. <laughs> um, wow, Mario Bautista, minus 1100. Yeah, I'm actually glad that it got pushed to the four figures, so you couldn't take him. Wow, no he love was, for Guido Canetti. He was sitting at minus nine fifty for a minute. All right, I'll tell you who I'm looking at right now. Leaning towards Ricardo Hamos, Said Nurmagomedov, and could you tell me what is uh, what what is uh, Usman and Benson over around? Oh, I don't know if they have that. They don't have it yet? Because it's Bellator? You're saying over a round and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind that, but uh, I don't believe They don't have that? 
They've got the over-under set at four and a half, under minus 150. Why? Over plus 120. Why don't they have more? I don't know. It just takes time. Man. Is it because of Bellator? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to have the alt rounds for Bellator. I'm not going to lie. It's whack. Uh, I'll go with Saeed Nurmagomedov. Okay. How do you feel about that? Big weekend for the Nurmagomedovs? Could be. Yeah. They lost one. What do you mean? Abukar. Yeah. I don't know. When in doubt, go with a Nurmagomedov. I mean, that's not a bad point, <laughs> especially in the UFC. They're like f- something like 50 and 8 or something when there's a Madov in their name. What do you or got? Or Magomed. Uh, I'm going to take a pick that I took just a couple weeks ago. Uh, it's just my favorite page on DraftKings Sportsbook. Alternate total rounds. Nice. Kita Krylov, Ryan Span, under two and a half, minus 400. Three pick parlay, easy, clean, clean, green, took us no time, plus 145. Love it. Plus 145 is solid. It's that might amazing. be our fastest uh, group of picks we've ever done. All right. Imagine if Ariel had come prepared. Yeah. I, I like to do it in real time. Yeah, I mean, you just... You saved the day on the time there, Frank. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. What about the rest of your picks, GC? Yeah, let's do it. Let's hop right in. What better way to start? What better way to get on track than with a flyweight under? I mean, it's it's the gift that keeps on giving throughout 2023 for us. Uh, Tyson Nam, three wins in the UFC, all by first or second round knockout. Bruno Silva, two wins in the UFC, both by first or second round knockout. Yes... They haven't been knocked out. They don't really get finished. Nam, I think the last time he got knocked out was a decade ago. He's got the the Hawaiian chin. Um, but I think if this stays standing, someone is going to fall. Both these dudes do carry a lot of power for 125. I think if the if anyone's going to grapple, it's going to be Bruno Silva. But Nam has a 100% takedown defense. Granted, that's only stuffing four takedowns. Um, but I, I'm going to go with it stays standing. Someone gets knocked out. It's a flyweight fight. There's magic in the air around it. Uh, let's keep it rolling. This uh, this number has been steamed, but I took him early. Carl Williams, why did I take him early? What does steam mean? Like the line got blown up. A lot of these lines this week did. This this was one of them. Um, took Carl Williams. Why did I take him? Because he's fighting out of Atlanta. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty much just Homer that pick. easy. Yeah, this is a homer pick. Also, he looked great on the Contender Series, dominated a Penn State wrestler. I mean, a beautiful level change right off the top, and then from there it was just racking up like 12 minutes of control time. Uh, clean, 30-27 win, made it look easy. Dresky doesn't carry much power in his hands. I mean, he landed like 120 significant strikes on Martin Boudet, never really had him in any sort of trouble. Uh I think Carl Williams is going to get this to the mat, and I think he's going to have the same successes that he had uh, in his Contender Series fight. Moving on, let's have some flyers. Let's have some sprinkles. Let's have some fun. Ryan Spann, Nikita Krylov. I'm going to take Ryan Spann by submission. So if you know the history of me and, and submission props, and you are already on Ryan Spann by submission, then you know this is a loser. I, I can't remember the last time we hit one. I, I want to say we're going on 8, 9, 10 submission picks without hitting one. Hopefully Ryan Span Superman is the one to end it. Uh, but I think there's a real world where this happens. I mean, Ryan Span he makes his fights chaotic. They usually end in the first round. Um, and he's got 12 wins by submission. He's got a nasty guillotine. Eight of those 12 are by guillotine. And Krylov, 
maybe doesn't use the best fight IQ at times. If you go back and watch the Paul Craig fight, right off the bat, he is going for takedowns, which looked like a good move, and then it ended up being his undoing, and he gets finished in that fight via uh, a triangle choke. Um, I think this one's just going to get chaotic. I think it probably ends up on the mat, and I think there's a possibility for a guy that most of his wins are by submission, and Krylov, five of his last nine losses are by first-round submission. Four of his last six have come by getting submitted. I think there's a world where this happens, and at this big of a number, I'm willing to play it. And then I just mentioned Krylov, five of his last nine are losing by first-round submission. Span, his last five have been in the first round. So I added on a little sprinkle, Ryan Span by submission in round one. Might as well sweeten the pot a little bit, give us something to cheer for. Not going heavy on this at all, uh, but hopefully Span can pull something out for us. I think there is a, Hopefully the uh, fight happens. Yes, that is that is the bigger thing. Catch weight two fifteen. I feel like they'll both be good to go. Uh, you know, just be careful what what places you get and take out from uh, Nikita, and we'll be good to go. Um, moving on, Alexander Romanov, Alexander Volkov, the battle for the title of Alexander. <laughs> I'm taking Romanov here, hoping that this is a buy low spot. I mean, in all his other fights, yes, it was against lower level of competition, but he's been minus 300, minus 500, minus 2,500 when he took on Chase Sherman. Like, he has always been a massive favorite. He was undefeated up until his last fight against Marcin Tybora. And if you go back and watch that, I don't know how all three judges didn't score to 10-8. Like, it was the most clear and obvious 10-8 in the history of MMA. Like, I mean... He, I think it was like 64 to 1 in significant strikes, and he racked up like four and a half minutes of control time. Should have been a draw. Alas, he loses the fight, completely falls off an ed- a cliff, gas tank completely diminished in the high altitude in Utah. I'm going to bank on his gas tank not being that bad, and him being able to get Alexander Volkov to the mat and being able to finish it from there. We've seen him get taken down. Yes, he does have a 70% takedown defense. He, he is solid there, but... Tom Aspinall was able to do it. Curtis Blades was able to do it. Alexander Romanov, fairly good wrestling acumen. I think he's going to be able to do it as well. And if he gets him flat on his back, I think he's going to be able to use that ground and pound or maybe throw up a submission. This could be me. You know, we look back on it on Monday, and it's just like, oh, yeah, dude really just has no gas tank, and and this was his toughest test, and Volkov was an easy pick. But I'm going to I'm gonna guess that, that his gas tank is better than it looked at altitude. And uh, he bounces back here. I mean, if he was able to get Tybura out of there in the first round, we're looking at Romanov like minus 300, minus 350. So I'm hoping this is a buy low spot. We'll see. Just in case, another little sprinkle, just in case if he does have that bad of a gas tank, Alexander Volkov round three plus 1400, little tiny oh, yeah. 0.1, you know, maybe just a little buyback. I could see that happening if he does fall off the cliff because Tybura, as he, do- as he started to dominate as the fight went on, he's not much of a finisher. Volkov is. I think you can get it done there. To the main event. First things first, right off rip. I From the moment this f- fight was made, I was like, I, I like the over in this one. If they give it to us at a playable price, like it to go to a decision. I mean, if you just look at these two guys' career, Marab, all but one fight. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. All but two fights has gone to a decision. Uh, Piotr Jan, I mean, you don't. if you don't count the DQ, uh, I want to say it's his last 10 or something has gone over the one and a half. So they typically go longer in these fights. Um, these guys don't get finished. Piotr Jan has never been finished. The one time Rob got finished was uh, Ricky Simone literally taking the life out of him. Uh, so I think the way these guys match up, this one goes longer. And then I somehow got around to it. I don't know how. He's made me pay a million times. Piotr, Piotr Jan at a big chalky price, but 
the way I just see it playing out, I think the five rounds benefits him. I think Marab's style of fighting doesn't match up well against Piotr Jan. He's got a 90% takedown defense over his career. If you go back and watch the last fight against Jose Aldo, yes, he won the fight, but he went 0 for 16 on takedowns. Jose Aldo, very similar takedown defense to Piotr Jan, 91%. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to find the same success, be able to just hug Piotr Jan up against the cage for 25 minutes and, and get the win. I think Piotr Jan will be able to find his successes. Plus, I think this is just a must win. You can't lose four of five, and he's going up against Aljo's teammate. This this just seems like a must win for Piotr Jan. So I put a little bit on him. I just can't quit backing Piotr Jan. So so there it is. A couple parlays: Mario Bautista, as you mentioned, and uh, Ricardo Ricardo Ramos, two guys you mentioned, and then a prop parlay. Last thing here: Bautista Canetti doesn't go to a decision. Krylov span under two and a half, and Jan Davalashvili over one and a half. And those are the plays. Well, UFC Las Vegas. I, uh, any, I yes, go ahead. I was going to say, any interest in Bellator? No, nope. I was just, I was just thinking. What are you thinking? Tell me what you're thinking. I've looked it over. The line on Benson feels—it's huge. It's huge. Ridiculous. But, but is no, he going to win? For, but is he going to win? I don't. I I definitely want to favor him, but I definitely think it's plus EV. No, like Benson I mean, is so good, man. It is crazy. You're talking about the minus 1600 for Usman and the plus uh, eight, 850? Is that what no, it is? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, there's some I think it's even higher than that, right? Wow. You can get a big timeline on Benson Anderson. That's a little disrespectful. And there's a world where this fight goes to a decision. I just feel like this is the type of fight where Benson can just make it ugly and all of a sudden get a weird split. Like, it, I don't know. Plus I see some value. But I don't look. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm out of the parlay pals for a reason. Like don't yeah. don't take my advice. I mean, but, I could uh, be out of the parlay pals in no time, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it just feels weird. I, don't get me wrong. I think I think um, Usman's fantastic. Like truly, Michael Page like, only a minus one twenty. It's a weird. It's a weird line. Dicey. I just feel like Benson's better than that, in my opinion. But, I agree, and also Benson has had some success back in the day at the SAP Center. Remember that close fight against Gilbert Melendez? No. UFC on Fox. The one the one that cost me Rick's picks many moons ago. Was when it? Gilbert clearly won. Was it that and one? I had yeah, him as Gilbert a dog did. and, and yeah. picked him picked him to beat Benson. Yeah. Um here's Benson. Ultimately odds aside, Benson wins that fight, yes? Excuse me. Usman wins that fight. Usman, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. My lean is it, it, 50-50 fight. The lean is Usman, but like I don't know. The it feels like there's there's some value there on Benson. Awesome, my I mean, you don't have to pay much for it. Plus eleven hundred. Yeah, right you can now you can just take a flyer. He get he wins these ones. He wins these ones just like weird splits. So not a single play on Bellator. No, nah, not right now. Nothing. You're not feeling it. No, nah. nothing. Right down on Bellator. I don't know, man. These take time. These take time okay. to, wow. to get around to a pick. Okay. All right. Wow. Is this a new uh, new approach? I feel like. No. Nah. No, I mean, you know, I had to go to the Devils game last night. All right, night. things were happening. <laughs> things were happening. All right. Um, what about No Bets Bard? Oh, yeah, it's out. Wherever you get your uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And it's a great episode, I'm not going to lie. Any special guests? No, no special guests. Uh, but, uh, you know. Is there anyone out there in the Jets betting coping? world that uh, focuses on Bellator? Betting. Nah, like that just does Bellator? Yeah. No. No. Now, I feel like that'd be a tough grind with especially how many like big favorites they tend to feature on some I mean, of those you have, cards. Be... You have quite a few fighters this weekend that are like O and O matches. Yeah, I know, I know. <clears throat> yeah, main card might be tough. Uh, I will say 
it's just wild to hear you talk about Piotr Jan like that. Like he's staring at a losing streak and all this stuff. It's like, if you go back and look at his record, well, he has the DQ and three split decision losses. I know. I, like I, he's like a few good bounces away from being. On I the feel like yesterday we were talking about him <laughs> being rough. the pound for pound best fight in the world, so like crazy. being in the conversation, right? Yeah, yeah. And Not me. No, I Not feel like, me. No. Not me. Wow. I feel like this is a must win for him, dude. Uh, Not me. Where not does he go me. from here if he loses? I mean, it's still Marab. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough. but that's still four every, of his last five. Got to build yourself back. Every up. single one of those, every single one of those guys is very, very good. Like these are not, these are not, uh, these are not, uh, you know, career changing and defining losses. It'd be tough, but I don't know. You just, you finally just go down in top competition. It'd be time. Like right. just not, not a top five guy. That's all. Uh, two last quick things. I totally forgot that today is March 8th. As I'm talking to Michael Rapport about March 8th, 1971, Madison Square Garden, the fight of the century. I can't believe today's the anniversary of that mm. fight. Uh, Joe Frazier against Muhammad Ali. How crazy is that? And did we happen to get the face-off between we Ron? We have that? Can we yeah. play this? I'm so seeing- I don't know if you heard that Tank showed up like... An hour late? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so first of all... An hour? I think it was two hours. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it ended up being like over 90 minutes. Tank Davis, Ryan Garcia, everyone knows how much I love this fight. Before it was yep. even announced, I said, it's my most anticipated fight that isn't a rematch of the year. Uh, I give a nod to Taylor Serrano, of course. Uh, me, it's even bigger than Fury Usyk because... It's it's two guys under 30 who are undefeated. And by the way, shout out to these two guys who could get away, and especially Ryan Garcia, who could get away with not fighting this fight for a very long time. They're like, no, we're going to make it happen. And not only are we going to make it happen, we are going to drag these two promoters and we're going to drag these two networks to make it happen. Like they had every reason. Shame on Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence for not making their fight happen. These guys had every reason to not make this fight happen. Every single excuse in the book to not make this fight happen, and they freaking made it happen. It's one of the best fights considering all of that, and then the style and the fan bases, all that. They had their first- You're 100% right. Thank you. Thank you. 100% right. I love everything about it. I love the fact that they made it happen. Like They essentially said, all of y'all, shut up with your excuses, shut up with your reasons, shut up with your roadblocks. All We're making this fight happen. Now, they're having a press conference tomorrow in LA. They had the first leg today in New York City. Don't want to put the cart before the horse. You may see your boy involved in some of the stuff. Stay tuned. Uh, very exciting. And I mean, look, Ryan himself said it on the show. I need to be there, right? I mean, he said it. He said, I need you there. I need to look at you. And so who am I to make Ryan... You know, upset. Who am I to let him down? King Ryan. When ki- when the king asks for something, you got to do when it. He does that left hook. He's um, like, tff, tff, tff. anyway, they had it's the- a great fight. He showed up an hour late. Yeah. How did they kill time? Oh yeah, over over an hour. Well over. Wow. An hour. Tank Davis did. Any yeah. excuse? Very Connor like in this regard. Any excuse? Did he offer one? I I didn't see one. Um, but it's eventually it, he showed up. I think Ryan and then, and then did they have like a two-minute stare down? The stare down is like two minutes. Can we see it? Yeah, let's let's just oh, start playing. I it. just want to watch it. it. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it. I see people tweeting. Here they are. I mean, please, if you're out there and you're a casual boxing fan, if you're just an MMA fan, please watch this. These are two undefeated, young, hungry, hardly been tested, incredible fighters. How do you feel about 
Tank Davis being when you say hardly hardly been tested, you just uh, I know what you're trying. Yes, to I'm say, not trying to take anything away from them. I'm not calling them yeah. frauds. I'm just saying they have they haven't looked vulnerable in their yes, fights. Is what they you're have yeah. a million reasons not to take this fight because everyone else doesn't take this fight. Yeah, and look at this, John. Back. Oh, I wish. Did they have the audio up on them? I wish we could hear this. This is amazing. In this video, they did not. I mean, the drip on both of these guys, right? Oh yeah. Look at Tank, Tank rocking the Yankees. What do you, what do you make of of Tank not showing up? What do you What do you make of that? Eh, mind games. We got Bernard up in this. We got Oscar up in this too. I mean, look at the players, right? Look at the power players involved here. Bernard and Oscar backing Ryan. Oh, now he's talking shit to Bernard. Oh wow! <laughs> now Tank's talking shit to Bernard, the executioner. What? Oh my god. And they're still going. Oh man. I can't wait to watch this. This is amazing. April 22nd. Showtime paper. I like how sometimes they let the boxing face-offs like linger like this and they don't pull them apart. I li- I like that. Oh yeah. I oh, like Espinosa's getting in the mix too. By the way, now it's become like Showtime versus the zone, right? That's the great thing. I mean, that's how the boxing fights are. I, I, and I and I like that too. This is a ama- a minute yeah. left Andy says. There's still a minute more of this. Ooh. Yo, fucking Ryan Garcia, Tank Davis, what a fight, April 22nd. I mean, this is fantastic. They're still going. And I love the fact that they're doing a New York, LA press conference. They're doing this right. This is the way it should be. Yo, now, now, in case you're just listening, Ryan's facing off to the crowd, and then Tank's still talking to him, and now Ryan's going back to Tank. Back and forth, jawing. You know what I like about this? It's straight up jawing, smack talk, trash talk. No pushing, no threats of yeah. violence. There's no like, oh, oh, oh. There's no feints. It's just straight up shit talk. And I don't know if they've ever been face to face like this. Tank's wearing some kind of fur coat situation. Purple, is that purple or pink? It's purple. It's purple. purple. Ryan's like, all right, I got enough of this. And they fucking walk off. Oh my God. Two young bulls who have every reason in the book to not take this fight said, Nope, the zone. Nope, Showtime promoters. We're taking this fight. That was great. Is everyone talking about that? Is that the story, or is it's on is, the streets is for sure? Rappaport bottling it. The story. <laughs> Man, you guys going to that fight? Live show from Vegas. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we can really be about getting there. Oh. You're really going to be ringside for Ryan. I I have just like Rappaport said. I have always been a man of my word. And if I say I'm there, I'm going to be there. Now, will I be physically ringside? Uh, wow. Spiritually, though. No, will I be in the building? Yes. Oh. Oh. But I don't know where I'm going to be sitting. Tank like a minus 300. Wow. How that do you feel sense. about that? You feel, you feel good about that? I mean, a little bit older, tested a little bit more. The power but, is a game changer. The yeah. dude has nuclear power. He's, God, he's a legit knockout puncher. Do you remember May Max? Tank came out with like a fur vest. It was incredible. It was like a fur leather vest. Let's see here. April 22nd, tank plus, oh, no, minus 370, tank plus 260. I see here. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah. Wait, what? Tank plus 260. Sorry, sorry. What did I say? No. Tank minus 370, Garcia plus 260. Um, yeah. Let's see. Fight goes to decision plus 330. I don't know about that. You think it goes to decision? No, I no. do not. Fight doesn't go <clears throat> minus four eighty. Yeah, sounds about right. Davis in round one plus twenty six hundred. 
Davis yeah, in round one. I don't think one, it's gonna happen that quick. Davis but... in round one is 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 pretty much Grasso winning via sub. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen that quick. But Tank finds da- a way. Davis to... in round seven through twelve plus two hundred. That's the one. That's. I don't that's know. More that's more the range. The that could be the one. That's more the range. Garcia so. in round seven through twelve plus nine hundred. Man, I can't wait for that. I mean, there's a world where where Garcia's volume starts to get to him, and all of a sudden in those later rounds, it's it's wearing on him. So I could see that too. But yeah, I, I don't think it goes to the cards. I th- I think one of them is going to wear the other one out by those later rounds. But I'm excited about it. So that is great. Looking forward to the press conference tomorrow. And uh, looking forward to be back next week. Next week's a big one. UFC London. Actually, we we can't call it UFC. It's UFC 287. 286, yeah. 286. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, 287 fight week. All right, here we go. Very rare. When's the last time they had two pay- Yeah, 286. 287. 287 again. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time they had two pay-per-views? Jedi, can you get on this? When's the last time they had two pay-per-views in the span of two weeks? Yeah, if... And th- and then after that, another one very shortly after. As well. I will like, say this: UFC off the top of my head, UFC two hundred two was August twentieth. No, that's Connor and Nate. Nate, right? and then two hundred three was in it was in was in uh, Cleveland. Uh, Stipe, oh wow, the Stipe one, and it was early Over. September. But I think that was three weeks. There's definitely one. I, I could I could feel it off the top of my head. You know, ba- by the way, back by the way, back in the Spike days, they would have. Numbered pay-per-views back-to-back. UFC 89 and 90 were back-to-back weeks. Patrick Cota, Anderson Silva, Chris Lieben. One was on free TV, right? One was on Spike. One was on um, yeah. pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. Also, UFC 122 and 123 were back-to-back. Germany, Nate Marquardt, 123. You were at that. <laughs> Auburn Hills. Shout out. Not to yeah. do this. Oh, was it that? Uh, UFC 267, UFC 268. Uh, Abu Dhabi, free card. And then 268, I'm pretty sure it was the very next week. Madison Square Garden. Wow, was it really only one week yes, later? Wow, it was. I mean, look at this. Yeah, but that was free card. I'm talking about pay per views. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, pay per views. Yes, the numbered. Thing, oh my god, but... that was literally like a year ago, right? A year yeah, and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but pay per views uh, are not typically this close. It's it's an odd one. It's a it's a I feel rare like there's one. occasion. There's got to be. Oh, one. I'm sure. I mean, you know better than anybody. Your brain. No, is it's like on the on, 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 on the top of my head, tip of my tongue. Uh, Frank, you got. An answer or no? Um, one Frank's and got it. two, I thought, were back-to-back. Uh, back. No, those were like four months wow. apart. Close enough. What a contribution. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll figure that out. We'll let you know next week uh, on Monday, so stay tuned for that. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, it is time to go. What a day it has been, what a week it has been. And next week we turn our attention. Oh, there it is. I feel like now you just leave it. See you, Rick. Yeah. yeah. On purpose? No, he's so quick. He's so I wonder if he's aware of it because he's logging oh, he off, knows. so he's no longer hearing us. Now, there's a very good chance he doesn't listen to this portion of the show. He's I mean, he like, slams his laptop down. I'm yeah, out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that. Yeah, he has no idea that this is a thing. Oh man! I mean, he's just walking away from his computer right now with his cheese he's eating doodles. The che- yeah, the his cheese fingers. doodles. It's like a walk off KL. He's yeah. done. Nice, man. Where are my cheese doodles? You know that. No. No. How about the disrespect to Michael Rapport? Not even in the YouTube title? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Guy comes in the studio. Can't even get in the YouTube title. Probably should fix that. In any event, it has been a great day. Thank you very much to everyone who stopped by. Thank you very much to everyone in the back. Thank you very much to all of you. Thank you to everyone who 
uh, submitted questions. Appreciate y'all very, very much. Uh, big weekend, like we said. Bellator on Friday. Solid card. Lightweight Grand Prix kicking off. UFC on Saturday. Not at the Apex. Rare Vegas non-pay-per-view at an actual place with fans. Can't wait for that. And then can't wait for next week as well. Uh, thank you very much to Drinkus Duplessis. Congrats to him. Good luck, Joanne Wood. Thank you very much to her. Good luck, Michael Venom Page. Congrats, Brandon Gibson. Thank you very much, Michael Rappaport, and thanks to all of you. Back on Monday, same time of us until the same. Peace. Uh, I do want to let you know that today's program is brought to you by our good friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. UFC 300 is here. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC, is giving new customers a shot to turn five buccarinos into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any UFC 300 bet. So uh, there's a lot of close fights. Jamal Hill, Alex Pereira is a close one. Um, one that is of interest to me, Kayla Harrison, Holly Holm going the distance. Um, obviously, Zhang Weili is a big favorite. The biggest favorite on the card is actually Bo Nickel against Cody Brundage. That may not be a surprise to you. Uh, so there's a lot of interesting things on this card. And the place to be for it all is DraftKings Sportsbook. So go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code Hour. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DMAR. The crown is yours. Gambling prong call 100Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resorts in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash MMA. Dot com, yes. Uh, for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.